Sweetie, see you poppin', see your icy attitude of chili Got to work and make a nigga get a little itchy Pretty brown skin like you normally Know you get around whenever you ain't with me Icy yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wiz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Big Gang, Icy Gang, Icy Main is in the motherfucking building. This is episode 156. I got the Zion jersey, white on red with the white hat. You see we matching. It's it's a basketball edition episode this week. We got two special guests. Jo- the, uh, the main guest is Josiah Johnson. He is the host of the Dunk Bait Show on Yahoo and on YouTube. He is also the creator of Legends of Chamberlain Heights, the uh, Comedy Central show. Dude has been doing so much just great stuff in just creating content, creating television shows on social media. When you see a funny video with NBA Twitter, more than likely it's him. Also joining us is my former basketball coach, Coach J.P. Bouillon, the coach at Ville, at uh, Sacred Heart and Ville Platt, I believe he says it's school in the in the thing. But uh, yeah, he's coming on to break down every team to give us all a coach's view on everything going on in the bubble. So I'm super excited for y'all to hear that. But joining me as always to my left, my guy, Mr. Brooklyn. And to the bottom, we got Doom. The video will be out this week. Last week had some problems, bro. I wanted to I wanted to just curse out Zoom, Adobe, Apple, everybody. Bro, when I updated my computer and everything just crashed, I was like, what the absolute fuck? But I didn't realize that when you update shit, I thought the programs automatically update, but I had to go update every single program yep. and then create a new folder file for every single new program. So when I was recording on the old programs and they would go into the old file that was for the old iOS, that's why everything got deleted, everything crashed. I was like, bro, this shit don't make no fucking sense. Like, I was fucking confused as a motherfucker doing it. Like, I was like, I got to make a new folder? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, uh, if I'm being honest with you, bro, my shit is on High Sierra. I am not updating my laptop, bro. I'm not. I'm not, bro. They be doing too much, bro. The the risk of losing shit again, I'm good. I'm good. I I don't know. once. I don't think I'm gonna do it. I don't think I'm gonna do it again either. The only reason why I had to, because I wasn't going to, is to stream. Because to uh, oh, do the yeah. Elgato shit, to do the Elgato shit, I had to update because they don't have a program that was for the iOS that I. Well, it's buggy and it's and like it's shut right. down every. Yeah, so I had to. I had to update that shit was trash. But how you doing, my brother B? How you doing this week, bro? Bro, I'm doing good, baby. I'm feeling on top of the world. I ain't got no Suns jersey on, baby. But look. We on top of the motherfucking world, baby. This we nigga, on top of the world, baby. What you talking about, man? Listen, this, this nigga <laughs> team, good. This is the nigga that that said when he came back to the pod that he retired his son's fandom. Then now he a fan again. This nigga is so hit or miss, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know, y'all. If y'all been listening to this pod since this nigga came on the show, some days he a son's fan, some days he not. And and this is like the Suns championship just to be Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. Them niggas yes, not making it. Yes, it is, no, baby. It's not, them niggas not making it to no play-in game. They're not making it to no playoffs. And he know that in his soul. That's, I know that in my soul. And, but at the same and, time, you know what's going to hurt him even more? When Devin Booker go to the Knicks. That's going to hurt him. Fucking out, bro. This, <laughs> listen, this bubble is doing us good. We're going to... We're going to attract some free agents this summer. Yeah, watch. Free yeah, agents? Yeah, watch, bro. Yeah, watch. Hold on, free. Bro. Like Soldier Boy said, Drake, free agents? What? <laughs> dude, dude, my brother, how you doing this week? We don't have Durag, Doom, or Avocado, Doom. We got we got Gold Chain, Doom, in the building this week, man. 
That's a fact. I'm I'm doing good though, man. I'm I'm real glad that the Pels finally got their little first. Oh, real. me and Doom was sick. We were sick for two days, oh, man. man. <laughs> I was <Okay>. yo. <laughs> that was so bad. Like, first off, we shouldn't have lost to the Utah Jazz. Secondly, the 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 morale and the way we just gave up against the Clippers. That was the worst. That was the that was the worst effort I've ever seen from a Pelicans team since before Anthony Davis had DeMarcus Cousins. That was like some pre-DeMarcus Cousins when Anthony Davis didn't have nobody and niggas was getting hurt. Like that was embarrassing. Yeah, bro. That that shit and, and what was even more fucked up was they gave up in the first quarter. Like the game was over in the first five minutes. But and that's I, where that's where you gotta have a good coach to to pick y'all up. Yeah, man. And, and that's something that me and Coach JP talk about. Should Gentry stay? And that's well, we're gonna stop talking about basketball because we got a lot coming up later in the show, but we just had to touch on that because all all of us are fans here. But not a lot of shit happened this week, low, low key. So I got some some topics this week that's like, okay, we're going into some 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 different realms. But let's start off with just the last basketball. Well, actually, no. Bro, y'all saw that Trump interview? Let, um, let me get politics out of the way. Y'all saw that fucking Trump interview with that nigga from HBO? I did. Bro. Bro. Like, how? how? I just want to know, how do his supporters still fuck with him? How do they not think he's ignorant? How, like, what, what, what is it? What does it take? Like, this, this dumbass legit was like, oh, well. We have more cases. And the man was like, but what about the deaths? We have more deaths. Deaths. He was like, I don't know. My rating still should be high. My, my, y'all tripping. Y'all fuck with Fauci more than me. It don't make no damn sense. Like, I should still be number one. The United States is number one with dealing with COVID. No, we're not, sir. We have the most deaths. We have uh, people are dying every day. Hospitals are flooded. He was like, but what about China? What about South Korea? Like, nigga, shut your racist ass up, you ignorant. Like, oh, my, bro. That interview just that that interview showed me that if you support Trump, you're either a an idiot, b love that he's a a, a racist, or c I don't have a I don't have a c I, I don't know what c could be. I, 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 think, I, I think it's d all of the above, bro. <laughs> Honestly, because like Cause at this point, bro, I don't see how you watch that and you feel confident that the country is in good hands. That's like, right, I, exactly. I like, it's not even, like, about Republican-Democrat at this point. It's like, no, this nigga's ignorant. Like, if the Republicans would have gave us Mitt Romney, you best believe I was voting for Mitt Romney this time because I don't like Joe Biden. I, I, I like Mitt more than him. So it's like, y'all not giving us no good options. Like, bro, and I, don't, I don't know how you see that shit and think to yourself, like, how does that, how does that video not rub you the wrong way? Like, I, watching it, I'm just like... I'm so happy that white man took a stand. I'm so happy that dude took a stand. Because, like, most reporters just caved to Trump. And that dude, that dude held his ground. But I think that's because he worked for HBO and, and he know that his job is secure. Right. HBO niggas are like, they don't play. HBO, like, just do what you want. Make good content. That's why I fuck with HBO, man. Oh, it was great content. Like, that... I like, I like seeing people that actually challenge Trump. And he was purposely making him look like an idiot. Like he that's was, the thing. He was asking questions that was kind of like, all right, I'm going to phrase this question in a way to where, I can to catch where him. Trump has no choice but to show his stupidity. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that was a master class in like, I don't do that style of interview where they try to catch niggas, but like, oh, he, he put him in a trap. Like that was that was masterful. He but laid you, out you the groundwork it, though, so easy. The president. It's, it's different if you like interviewing a rapper and you're yeah. trying to, bait niggas in the good content but it's like 
if you're the president of the United States, there are certain matters that you should at least be familiar with, my nigga. Like it's a fucking bro. At least. Bro, at his least, chart, bro. his chart looked like a bro. first grader chart, bro. I, there was yes. no pie charts, no words. It was just a bar with some colors. I was like, I was like, this is the nigga running our country, bro. Like that's crazy. This nuts, man gave us the bare minimum, bro. I don't understand how the country going through a pandemic and the president has no idea what's going on. <laughs> hey, yo, bro, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. This morning, I spent like thirty minutes, my nigga, looking up. What was the fastest and easiest European countries to get a, a citizenship? <laughs> because I'm thinking to myself, like, this is nuts, my nigga. Like, this is absolutely fucking nuts. Like, I told my girl, I was like, look, we could put we could put our forms in for the Canada registration and wait our four years or six years, however long that should take. Bro, three. It's three. I swear to God, I wish I could, bro. But Yo, I don't think I with all that cold shit. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, ugh, that's why bro. I went to Europe, my nigga. I was like, hold on, bro. But and see, Brooklyn, you know if you, where you where you going? Where you going in Europe? Be honest. You gotta learn, you gotta know how to speak the language. You gotta go to England or nowhere else, and that's the thing. And Fuck that was England. and that was the thing, right? The thing was, I think it was like two countries that had like all you need to do is secure a job. It's like Belgium and Switzerland. I don't like, know fucking German. <laughs> hey, you don't know German French or tough, German bro. or 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 uh, what do Swiss people speak? I feel I don't want to say Dutch. That. Yeah, you don't know du- Dutch, yeah. French, or German. But None of them. With you, if if you wanted to, especially right now at the age we are, the only one that I I would tell you to pick up would be German because the German language is the is the closest one to the English language. Real, but like what? and still, Germany is dope. Germany is fucking. Dope, see, I know bro. Spanish. I could go to Spain, but I, I'd have Man. to take I'd have to take like four months of relearn of Spain re- was fucking up. hard. You didn't like you didn't, oh you didn't like Spanish, uh, bro. Spain no, no, I'm beautiful. talking about like how much it costs. To oh, get in, you had to yeah. buy like a fucking quarter million dollar house. I'm good. For real? I'm good. Damn, that's wild. See, they only want rich niggas living there. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you <laughs> could go, go on vacation, get a job, and then do the old illegal immigrant thing oh. in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> they better shut this nigga down. <laughs> Yo, I'm sure you could do that and then get away with it. It's not like America where they trying to kick niggas out. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> I just gonna come get this nigga, bro. He's too much, bro. They're gonna bust your door down. Not me. I'm an American citizen. I'm just talking hey, about look, it. Spain don't have no ice. Right now. They finna bust your door down. You look like a terrorist right now. They finna... He black? He don't look black. Take him. <laughs> this nigga... Yo, my mom yeah. and daddy tell me that, all, like, when my beard get out of control, my mom and daddy always like, bro, you look like you're from the Middle East. And I'm like... See, look, let's that's, keep that's playing, nigga. Like I, my own parents be hitting me with that, but yep. yo, I, we just had to get the politics out of the way because just man, Trump and oh, let let me say arrest the murder. I'm gonna say this every fucking week because it's getting it's getting worse and worse. And the fact that people are trying to they leak the footage of the the George Floyd shit. And now people are trying to uh, use that to like discredit and say, oh, the police were in the room. Bro, the police still killed that man. Like, what are we fucking yeah. talking about? And like, also, for y'all saying he didn't listen and he didn't do do this and that. Well, what about this, ladies and gentlemen? What about the, in, in uh, hold on. In, what city was this? Hold on. No Washington Post. Don't do this to me now. What, uh, in Pennsylvania, or, or what's PA? PA's Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, I knew I'm smart nigga. In, in Pennsylvania, they had this dude, Adam Zabrowski, who opened fire at cops with an AK-47, and them niggas didn't, they, they tried their best to arrest him. 
Kirsten was in today in Lafayette. They had a standoff for like an hour and 30 minutes because the nigga had a knife and he was he, they, the police were chasing him and shit and they didn't shoot him. They, 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 they literally stood off with him for an hour to make sure they arrest him. But that's how they treat white people. And, and so you still make a you make a justification for George Floyd not listening. These people are shooting people, have knives, threatening cops, but yet they can get easily arrested. That's a problem for everybody who's making excuses for George Floyd. That's the problem. The fact of you killed a black man when you simply could have just arrested him. Like there's yeah. the, the, like there's no justification for that. Like it and doesn't matter. I watched the footage. Where is the justification? That's what I'm curious on. I, I don't see at any point. And, and was he difficult? Yeah, he was a little difficult, but. I still don't see what justifies. He didn't threaten him. He didn't do none yeah. of that shit. The nigga was laying on the ground and then y'all got on, like tase the nigga and arrest him. Like it's so, like there's there's so, so many options, but instead yeah. of just getting on his neck and choking, like the fact that I y'all choked him to death. too far too, bro. Cause like, honestly, you could tell from, uh, I don't know if you saw the original video, like when they first approached the car, mm -hmm. he, he basically was explaining that he had basically PTSD from, uh, encounter with the cops prior. Like literally as soon as he opened the door, he told these niggas, he was like, bro, please don't shoot me. I got shot exactly like this before by the cops. See? Like, please don't shoot me, bro. Like that was that nigga whole thing. Like, bro, he was terrified from the moment the encounter first started. You and know what I mean? And, that, and, and that's that bullshit. And, and my thing is, number one, he should have never had to even reach that point of PTSD. Like, I don't think, the cops should be there to fucking terrorize citizens. Facts. You know what I mean? Which is exactly what the fuck they were doing. And then I think at that point when they realized like, all right, something mentally is not right with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I could see that. Like he was, he was literally in a state where it was like, all right, this nigga is just, he's terrified, bro. Like yeah, no, from, it, it... from the PTSD part to the part where they was trying to get him in the car and the way he was cuffed and shit, he was telling him like, bro, I got, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. Like I can't, I can't be in this little tiny ass spot. And he was a big man, bro. Like he right. really was like, no, I get look, I, in, that, in that situation. In that, that's my, my thing is like, okay, you killed him by putting your knee on his neck. Like there's, there's so many other, that, that's just that, that's to me worse than shooting a nigga. Cause it's like, y'all had, y'all could have stopped that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, dude, 1,000%. Tasing him and arrest him is just as bad. It, it, let me not say just as bad, because the man died. It's bad, but I would have much rather that than the nigga dying. Like, that, like save yeah. his life. Like, but again, y'all can talk down these, these white killers with AK-47s and domestic terrorists. Y'all can talk them down and give them Burger King, a.k.a. Dylan Roof. But y'all choke out a black man for a counterfeit dog? Like, come on, fam. What the... What are we talking about? What well, and what's crazy is is they always attribute that shit to like mental health and they they crazy. They just try to write it off like that. And honestly, bro, like I know this might sound a little fucked up, but if your mental situation is I just want to kill niggas, then fuck you, my nigga. Like it don't <laughs> yeah. like they don't, the fuck you even care about they that. don't have nothing like, wrong with that. Like I don't have nothing wrong with yeah, you saying bro. that because it's like I don't want no killer around me. Like what the fuck like, are we talking bro. about? George Floyd, <laughs> real shit though, bro. Like George Floyd, mental shit was nigga. I got PTSD because I was shot by police officers before. Like that to me warrants like, yo, we should 
try to help this nigga. Like, right. that's a problem. You know it's what I mean? Not man. my mental disability is I want to kill niggas for fun. You know what I mean? And then we <laughs> get up in the church. Burger King and, and treatment and help, man. Fuck them niggas. Lock them niggas up forever, bro. Yeah. And if no. that's the niggas you want to kill, bro, there ain't going to be nobody in the streets protesting that. Yeah, none. You know what I mean? Niggas, niggas walk up in a fucking church and let loose and that's the niggas y'all want to get help. But we can't help out niggas that done been shot and have legitimate PTSD from it. Yeah, that's no. crazy, bro. I'm with you. And then the shit with Breonna Taylor is even worse. The lady was sleeping in her house. Arrest her murders. Arrest the murderers of Elijah McCain. Like, we got to do better, America, because the dream that y'all are selling to your citizens is a lie. I'm going to say that every week until things change. The dream that you sell your citizens is a lie. Uh, and maybe to white males, it's not. But to in, in white ladies, let me let me just give you. Uh, uh, just a just a, a a a light bulb to go off. The the dreams that America sells y'all is a lie too. It's a lie to black people, white females, Mexican Americans, uh, Asian Americans, LGBTQ Americans. The only dream it's not a lie to is white Americans. And I'm gonna just say, I mean, white males. I'm gonna just say that and let that be. Let's get off of politics, bro. Why is J Cole trying to uh, quit rap to go play in the NBA? First of all, anybody <laughs> said quit. What's anybody wrong with that nigga, quit. bro? <laughs> anybody said he was finna quit. You see him put out the first two tracks? You see him put out the first two tracks and the fall off? Anybody quitting, bro? Look, <laughs> we can do this thing simultaneously. Hey, Dave put out his album while he was in the league. Dave and J. Cole are two different Shaq, niggas. Shaq album was trash. He put out several albums are while he was in the league. Are we comparing Shaq and J. and my Dave point, to J. No, Cole? My point is with somebody with his lyrical background, he can do both. And his shit probably gonna be better than theirs. <laughs> even if he side, even if he sidetracked with the league, his shit still gonna be better than theirs. That nigga need to go f- f- finish rapping, Look, man. <laughs> Look, man, that you seen the sneakers, bro. You seen my boy I had living out his, he living out his childhood dream. How could I be mad? About, mad we all grew up, you know, wanting to be in the NBA. How could, how can I be mad if the opportunity came for him to do both? No, I'm you're right. I'm not mad at it. I'm just, I'm, try out too. I, I'm just making Try jokes. Looking at them. Yeah. You see Man, I will this. say, I did my research, bro. There's a video. I don't know if y'all seen this, but there's a video of him at Lifetime. Oh, he played he at Rutgers. He, he ran a pickup game with NBA niggas. Oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's on Bleach Report, yeah. J. Cole, J. Cole played college nice, ball. Bro. Like, no, legit. He's J. Cole nice. played college ball. If I'm a team, I sign him just for the jersey sales. Well, that's yeah. what the Pistons is doing. You see that the, the post they did was a picture of a jersey. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They, so they, I, they ain't even shit coding it. They said, look, baby, come through. I'd sell it. I'd do it for the for the jersey sales. But, hey, we didn't talk about his his uh, his uh two songs off the fall off, the uh, Climb Back and Lion King on Ice. What y'all thought of them things? What you thought, B? I, that's your boy. Lion King on Ice, you know, that that's my shit, bro. That's my shit. I fuck, I fuck with the Climb Back. The Climb Back is more for me. Lion King on Ice is hard, though. I think J. Cole did it's it's just lyrical prowess. Yeah. Just put just putting out good good tracks, doing what you thought of it. I ain't gonna lie, I only heard snippets, but from what I heard, it was nice. I yeah, it. it's straight. But I, I feel like Cole, one of the artists you I need the album. Well you you know what's coming. Yeah. Like it's not it's not gonna be ass. Like it's never gonna be ass. Look, that Beyonce thing wasn't good. I'm gonna just be on that that Beyonce <laughs> thing was not that that Beyonce thing was no, I think not. I need I need to sit with it. That's my thing. Every yeah. time Beyonce album come out, I gotta sit with it. Like, cause it took me forever to really appreciate Lemonade. It take me a while, bro. I gotta I gotta sit with them for a little bit. 
Them things was whatever. I thought whole songs was better than them them things. Them three tracks whole drop. I really like it, and and this is kind of me getting in a little deep bag, but like, I like the fact that she making shit now that empower black people. I okay, let me say that. I I like that one thousand. I like the creative aspect of what she's doing. I just don't like the music. Yeah, I mean, not nah, yeah. It's definitely not one of those shits where you just riding around in the whip, you know, pre-gaming for the club, throwing that on. Like, it ain't that. You know what I mean? But I think, especially somebody like Beyonce, where she's one of those people where she like a Rihanna, that type of... When she do some shit, it set the trend. No matter no, no, what she up. do, everybody else gonna have eyes on it and wanna emulate it. And I, I got think, a question then. Oh, well, finish up your points, because I got... Because I'm... That you... you By saying Rihanna, you brought up some a topic that I've been wanting to discuss for like two yeah. weeks, but I've been holding off. But yeah, I was just gonna say, I, I like the fact that she gives something for black women to emulate. And she's unapologetically- Black, like, 100%. Yo, this black shit is on top. Right. Yeah. No, did I fuck with that. Did y'all see what, um, what, what No Name had to say about Beyonce's shit? What she said? She was basically saying like, uh, she, she, she's saying basically like, as if, like she compared Beyonce to a Kardashian basically saying like, she's just using the African culture to sell music. Bro, No Name is a, No Name is a hater. The beehives. <laughs> Now I'm glad her ass the fuck up. No, no name is a hater, bro. Like I, like I, like it's it's different. Like that's so much different than a Kardashian shit. Like Beyonce has always been pro pro black. The Carters do things for black people. Like that that no name's a hypocrite and just is is, yeah, is just bro. a hater. They, they saw her when she did that shit, bro. Yeah, that's I can see what I saw. I didn't even like, I didn't even know that happened. See, that's how I, after the J Cole shit, I don't follow no name because it's just like you don't you you are a hater and like. You just use certain things that trend on Twitter to make your arguments because you right. know that you're a black woman and, and it's hard to argue with black women at this time right now because black women will come for you. And I'm glad, I'm glad that she went at another black woman so people could see how she's just a hater. And, and they, they was like, no, it's not, it's not real. You use a hater, bitch. Sorry. Yeah. Just, I never, I never, I didn't see her say that, but she a fucking clown for that. Yeah, that's some clown that's shit, bro. Comparing Beyonce to a Kardashian? Come on, fam. Yeah, bro. That's, she, that's, she, that's different. She's done after this. After that, like, the Beehive. What's the Beehive? You saw what happened to Carrie Hilson. Right, that's what I'm saying. We ain't here for Carrie Hilson ever again. It's over that's with. It, bro. Later, no name. That's it. Peace out. Glad glad you had your time. <laughs> but, hey, I've been, I've been wanting to talk about this for two weeks, and I just, I haven't found, I didn't think it was right. I, I, I didn't know how to phrase this, but fuck it, I'm phrasing it. Nah. Who do y'all think is the biggest artist in the world? I feel like you've been, yeah, you, you've been subtly putting things on Twitter like every now and then. Who do y'all think is the biggest artist in the world? Male or female, biggest artist in the world? We all know the answer to this question, bro. Who, who y'all gonna say? Y'all saying Beyonce? Y'all saying Rihanna? No, you know who you, you know. You know okay, all right, all right. You know who you're talking about, Aubrey. I seen your tweets, nigga. I seen your tweets. I know you're talking about Aubrey. Drake's the biggest, man. He's bigger than Beyonce. He's bigger than Rihanna. He's bigger than all of them. He is the biggest artist in the game. To be honest with you, I don't even have Rihanna in my top biggest artist in the game. Because Ooh, Rihanna is take. not an artist anymore, bro. She oh, is yeah. a business. She's, not, she's a she's business. Not. She's not even a businesswoman. She's a business, all right? Mm. I can't be mad at that. Go ahead, Fenty. Do your thing. Yeah, no, she's killing it. I love, I love seeing Rihanna. Yeah, I'm not mad Fenty. about that. But I can't say that if I had an argument, I can't make an argument for Rihanna. I bet, bet. That's all. I'm glad we want to say. See if there was a black woman on this pod or a woman on this pod. They would well, say Beyonce. Beyonce would 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 definitely 
you know, is a... She up there. If it's Drake 1, then it's Beyonce 1A. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's not that yeah. far behind him. Yeah, I agree. If I'm being 100% with you. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Drake. Like, it's one yeah, it's guy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm and, glad. And to- only because Beyonce not really active no more. Right. I think if Beyonce was dropping every year, Drake I think if she was... I think if she was know. actually doing things like she was before when she was doing the whole I got 30 people writing for me shits, you know, back in like the um, early see, 2010s. Yeah, but now she's just doing I don't I don't know if further single, the movement. See, if I'm looking at single ladies era, see, I don't know. I don't know, man. I still think I I just think I I, I don't know. The way Drake moves and the way he does things, I well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She I don't, I don't like that no more. But like but, if but I'm, thinking I, about I, like, I'm saying even if she moved like that, I don't know. I don't know, bro. She had the she had she, she had, had the, hits. The radio hits. She had the club hits. She had the the uh the drive around in your car hits. Like, come on, bro. Drake got all that bro, too. And, and, right. But, but that's what but I'm saying. If she I continued with that, she would have gave him run for his money. For sure. Yeah. I I can't argue that point. Like I said, one A. I'm cool with yeah. saying, but I, I say two, but I'm cool with one A. Nah, one one A for sure, because if she was as active as Drake, Drake would not be the biggest artist. Ooh, see, I don't see that's why I, I disagree with that. Let, y'all let uh, us know out there what y'all think. The people out there, hundred percent, her 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 year span, like the fact that she could go on the stage, bro, and and sing shit from ninety nine. It just it puts you in a certain category. Like, but do you realize almost, almost Michael Jackson ish? You know what okay, I'm saying? Like, okay, but she my argument been that is big if she would have kept going. But, you, but my argument is Drake is that. Yeah, he, he but, is that. Like he, he did, he is for, this, for a this decade. Is his like run. This like is the his fact run. that yes. the fact that Puff acknowledged that we haven't seen someone do what you did since Mike. I agree with that. Like That's nobody fact, has bro. done what he's done since Mike. He has dominated for ten years straight. Ten fact, on bro. number but one. Beyonce been dominating longer though. She ain't she's been, dominating. She, she is no, dominating. she she dom. But Doom, it's every like she'll take a year and a half off. She'll take two years off. Like right, and that's every. And, and, but, but that was that was the only knock on her that. Oh, I okay, had, okay, okay. She's not as active. But if she was active, she would no doubt be the biggest. Be number one. Yeah, no maybe Beyonce maybe putting out maybe Drake saying, maybe Drake need to pull up his production, but Beyonce putting out whole fucking motion pictures in this shit. Come on, hold on, hold on, bro. I'm not gonna he let y'all actor. do that. I'm he not gonna let y'all right? do that. To, he need to pull oh, up. What's up? Okay, you talking about that? Because I'm about to say Drake, you know what I'm talking about. Because I'm about to that lemonade movie shit. Because I'm about to say if you if we talking bro. music, no, I'm Drake's talking about visual. Oh, you talking about visual? Okay, yeah, I agree. Beyonce's visual kills Drake. Because I'm about to say corny shit. Musically, Drake's music. Is levels ahead of a lot of niggas. I like. Oh yeah, with, that's a fact. With that's four forty, come on, fam, give forty his give forty his flowers, bro. Give but forty his flowers. We, we always give forty his flowers compared to Beyonce. I am. I, I, I am. I think. I think that Drake has some. Yeah. There's, there's nobody else in this conversation. To be honest with you, bro. I literally. I, I think. I think. I think, I think Drake's. I think Drake's production is is for a star. Is I'm not gonna compare him to the to to Jack. I'm not comparing him to anything pre. 99 like because i can't because that 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 quincy quincy is the go the best producer ever so i'm not comparing. Yeah, no yeah, yeah but not even going i'm not going to, even, I, that, that's, that's blasphemous <laughs> that's blasphemous but compared to everybody, all these other stars oh bro no bro the music that like when you hear like sh- the beat of fire and just like somebody's like hold on bro tuscan leather the switch and when he put the under like come on doom some of that shit musically you're a producer that shit is yeah. immaculate it, it is no doubt but i'm saying and compared to other rappers, yeah. 
Beyonce like, sing. All right, wait, wait. There's many. You said, look, you said three. artistry, bro. We talking artistry now. I'm saying I'm, we talking just music. Pure, we talking just me and dude talking just production. Even even production and music. I think Beyonce is light years ahead. That's crazy, bro. Some of the beats are so simple. Light years, but but her her singles, you know what I mean. Like, but I'm saying if you really get into the shit she doing, Drake has never produced anything to that level of artistry. Ooh, I don't think. If if Beyonce was active, it would be slow for Drake. He would be a concrete number two. Ooh, see, like I don't even concrete. Number concrete. Three, I don't, I, I'm serious, bro. No one day he said concrete for that nigga. I think I cool. think I, I can accept two just for the fact of with Brooklyn's argument of visuals and what Beyonce does in terms of fully formed like her ideas. I don't think yeah. Drake has put out the visual quality of what she has done. But I think musically, nah, dog. I think I, I that's why I disagree. I think I think in terms of the music itself. I, that's why I disagree. See, but when when I think musically though, I think everything that go into it, like okay. her ability, like like if you go to a Drake show, it's literally gonna be the beat playing, Drake running around the stage rapping. Oh, you, you talk, go to okay. a Beyonce show, all right. like, I get it. He killed him. He killed him. All right, I I I, I can see that. I can dance, I can, I can see that. Southern playing a whole. Set. I can see that. I can see that for three hours straight. Drake, I, Drake is not uh, even scratching the. Right, I, I, yeah, I was about that. to say that that I was that, that was a low blow. I ain't gonna lie, dude. All right, dude, dude, dude took it down. But I gotta <laughs> say the what Drake, Drake, but I say this: what Drake does, where he can't dance and shit. What he, I think the live performance he puts on is amazing, bro. Like I, the the visuals is, he does on is. the stage, like what he does in in creating the act, like because he can't dance and do some of that shit. What he does to create like a. He doesn't do movies, but his his live performance is a fucking movie. Like the yeah. from the globe to him riding in on the fucking lamb, but like all that that and it, like when that nigga was in in the the nothing was the same tour when he would do too much and float around the uh like he literally had a ch- like a, a chamber that would bring him to the to the uh, nosebleeds and he would ride around into the crowd and just like how your day going like nah bro that nigga that nigga yeah. on one bro like like uh, I'm not gonna let you I'm not gonna let you do that just because I agree the way that Beyonce dances and everything with that. That that's an accurate point. I can't argue that. But I'm but his live show, Drake ain't no slouch. Yeah, nah, I'm definitely not saying that. I don't want to get that twisted to make people think that I'm like down in Drake. Cause he is like top level, top shelf shit. Yeah. His, like, his performances are incredible. I don't but but, think but yeah, no, the band and no, I I look, I I ain't I ain't arguing that. Can we, uh, but now now do we go another level? Is Beyonce better than Michael Jackson? No. No, See, yeah, that's we, why. We, that's why we I can't go that up. crazy. But I, I think it's debatable. Oh, nigga, you tripping? It's debatable. I, I think, think it's debatable. And I don't I'm, think I'm that's debatable. Is is niggas will never? It's the same shit like the MJ LeBron shit. Is because half of the people that debate that wasn't true. You know, that's, it wasn't outside when MJ was that's there. That's true. I was not so outside. We got, got like that legacy shit where it's like. Yo, this nigga's a god. But if I'm comparing never, the Super Bowl performance to Super Bowl performance, I also yeah. think too. With, nah, that's uh, with I MJ, saw that. I was alive for that. The the pre social media thing, right? It, it really oh, it, took changes. Us, it changes things, right? So that's my thing with, yeah. with with both MJs, right? Is that their stardom took another level because when you saw him in person, that was it. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no behind the scenes and shit. See, 
So this is it, this, this is another it, argument it I got for that. This is the I would use this for my Drake argument, but I'm gonna use it more so with MJ because Drake, I definitely agree, has no his uh, there's no album that's a miss besides Thank Me Later. But MJ, MJ don't have bro. What are we talking? Uh, Michael, uh, fucking Thriller, d- Dangerous, Bad, like come on, fa- like. Whereas I think Beyonce might have a miss album. I, th- I think she got some misses in her album. But but I'm not a woman, so I don't relate to that as much. So I get that. So I get where people are saying, you know, she, some women think she don't have a miss with her album. Well, which which album would it be the miss for you? Hold on, I'm about to pull it up. I'm about to pull it up because I don't think if MJ has any miss. If you find a miss, I will be shocked. And and while he's doing that, I just want to say that Drake has been doing that rival, uh, you know, that 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 thing where he float around and go to the stands since like 20. 20- 12. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, that was the that was the, the he started that with nothing was the same. That's what I said. No, nah, he he did it before that. When no, he, he went do- on tour with he, when he went on tour with Lil Wayne and I saw him live. He was oh doing it. wait Drake versus Lil Wayne. See, yeah, he did. That. I was, see, I didn't go to he that. He been one. doing that. He been that, doing that. Nigga. That Drake versus Lil. That. But see, that was after the nothing was the same tour. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was. Oh well, then look. Then he need to he need to do something else then because it's, if he's doing he, the same he stopped, thing, he, st- he stopped it. He don't do that no more. Right, good. He stopped. Say, he yeah, stopped he it. No he stopped it at if you're reading this is too late. But that's another thing. The Drake versus Lil Wayne tour, bro. That was a, that was special with the Capcom shit. It, it was special, but at the same time, the way the, the way that dude took that angle. Oh yeah, it, it really is it's, that it's, these it's, niggas be walking back and forth on the stage. No, no, it's unarguable. I can't argue that point. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't argue that point I at all. Can't, I can't argue that shit. Like. No, I, I can't. I can't argue that at all. I, I so, can't. No, I got nothing for that. <laughs> okay, look. The, uh, I think Dangerously in Love, fire. B-Day, fire. Lemonade, fire. Is Sasha Fierce fire? This Watch your crazy. fucking mouth, bro. Is, is, is Sasha Fierce fire? This guy is crazy. I just want to say, before you keep with this tape, I know it's just us three in the Zoom call, but we have an audience. <laughs> Niggas are seeing this. Is Sasha Fierce fire? Okay, I'm I, I, I'm just asking. I got enough. Okay, fine. I'll accept Sasha Fierce because I'm looking at the track list. Uh, if I was a boy, Halo, uh, Sweet That's Dreams, Ego. I'll accept. I'll accept Sasha Fierce. What about four? Bro, Love on Top. That's bro, only Sasha, one fucking bro, song. Bro, I gotta pull up the whole thing. Hold up, bro. You bugging out, bro? The Andre song is cool. Like, okay, bro, you bugging, bro? What, what about the Beyonce album? The 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 the, the, the uh one the one with Drunken Love and oh well, nah, I fuck with that one. All right, I'll, yeah, I'm going four. I don't think four is good. I don't. Bro, are you kidding me? Love on top, countdown, dance for you. First of all, run the world by the, the run the world song played so many times. I think I was gonna have a nosebleed. Yeah. Look, that, me, bro? that was like you a, a, me, bro? one of those look, songs he, where it's like if I hear this motherfucker one more time. So, you, no, I look. I'm either saying best Sasha thing Fierce. I never had. Best thing I never had. It's bro, either you're it, it's either it's crazy. either Sasha Fisher four. It's either Sasha Fisher four, bro. This guy's crazy. She I, don't I, have I, a miss. Cause now, now that you really got me looking at it, there's no misses, no bro. Miss. There's no Not misses, bro. It's you're either Sasha Fisher four, bro. Not it's either one. Sasha Fisher four. The only thing I give you is if you want to count the Lion King shit. That, oh, yeah, that's that's debatably a miss. <laughs> that's a bro. You are bugging. I don't. I don't count that. I'm uh, look. All right. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and reevaluate this take. And listen, Please. I'm gonna listen to Sasha Fierce and four for before the next podcast. And I and I and I encourage both of you gentlemen to listen to it as well. I, we'll I cannot wait to bump four again. I cannot well, wait because one, one of it to me is one of them. But I can't. But dangerously in love, B Day, them shits is classics. 
Them shits is classic. And, and the Beyonce album, the, the, the actual Beyonce name, that shit's a classic. I was about to slander that one, but then I had to look at the track list and I was like, whoa, that one's crazy. And I, I give you I give you that because I know that music is not for us. Like, That's what I'm saying, like we, Sasha. We not jamming that. Nah, yeah. But I'm you gotta jamming. acknowledge the moment that it was. You know what I mean? That's what Sasha fears to me just, I don't know. Bro, I, I, I thought that was a gimmick. Albums. I thought that was a gimmick. Bugging the fuck out, bro. I thought that was a fucking gimmick. She, she might have been the first person ever, like, and I know that became a trend after, but she might have been the first artist to do to that shit. She changed her she name was, and she did that she, shit. She, she disappeared for fucking two years and just dropped the album. Just was like, oh, she started, oh, oh she hey, started surprise releases. Hey, all my shit up on Spotify. Yeah, she started went. that. Crazy, broke the internet. Yeah, no, no that phone, no nothing. Look, that like, I, the Beyonce on. album. I can't even lie. That's the one. That's the one that with uh, Drunken Love, Partition, Rocket, EXO, The Mind, Joint with Drake, Seven Eleven, Flawless. Like, nah, I, I that one to me is f- amazing. Like, that's and the now one. That we actually looking at it. My nigga Drake would have some problems if she was acting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, no bro. Like, spot in the world, bro. He he don't have the ability to. Be I don't bad. know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't know. We. I don't know. But I'm glad we, bugging, we. I'm glad we had this conversation. I've been. Waiting I'm glad we had this conversation. I've been waiting to do this for two weeks. I'm like, glad that we all thought that it was only two artists. I'm glad that we, you know, I'm glad it wasn't like a huge debate where we were trying to debate who the top two artists was because yeah, yeah, it's, there it's really beyond. isn't there really isn't anybody else that's in that tier. No, fuck no. And like, like even, the, even, even even the white artists for white people aren't even as big as, as those two. Fuck no. And like, who, 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 who would it be? Who? It, like, it's like, I, yeah, that's what I was, I was trying to, like, Taylor Swift, no. <laughs> and Ad- fuck no. Adele's not consistent enough. Yeah, if, that, see? That's Adele's someone. Not consi- she's not a consistent. She's the yeah. only one close, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I can think of. That's, fire, a, that's what I was about to say. If she came... That's if a white girl that, that black yes. people love. That's a That's white a girl fact. that kills. She kills it, bro. Adele, and she sings, she sings phenomenally. Like she she does, like I love Adele for show, for show. But nah, Beyonce and Drake, biggest artist yeah, in the world. For sure. And Drake's number one. I'm glad, I'm glad we discussed that. All right. So uh I want another topic that I got that's oh well, let's do some news shit before I go back to my evergreens, because the evergreens are just amazing. I love the the topics I came up with this week. These these are great uh things. But uh man, why did why Boosie go on Vlad? Like Boosie is just trying to end his career, bro. Nigga went on Vlad and Vlad set him up to talk down on transgender people, and he was talking about the SI model who was the first transgender model. Why does Boosie keep doing this to himself? Uh, see, he just sounds ignorant. See, I don't know if 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 Vlad's setting him up. Because at this point, I'm thinking to myself, how many bad pub- how much bad publicity could I get from one person for me to keep going back? Yeah. No, Every it's time he do a Vlad interview. It's ignorant, bro. Bad. Like, like it's ignorant. Like that, like it, you can't just be just ignorant and hate. That's hateful to transgender right. people. And if, if I'm gonna fight for black rights. For uh, like we were talking about for Jewish rights, for Asian rights, for all these different rights, I gotta fight for the LGBT community. And what he's doing to what he said, that's just ignorant. And I think I really think though, like I feel like it's a mutual thing where Vlad is like, "Oh yeah, come over here, let's go talk some shit." And Boosie's like, "I yeah, do it. Come yeah. on, let's go, let's yeah. go." Bro, for the audience, can you can you let them know what Boosie said? What oh, let me say exactly. Let me pull up the uh, hold on real quick. Let me pull up. The whole thing. He just was. He was just talking shit, dude. He was just doing that Louisiana nigga shit. Hold on. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and to be real, bro, this nigga, I think he he somebody in his team kind of got that stance that no promo is bad promo, and so it he must be him. That. But I think Boosie is not that stupid in real life. You know what I mean? Like 
you don't make it to where you're at in life and be that stupid. Right. He purposely do that shit because he know it do numbers. That's why he keeps sitting with Vlad, dumbass. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm like, him and Vlad, no, they on the same page, bro. They on the same page with that shit. I don't think there's no setup going on. I think him and Vlad is like, Vlad need the clicks and he want the clicks. Yep. He know that he become the hot topic every time he go sit with Vlad. Because Vlad honestly, let them do it. Who else do Vlad be clicking on that I be watching? I don't watch none of them shits, to be honest. I be looking at them. I can't remember like, any, anyone that he did that went crazy like that since Daylight was a white man on there. Right. And then what, what's saying stupid one? shit is all he really got. He just was basically saying he that. He had the that, soldier that, shit, too. Oh, yeah, he had that one. one. It's a long interview, dude. But basically, he just was yeah. like, he was just talking like how that's not good for children to see and like how that's not, that's not good. Like, just that, that same old shit he was saying with uh, just like how it's not good for his children and shit. Nigga, oh my gosh, bro. It's just ignorant. It's just, it's just ignorant yeah. comments. And he just was saying how, how that shouldn't be uh, in a magazine or some shit like that. It's like, bro, what, that's, that's like, why can't that be in a magazine? Like, what? Yeah, that definitely could be in a magazine. Now, I mean, he got certain points that I feel like a lot of people feel. Like people people tear Boosie down for saying a lot of the shit he say, but he kind of echo what people think in their head. Just nobody can say it because the way the climate is nowadays. And that's what he be saying too in the interviews. He be like, they be scared to say it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a difference between some of the like some of the stuff he's saying in terms of like not allowing your kids to see sexual stuff like that's that's a parent's choice like you gotta as a parent you gotta do that and I agree certain kids shouldn't at a certain age like I don't think children should be dealing with like sex stuff until after they're like after they turn 11 12 like when once they get to 11 12 that's when anything before that that's crazy and like I don't think there's nothing wrong with him saying I agree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with him saying that, but it goes overboard when he starts just being hateful to that community, in that community specifically. Because, like, he yeah. don't have the, that type of comments for women shaking their ass and, and putting that the pussy on, on IG Live for $1,000. Like, he don't have no problems with that. And his kids be all up in his house when they got all kind of hookers and shit. And he, and, but, he, but, see, it's kind of hypocritical because you, you want to say... You want to talk about you want to talk about not allowing your kids to see sexualized stuff with that, but you want to buy your son a prostitute to take his virginity. That's crazy. Like, that like that's hypocritical. That's as why fuck. he lost all his credibility. Like, once you did that, but, nigga, I don't want to hear your, I don't want to hear your your personal opinions on nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, he he lost all credibility after that bullshit. Like, like I don't want to hear your stance on shit when that's right. the shit you doing. Yeah, but, so it's like it's like what are you talking about, my nigga? Like I will I will shoot him bail though. I'm all for the supporting trans people and shit. I, I get that. My thing is that I'm still not quite understanding, and if I'm ignorant, y'all let me know. But why when she get on the cover, why do we gotta make it like oh she's trans and she accomplished like why we can't just look at it as a person? How many swimsuit edition? Covers have dropped a thousand, and we don't even know who the fuck was on the cover. We just I like, think, damn, she got a nice okay. ass, and people I, move on about their day. I you think, I, mean? I think for the first one, you have to acknowledge it because they're breaking barriers. It's like, it's for example, yeah. with like, you got to look at it. It's like, it's like Jackie Robinson. It's like when Jackie Robinson did the thing with baseball. That's acknowledgeable because it's the first black man playing in a like it. Yeah. For them, it's it's a groundbreaking achievement for for that community. So you got to acknowledge it like that. But I do think moving forward for them to to truly get the rights and be equal, that's how it has to be. But for the right. first, you have to acknowledge it like that. Yeah. 
And I, I get it, but, and I'm not trans, so I don't know how they feel about that shit. But I know for me, like when black people accomplish shit and they say, oh, this black person did this. Oh, well, yeah, now. Like, it'll be like, like some nigga got a scholarship to Harvard. Yo, fuck that. Like, why do we act like black people no, can't look, be smart too? Like, and don't, that, don't and, say that he black. And He's that's just why a, a person that made it to Harvard. I like, stop the, saying. I get offended at shit like no, that. No, I look. I agree with you two thousand percent. And that's why I said, uh, like when after after the first happened, it's got to be to where it's it's normalized because we don't want to make it like oh like oh this transgender person did this or oh this black person did this like they're lesser than no it has to get to the yeah. point to where we normalize it but. That's why I'm saying for the first, you got to acknowledge the because it's, it's a monumental moment. But I do agree with you. Like you said, with the black people, it's like eventually it's got to be like, no, this is just it's normalized. Like these people are normal. They're human. Like we have right. to like we got to accept them. So I, I don't yeah. think your point is ignorant. I just think it's for the first you got to uh, acknowledge because I, I think the comparison you made is perfect because I do agree when like news people are like, oh, this black person got a scholarship to Harvard. Let's like like, nah, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> or to be like he got a scholarship. And and like that. And look, and he comes from a single parent household and his mother was on crack. Like like that. Like. And they always make sure to report that bullshit. <laughs> right. You never leave that out the article, bro. His dad left when he was four. Oh, yeah. His mama was doing coke. <laughs> crazy shit, man. Like, nah, bro. This nigga and his grandma him. watched him. Like, yeah. oh, no. Or, 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 and when his grandmother died, this white family adopted him. I'm like, y'all doing too much. Oh, chill out. That's, chill. that's how with the NFL world. draft last NFL draft was, was crazy. Yeah. I was just about Bro. to say that. Yo, y'all took the words right out of my mouth because that's what I was going to say. I was like, when I was in Oklahoma for that, that was the worst. Room, that was it. All them kids that was making it out of the out of North Tulsa, it was all about they mom worked three jobs to support them while Yo, they played football. ESPN like, did the why? most with that. ESPN, why? they had to apologize because that shit was wrong, bro. <laughs> they, they that was that was crazy. When they like, I ain't never seen a no, draft coverage much, like bro. that. It's too much, bro. Like, too much. That was too too much. Oh goodness. <laughs> That's so fucked up, bro. That is fucked Fuck. up. Oh Jesus. All right. Next up, we got. Ellen DeGeneres, I, I put this on the topic last week and I should have, and we should have talked about it last week because then we would have been ahead of the game. But I, for some reason, I, I didn't know how real it was, but apparently it's really real because she left her job. She's right, yeah, yeah. Like, it's real so, now. So it's super real, but uh, apparently she had hostile work environment and like her DJ came out and said it was like that and, and all kinds of shit. I saw Kevin Hart came out to defend her and whatnot. Man, it's that's a, that sucks because I like I really liked Ellen. Like I don't think I don't think Ellen was being racist or anything like that. I, she just might have been one of them people that's like, have my coffee like this, bitch. Yeah. You know what else I think it was too? <laughs> I think I think it was one of those things where uh, you know how you know how the celebrities be to themselves when they got the talk shows and shit like that. Oh, how Steve Harvey was, was like, a, don't come talk to me. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was more of a that kind of thing, right? So she's off in her bubble. Don't come fuck with me before the show starts. So her producers have free reign over all the little niggas. Yeah. And so she's she's not around. It's hostile. I'm going, yeah, it's hostile because I get to tell you. And what that's the fuck and that's what she said. She said that like she 
her herself wasn't like that. She, the, the environment might have been hostile, but she didn't know. And I think it's because of what you like. I'm in my tra- yeah, dressing room. A lot room. of them, a lot of them are like that. Don't come you, fuck with me. You come in my dressing room, you getting cursed out. Give me my coffee, bitch. <laughs> right. Leave it at the door. Like you know what I'm saying. Like don't knock. Yeah. I know it's there. I'll smell it. Like you gonna smell the coffee, nigga. All right. But like, like I think it was that where it was. He gonna get a new show. Around, and because she wasn't around, they're like, well, now you still accountable because you was in the building. Yeah, but you wasn't, you know. So if I'm Ellen, I'm looking for Facebook. Get the Jada type. Do some, right. do some, do some on uh, new something new. Ellen gonna be all right. Yeah, she'll so, be all right, bro. She gonna. My question is, what's wrong with that? Why niggas can't say don't talk to me? <laughs> Why? I don't, I think, but see, I don't think, I don't think it was mad that about that part. Yeah, I, I, I no, it's, it's because it's, it's how they was how they was treated in the yeah. work, like how to like Brooklyn was saying what the producers was doing and like all kind of shit. Was anything ever like? Physical harm or something like uh, that. Like, that I hold on. I'm gonna pull up the article because, like, I don't think it was that, but it's it's it's, 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 20, 20, <laughs> it's how yeah, they talk. I, I, I think it was. I think it was something shit, where bro. it was kind of like say, like for example, like with the Redskins situation. Like basically because Ellie well, that was sexual. That was different. That, that was well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like yeah. the people that didn't do nothing. Right. It was more of a oh. They heard whispers about things, but they didn't come and find out if it was true or not. So basically, they're oh, like, well, they, they said they got uh, people accountable type shit, you know? They said they have uh, accusations of sexual harassment in the worst. Yeah, yeah it's like, it, it's it's not her, it's, her, it's the workplace. It's, yeah. it's the fact that she condoned some of the shit. Well, not condoned, it's the fact that she that shit was it. happening. She didn't stop it. Yeah, so it was like but sexual was harassment. I don't know. Right. That, it, it doesn't say we she don't know. Aware of it or not. And I think it's because she was to herself. She probably wasn't aware of that shit. And and but see if you but that's the thing like that's, that's like twenty though but see that but no wait let me let me make this if I okay so let's say we get an office and let's say we get a woman worker and let's say like we get a new worker because I'm not gonna use none of y'all name because I'm not gonna do that to y'all let's say we get a new worker and that new worker is sexual doing sexual harassing the female worker and I don't acknowledge that I'm at fault right. And that and that's the thing, that's dude. The same like, thing with, that's with, the same yeah. thing with Ellen. Like you gotta like if I don't acknowledge that and I don't take care of that, then I'm putting this woman in a toxic workplace environment. And I and as a boss, you gotta stop that. Yeah, but I mean, also you gotta think, bro. It's a big ass studio, right? Hundreds of niggas. But you, still, would, but you it, got- would, it, would it be possible though to where <laughs> somebody come up to you and be like, yo? I heard that this and this and this is going down. And you like, damn, that's that's a crazy accusation. I never seen it. Anybody else saw it? But you gotta investigate. Not speaking up, like, yeah, but if, I mean, if you, you yeah, gotta do you she, she didn't got do none of that. To do something about it. I agree with that. But completely canceling somebody out. I she didn't le- know what she didn't get canceled really or she left. Yeah, she didn't get canceled. She didn't, she didn't get, canceled. get that far. Yeah, she just yeah. left. She didn't want to, she didn't want to because she because honestly, if you don't like that's my thing. I look at it as like if I if you don't do something as the boss and you don't investigate and do nothing, you're at fault. Like you gotta at least investigate the situation and take what these people are saying and take it into consideration and check on it. She didn't do that. So that's yeah. that's that's just an L. She's something you just gotta take that L and she left. It's that's not it's not like she's gonna be canceled or anything. She's gonna be just fine. It's just you gotta do your due due diligence as a boss. Like the Ellen show? Oh yeah, yeah she, she left. She stepped away. She's gone. Man, that's crazy. What the fuck she gonna do now? That was her whole shit. Is she gonna make a new show? Like uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not stressing with her with that. She gonna make a new she show. Gotta, that's what I'm saying. Go, influence. To, go to Facebook, do a Spotify. Like, dude, Spotify giving out money right now. Imagine if she got a, a, a Ellen podcast, like on Spotify oh, with yeah. the video. That's which like, honestly would be the way to go. I don't know if yeah, anybody's still watching those little daytime shows. Oh, women, ladies, our, our mothers and grandmothers. 
<laughs> so that yeah. I mean that's it. Like so you know that that's who that's and she gonna be just fine. And then then we gonna have Doom. You know how he's talking about teaching our mamas how to use Zoom and Facebook Live. Then our mamas gonna be calling us. How did we get this podcast on Spotify? Like yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be the next thing. But if Ellen gonna be just fine, we just have to report on that. All right, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, we didn't talk about him last week. Jonathan Isaac came out and was uh basically used his said he stands for the flag. Let me get his his words right. He stands for the flag because his religion and God says that all men are created the same and we should treat everybody right. So therefore I'm going to stand. And that's why he didn't wear the Black Lives Matter shirt and whatnot. Then he tears his ACL. Uh, Look, I'm not going to make fun of him for tearing his ACL or anything like that. Hope he gets better. You can definitely do it. You can do it. (laughs) I think there's a way to hand... I think his reasoning was bullshit. I, I do. I'm going to just be honest. Justifying it with religion doesn't make sense to me because if it was truly about religion, then you should understand that these black people aren't being treated equal and these people that you so... Like, these other Christians are being hypocrites, so there has to be a way to fix it. Whereas with Myers Leonard, Myers Leonard wore the shirt, locked arms with his brothers. He has family members who are in the military. I can understand why he stands. Greg Popovich has military connect. I can understand why he stands. But for Jonathan Isaacs to defend it with just religion, that shit don't make no sense to me, bro. I don't get I don't get that. I don't get it at all. Like, don't make no sense. <laughs> Brooklyn, what you looking over there for, nigga? You... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, my daughter came in the room, but I had oh. to, to mute it. But <laughs> I, I was only laughing because, bro, the nasty comments underneath Jonathan Isaacs, like, everything goes, oh, it... they are... Hateful. Oh, they, they, they hit him with so hateful. They hit him with if you would have kneeled, nigga, maybe yo, they, they said was, that God took your knee away because you didn't want to kneel. I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. y'all going to hell. Yeah, no, Twitter was Twitter was doing the most with that nigga, bro. Doom looked like he about to come say some crazy bro. shit. <laughs> Doom was one of them people. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it. Give them all that energy, bro. Give them all that smoke, man. The ancestors came together and was like, we got to do something. The ancestors. And look, let me say this. It's It's not just being hateful. My thing is, if that's how you feel, my nigga, I respect that a thousand percent. I'm not here to try to... I just don't get how you justify that with religion. Like I don't get, I don't, I don't understand. And, I don't. And, and even if in his brain that's what justified it, cool, my nigga. That's how you feel. <laughs> All I'm asking is, do not be the nigga. Do not be the fucking nigga to go against the movement. Do not be that right. person, though. He could have like, worn a shirt. He could have worn a shirt. Do you know how many white niggas is are on using these that? Oh yeah, Colton staffs that. The whole time they kneeling, it's probably eating that day inside. Oh, it's eating them. Like, oh, and that, Greg Popovich stand, but he wore a shirt. Like, there's so many, like, Miles Leonard stood, but he wore it. Like, it's different. With, what Jonathan Isaac did is different than he just. He did both, bro. He stood yeah, and he didn't wear the shirt. Bro. It's, it's di- like, you can have your beliefs, like you said, Doom, but don't tear down what black people are doing because now these people who are against this are going to use it as ammunition Not against anymore. us. Like it's just like yo, it's like it's it's crazy because it's not like only that, it doesn't make not sense. Not only that, it gives it gives the opportunity for the white folks to be like, oh well, Jonathan Isaac did that. Let me do this, and it and we know when certain people do it. I'm not gonna say all white people, but when certain people do it, it's fuck these niggas. That's what that means, right? And they only stand for that. They only speak out against the movement to say fuck these niggas. 
and you give them that lane to be like, oh, well, Jonathan Isaac did it. Why can't I? You know what I mean? And well, now he don't got a leg to problem. stand on. So I get you, you, you got guy. it. Look, look dude got what he wanted, cool. baby. He was I against the movement, it. and I now he it. out the bubble. And, and, and it's just it, all he had, like, bro. He could have stood like this. He could have wore the shirt. I don't understand why he can't wear the shirt. I don't. Yeah, and like it's like. I don't get it. I don't. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It the does not make thing is, any is sense to me. Greg Popovich, who is a white man, he gave his reasoning for why he stood. And I literally watched it and was like, yo, I respect it. Myers Leonard, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with Myers Leonard. It's like, bro, you're an ally. I get you go stand. Even even with J.J. Watt and Drew Brees, who's about to, Drew Brees who's about to stand. I, I, look, I'm cool. I, nigga, y'all stand. I don't have a problem with y'all standing. But but understand that black people are dying and we need to try to help this right. and, if, and solve the situation. Right. And that's what Popovich, that's what Myers Leonard, that's what J.J., that's what all these dudes are saying and understanding. But Jonathan Isaac is acting like nothing's wrong. It's like, oh, right. my, my religion, and, and, and that's, that's the, the that's the issue. It's like you're saying, oh, because my religion says we got to treat all these people right, and and my religion says all men are like whatever you believe. It's like, bro, you can't justify that with religion because the same people you go into the pulpit with is not helping us and aren't following these Christian beliefs. So who's the hypocrite? You, them, or the religion? Which one? Because somebody's a hypocrite. Somebody. So it's like, you can't justify that shit with religion, bro. That's fucking- He should have just not said what he said. If he wanted to stand and all that shit, cool, my nigga. Because I like what Greg Popovich did. They asked him after the game, bro. And that nigga looked dead in the camera and was like, look, I got my reasoning. Don't ask me that shit. Don't ask, yeah, but then, like, but then, cool, but then Pop bro. goes on and talk about the, the issues at hand. See, Jonathan exactly. Isaac doesn't even acknowledge the issues at hand. Right. That's what the issue. issue. That's, that's the problem. What issue? And exactly. He, he what issues? that there was no issue at all. Like, exactly. He downplayed the bullshit. And that's That's the problem. And that, How like, can he be black in America and feel like that? That's my thing. And like, that's my, somebody on Facebook asked me, I was arguing something and, some, and my girlfriend got pissed. She she went off on that. Too. My girlfriend got so mad. She was like, I don't care anymore. Like, she's like, I don't care if they're on your face. Like, I'm not just gonna let people, like let somebody talk to you like that. And I was like, I can handle my own. I, I have, I, I'm I'm down for the the discourse in the in this discussion. But then he hit me with like, uh, do you experience in your everyday life, do the people around you judge you by your skin color and complexion? I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter if I experience racism or not. It. it what matters is that I, my people are dying and I care about that shit. Like, just because I don't experience this shit on a daily basis doesn't mean that I can't acknowledge the situation and care about the situation and, and argue for the situation. You know what I mean? It's like, like that's, that's, that's your point where it's like, if you're black in America, it doesn't matter if you go through the shit or not because it could be you at any right. day. Anytime, anytime. And what's, what's even more crazy is I feel like Regardless if niggas realize it or not, they have experienced some level. Yeah, of facts. Like, it's impossible that you have not. And I, not just black people, I mean any POC. Like, yeah, right. You have experienced something fucked up at some point in your life. Like for me, I haven't been fucking slammed to the ground or shot by the police or nothing like that. But there are little things that happen in my life that they add up and it's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like just the other day I was at the grocery store, bro. And I'm fucking at the self checkout, right? Getting some avocados. You know me. <laughs> this nigga. I'm on the, I'm on the fucking, you know how you gotta like put the shit on a scale and enter yeah. what, what code it is. is. Yeah. So I hit the wrong shit and it charged me like fucking $10 for my three avocados. And I'm like, fuck that. I need to avoid this. 
So the lady come up to me and she think that I'm trying to like oh, get over shit to steal items. <laughs> and bro, she was like watching me scan all my shit and they got this little thing that they look at that look at like you know it, it track what you scanning. Mm-hmm. And bro, she was like watching me making sure I was wasn't trying to steal some shit and I'm just I didn't say nothing, but I'm looking at it like you're not Why doing this for nobody else. Would I steal ten dollars worth of I'm avocados? What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? And it's like that type of bullshit. Oh yeah, no, that's other people don't have to deal with little you know, microaggressions. Small, yes, little microaggressions. Like, no, I know exactly that's what I'm talking about. Crazy, bro. Like I'm automatically. That's like when you get in the elevator and and like a lady clutches her purse because you're a black yeah, person. Bro. Like that, that's, that's the same. Like little microaggressions, and that's the things that people don't realize that certain people go through, and it's like you don't go through those things. So it's like, you don't realize that like every one of us go through these little tiny things and those shits add up and it's just, get, it's, it gets frustrating after a while because if you don't go through any of that and you live your life normal, you think, oh, we're just bitching. But it's like, nah, nah, we're not just bitching because people actually do this wild shit. You, right. go to, you go to a mall, you go in Dillard's or you go into Macy's, you were looking around for clothes automatically the guest attendant ha- comes up to you because you're black and is like, you need help. And then they ask you six times, you need help. No, bitch, I'm just looking. Like, right. I know you're trying to see I'm stealing. I know stealing. my size, bitch. Yeah, Look. like, chill the fuck out. my face. And, and that's something that everybody doesn't go through. So it's just like, for Jonathan Isaac to say that shit, it's just like, bro, he ain't never been through it, bro, clearly. He live in a different world, bro. I don't know what world he's from. That, that nigga too dark to say he ain't go through that, bro. Bro, listen, I don't know where he from, but I ain't gonna lie to you when he said it. The first thing I wanted to do, but I didn't do it was I wanted to see if he was married to a white woman or if he was married <laughs> at all, or if he got kids or something. Cause I'm thinking to myself, I was like, who is he doing this for? <laughs> who are you doing this for? It's something like that. That's a Who's good making thing. you something do this? Like well, his jersey sales, this, his jersey sales went up cause all the races. Of, of course history. they did. Of course they did. I, when I saw that, I was like, bro, he about to be, it's about to be, the fit about to be the Make America Great Again hat oh, he gonna get the, the Jonathan Le- Isaac jersey. He gonna get the Levi uh, endorsement deal soon. Him and Brett With Favre. the 501s. Come on, bro. Him and Brett Favre bro, gonna have the, a, Le- the Levi and, but, and the Budweiser deal. <laughs> He has a black girlfriend, fella. See, he he wildin', because, like, I didn't see niggas with white girlfriends that go 10 times harder than... than, His ancestors took the knees, bro. It's what dude said. The ancestors took his knees from me. They said, you go sit sit down for a little bit, nigga. Go go, go read some books. (laughs) Sit down. We're going to have you come back. You're going to come back and hoop, but you just got to lose this ability for a couple months because you said some crazy shit. Because you're acting like you're not black, so you're not going to play like you're black. How about that? That's a fact. Yo, nigga, we stupid. And I know it's fucked up to say, but that's good for him, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna say all that. He's out the bubble, bro. He's out the bubble. Uh, that's he, that. He, that he is Lil Doom SJE. Y'all see Instagram. Y'all see his his ad. That's I'm that a, nigga. I'm a, nigga. I'm gonna take this clip and tag Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> Fuck that nigga, man. You need Yo. some time to to think through what you said. Yo, that, that have nothing to do with me. Fuck that nigga, bro. <laughs> Oh, this nigga Fuck Doom. that nigga, bro. <laughs> this nigga Doom is wildin'. <laughs> oh, shit. shit. All right, we got, uh, we got three more topics left today. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, so we got some food topics just because, like, I was, I was eating uh, dinner and I was, I was eating breakfast for dinner and I was like, man, breakfast for dinner, 10 out of 10, better than at in the morning. I think breakfast for dinner is better than breakfast 
at breakfast time. To me, I can't eat, I can't eat biscuits and gravy, pancakes, grits, bacon at 7 a.m. when I wake up, nigga. I just need some fruit or some cereal and call that a fucking day. I can't eat these big ass heavy meals for breakfast. Like I, I, I at 25, maybe when I was a kid, I want the pancakes and bacon, watch the Sunday morning cartoons. Not bro, I, I look at that as like America's just fat niggas, bro. Like we just some fat niggas. That is that's a fact, bro. Because in that's Europe, all them niggas eat is fruit. Like you don't need all of that in the morning. You, you really don't. don't. You don't, bro. <laughs> that's I think the fruits much. is definitely the way to go for the morning time. Fruit and cereal. <laughs> I can't, I am not gonna lie to you, bro. Anytime I've had biscuits and gravy before noon, I've had to take a nap. Yeah. I've had to take a nap. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. That's too heavy, my nigga. Like, if, but it, like you said, when I was younger, I could eat that shit and go. Be not now. You know Fuck if no. If I do that now, nigga, I'm taking a nap, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm guaranteeing yeah, I'm there's a nap gonna be had, bro. Look, if I, have this if I wake up at eight, I eat that shit at nine, ten, I'm asleep by one. Right, bro. There's no way, bro. There's no way. And that shit is not good. But yeah, breakfast at dinner, y'all, y'all agree breakfast for dinner is fire. That shit fire, bro. Yeah, breakfast Extra dinner. Fire. Breakfast dinner is, is the wave. Uh best non-American cuisine. What you going with, Brooklyn? Me and Doom, this something me and Doom was talking about over, over DM because he sent me a picture and I was like, oh yeah, that's my shit. Best non-American cuisine. I'm why you think I'm gonna go to Doom? Doom, what you got? We already we already talked about it, yeah. but for me, it's either Japanese or Mediterranean. Ooh, I didn't think you was gonna say me. All right, before you explain the Japanese, because I know your answer for that, but explain the Mediterranean, because I ain't hear that one before. Bro, they. You talking like, like euros, hummus, and lamb? Yeah. You talking okay? Yep, all that. Well, because I spent some time when I when I was in the military and I deployed, I was in Turkey. Ah, so you like okay. you, you like yeah. the Middle East food? Oh shit, oh, nigga! Next time uh, you come to Lafayette, let me know. My two of my best friends, Lebanese, and his his uncle just opened up a new food joint. Just straight authentic Middle Eastern cuisine. Yeah, I'm still mad we didn't link when I was there. Yeah, that was Corona like, fucked yeah. a lot of shit up. But Corona definitely fucking. Uh, I definitely want to hit that whenever I go back. So Mediterranean, Mediterranean too. Food so you you a hummus nigga? Hummus, lamb. lamb. Yep. Okay, real. Yep, I, yep, I fuck yep. with that. I just don't know. I would have that ranked like fourth. I'd have it, it'd be top five, but it'd be like fourth, fifth, because I can't put it over. Now talk about Japanese, which you which you be fucking with, because Japanese for me might be number one. Ramen, bro. Yeah, ramen is the I shit. I fucking ramen. love ramen. And, and we and we not talking cool. top ramen. Nobody talking, talking top ramen. We bro. talking like legit ramen. We not poor. Bean. <laughs> no, look this nigga. Look this nigga. Just shaming for We people. not poor, nigga. Look this nigga. This, I don't do ramen chips no yeah. more, nigga. Doom is Doom I is calling out baby. Jonathan Isaac and Brooklyn calling out poor niggas. Look at look at this. What is what is this? That's food stamp stuff. That's it. It's out of you broke niggas, man. This nigga is stupid. We talking uh, beef broth, like bone broth, yes. ramen, like that shit is ramen. ill. And to me, I was telling Doom. Fried Japanese fried rice is better than Chinese fried rice. I don't care what niggas say. Oh, like it, like hibachi and shit, all that shit is better than Chinese food. Like I don't give a fuck. Ja- from sushi to hibachi to fucking ramen, Japanese people kill it. That's my shit. It it may be number one. Brooklyn, what you got? After 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 sitting there and thinking about it, because I love me some fucking Greek food, bro. Ooh. I love me some Greek food, bro. But 
I do love me some Japanese food. Though. <laughs> I do love me. I See, think those. I think those are my. Those are my favorite. I can't think of. See, I can't I think can't of anything believe, else that I like. I can't believe none of you niggas said Mexican because I'm. I, I love Mexican. Nigga, I worked in a Mexican restaurant for three years. Nah, nigga, nigga fuck that. I will, I'm not, fight, I will fight niggas trying to tell me that we coming over. They making enchiladas. No, bro, I'm not coming over for enchiladas. No, nigga, nigga. you work at a Tex-Mex place, nigga. Don't talk about Chewy's. Like Chewy's ain't no real Mexican bro, listen, food, nigga. Listen, bro. I don't want Mexican food, my nigga. I don't bro, remember. Nigga, used to. Straight. I think I'm just off it because that's all they got out here, bro. Like we're oh, on the West Coast. Up here, up America. here, bro. But see, you you got the best Mexican food though, Doom. You got that. And like, it be that cash. I ain't gonna lie. Like, and it'd it be like legit shit too, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. There, like some Mexican grandma that can't even understand English. Like, you need a translator. That shit is fire. And that's like, what I'm about to say about Chewy. Gotta bro. go call the young nigga. The Chewy's is fake. That's text no, There's no white people back there, my nigga. Oh. I I was one of the translators, and all I know was Yatu Sabe, my nigga. Que lo que? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. These niggas, one of these niggas got deported, my nigga. Had to come back. <laughs> Fuck is you talking about, my nigga? It's Mexican food, right, bro. I swear to you. I shouldn't should left that. No, but no, Doom, no. He came back, though. The my nigga workers, came back. The workers are genuine. The menu at Chewy's is Tex-Mex, nigga. Well, yeah, but who's, uh, yeah. who's the Tex-Mex people, bro? It's nigga. Te- I don't it's, care. It's American Mexicans, bro. What I don't. Mean, I nigga? don't care but if the niggas the are authentic. Time, the food y'all make is not authentic, that's nigga. That's the same thing with with why I didn't choose like Dominican and like Jamaican. Because, oh, Jamaican food still is America. cash. That's still America, though. It's still America. I don't count that. You feel me? America. Well, that's what I did. That's why I didn't choose none of those because me, that's still American. See. I think I go, I think I go Japanese number one, but like Mexican is Mexican is one A, and then Jamaican and Cuban food might be one B. Cause I because Cuban okay, food. I see you. I see Cuban, you, baby. You Cuban know what you food need to try? The, look, when y'all ever, when y'all ever, ever, ever get the chance to go to either South Florida or New York City, bro. Dominican food, bro, is good. Oh. God, See, I need bro. to try Dominican oh food. Because Cuban shit. food, when you when, bro, they got this thing called the vodka frita, which is like some smothered pork yep. with the with the bean and the rice with the plantain. Oh nigga. <laughs> that yeah, shit that is cu- the Cuban food and Dominican Cuban, food is really, really fucking similar. But Cuban food shit. is delicious, bro. Like it's Cuban food is basically it's soul food, but with like a Southern American, like a like just the the Mexican kind of seasonings and shit. Like, nah, Cuban food is amazing. Like, I fuck with Cuban food. Heavy. I'm too fat to pick a, a, a number one, bro. I'm trying to think, bro. Because, like, Japanese, uh, qu- Japanese, Mexican, and Cuban, and Jamaican all up there for me. Like, the oxtail gravy shit? Oh, nigga. Bro, that's pressure. <laughs> Yo. Bro, you oxtail shit crazy. Bro, that changed my English, life. That changed my fucking life. You know that the, the, the Mexican food hitting, right? I'm telling you, bro, if the shorty at the Jamaican spot don't give you attitude, my nigga, that shit is whack. <laughs> nigga, if she smile at you, that shit is not busting, nigga. She got to be looking at you like this. I want everything, my nigga. Give me everything, my nigga. If you, like, if you mad that you came to work today, jerk, chick, jerk chicken, the curry goat, the fucking bro, oxtail. Bro, uh-uh. Jamaican food is nuts. Like, that shit is amazing. Like, to me, it's, J- it's Japanese, Jamaican, Mexican, Cuban, but I get what Doom saying about Middle Eastern because I, I love me some Middle Eastern. Yeah, no, I'll I, I, I fuck some lambs up, bro. I fuck. Yeah. Up. See, uh, I, I told you I had some good topics. And, and I wish I wish I'd have been prepared because I would have had a list of dishes that was fire, but I just can't remember because it's been so long since I've been out there. Yeah. But they had some pressure, bro. Some fire shit. 
I love me some good chicken shawarma. That is a fact. Uh, that is a fact, though. Y'all let us know what y'all think is the best non-American cuisine. Are we tripping for not saying Chinese? Are we tripping nah, for... Yeah, no, you I, poor. I, you poor if you say Chinese, nigga. Look this nigga, bro. I'm calling you out again, Yo, nigga. this nigga you is... to me talking about pork fried rice, nigga. You poor, nigga. I'm, this not, nigga. I'm not talking to you, nigga. You better come correct. You talking to me. Chinese food, nigga. You oh, This nigga Brooklyn is stupid, bro. All right, <laughs> next next topic we got is it, uh, and I, I'm gonna try to put the video of this because I in the video like the video that I'm referencing I'm gonna try to put this right here in the in the YouTube so if it's there y'all know that I got it but if it's not I don't got it so I'm gonna describe it anyway so if you go on a date and your date is snapping the food snapping pics of the food saying like ooh this my shit this my shit this shit fire. But never snapping you or snapping your food, are you offended? Because this nigga went on a date and his girl was snapping it and he said, Hey, yo, put the camera on me. You always want to snap your food. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this. Look at this shrimp. I got shrimp. I'm eating good. I thought that nigga was kind of out of pocket. Like, how you going to be mad at your girl? He was frustrated, bro. He was frustrated. That nigga was out of pocket, bro. How you going to be mad at your girl for snapping pictures of the food and want to come say, I'm paying for this? Snap pictures of me. What's wrong with that nigga, bro? That's insecurities, bro. Yeah, I think my boy's at his, uh, he's at his breaking point, and she must be one of them shorties that she, she go to the dinner table, when she comes to the dinner table, her her phone is face down. (laughs) I think think that she gives to him, because his his outbursts, that was nuts. That was deeply embedded, and it was just a matter of time. That was so uncalled for, like, that was so uncalled for. Dude, I felt like you was about to say no, my shorty better snap me when she's snapping pictures of her food. Bro. You, you got it, bro. Fuck that bullshit. I'm with why? my nigga. Man. I'm with my nigga. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. why. It's not It's not about... And I will say it also depends on what level of the relationship you're at. Okay. Like, if you just met Shardy and y'all still in a little I'm courting you phase, well, cool. Fuck it. Do your thing. But if we go together and you never show me on your social media, I got... Oh. Nothing to think, but you got other niggas on the roster. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I I get never, but I'm talking about y'all just going to eat and she just snapping See, the food. I, I think I think that come from like it's yo, deeply rooted. Bro. I've been dating you for months, and social media don't know I exist. Okay, that's I get a problem. That. Yeah, no, okay. That's if we a go, problem. If we that's gonna expand it, problem. if we gonna expand it to that, I agree. I and, agree and with women, that. Women, women could say that I'm insecure, whatever, whatever, but. We fuck. know what social media means. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Today's and, and <laughs> we know, bro. and we know if it's on the other foot, you getting yeah, confused. Mad. Yeah, you getting mad that oh, you don't want to claim me. You don't claim that's me. Yeah, so that's like no, fact. I and that look, shit go both ways, bro. No, for sure, I agree with that. If if we if we expanding it out, like if she ain't never post you ever. But I'm if I'm just zeroing in on this one, like, bitch, you can take a picture of your food. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that, that I don't care about. That yeah. I don't care okay, about. for the expanded conversation, I definitely agree with you because you gotta post me at least one time on social media because that make me think that oh, you still trying to talk to niggas on this? You still DMing niggas? Yeah, and and I feel like that's where that nigga shit came from. Yeah, because yeah. he that out frustration. IG and they had the couple pics of shit. My nigga would have never went on that rant. I guarantee. You. <laughs> my nigga would have never went on that rant. He'd have been think? That nigga is mad because yeah, he was hot. Don't know he exists. There's niggas he in the DMs that think they're the only one. It's it's what Brooklyn says. She come down to the dinner table with her phone face down. That's a fact, <laughs> bro. That's or when a they, fact. Uh, don't see, worry I, about it, sweetheart. And see, I don't, I don't like to say this because I'm, the, I'm this nigga, but that don't mean I'm doing this. But I understand 
because my girl had to say something to me and she just know that I just have a habit of this. But when they always, when you go to the gas station and you're riding together and your phone in the cup holder, do you pick it up and grab it or do you leave it there? I, I, I just have a habit of always picking up my phone. But to me, if they're doing that all the time, you might got a little issue. Right. Oh. I mean, I got a bad habit of not taking my phone inside. Like I'll be in the crib and my phone be in the car. So I just, I just, I never remember to grab my phone. But see, but, that's how, that's how my girl knows it's just with me when I just in my car. Cause when I'm at home, my phone will be downstairs for hours. Right, exactly. I'm just playing video games upstairs. So like, if you want to check it, you can check it then. But just when I'm at a gas station, I just always, when I'm in my car, I just always take it with me. I, Cause that's just a habit. But cause I know, I know that. that was something in, in our relationship that I definitely got asked about for sure. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. But I will say, I will say, and I've, I've never cheated on my girlfriend. So I'm gonna lead with that. But in my car, bro, like on the radio part, when I get a text message, the message will pop up. <laughs> oh, it pops up. That's nuts, like, dude. You gotta I change that to, setting. I had to go in the setting and change the shit to where it hide the message. Like it just say new message. It would say who sent it, but it would just say new message instead of actually <laughs> doing what was sent. Brooklyn, this nigga Doom got money, bro, because I don't, I don't, I don't nah, know car that dude. He, he got, I know exactly what kind of car that is. Those, those are the new cars. He got a 2017 and newer. Oh, man. I, I had, need I a just dollar, got, baby. My shit. shit. My shit got Android Auto. Like, with oh. phone and it, like, it basically turned into your phone. Like the right. Shit. Real. They, pull up, they pull up all the apps and shit. See? Yeah. iPhone yeah. gang. That shit would not got, they, got some, they got some iPhones. Right. That, they they, they got iPhones. iOS, auto, whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. Oh, I don't do that. I, I don't do that shit. Why? One of my boys. And that's what I'm saying. I don't even want to have it. I would never <laughs> cheat on my girlfriend, but like, bro, I don't want my text messages just popping up on the bro, fucking radio. Right. I'm saying just because, and not that this happened. I don't even think this ever happened in years, honestly, but you never know. What that, that could be, that yeah. Person on the roster <laughs> hit you up asking for the 10 day. It's just you don't like want chill. that shit popping up on the screen, bro. Yeah, no, it could just Hell be. Nah. And that's the thing, it could just be something that you, some, somebody you, you ain't no never over. talk. And that's, and that's the thing, like, some, like with them things, you just delete the messages. But like, if that shit pop up in the car, it's like, how you explain that? Like, it's like. And it will cause the problem. It oh, will. you will. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. There's no problem about it. you doing something or not, it's going to cause a problem. One thousand percent, like, and I and I understand, and that's understandable. It's like, yo, that's why car companies and Snapchat trying to get niggas, trying to get niggas caught, lined niggas caught up, up, bro, lined up. Yeah, exactly. So, lining, all right, I got the next topic I got, and this is courtesy of uh the new editor of the uh network. Shout out to Ian. Ian wanted us to discuss if if all parties are alive, who has the most successful career? Pop Smoke, Juice World, or Triple X? Shit. X. X? Yeah, see, I'm thinking X too. Cause but see, I don't I'm leaning towards juice. I see, I, I I'm that's why I'm kind of leaning towards juice too. Just because yeah. juice ain't had no controversy. Yeah. X had controversy. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think X, I think X had a ceiling where certain women would have never fucked with him. They would have never fucked with him, bro. It would have been like it'd have been like that Kodak thing. Well, Kodak, Kodak can never get to that next level because women will not fuck with him. Like, I think X would have been huge, but I don't. I just think X would have not had a certain population of 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 the public to where X. they would have just never fucked with him. And I think Juice could spit, could sing, had rock, had like Juice could actually rap and do the mumble shit. And I just think Juice had potential, man. I think Juice would have been huge. 
I think Juice had the the uh, the total package if we're yeah. talking about all three of these artists. But I ain't gonna lie, you know I gotta represent for the oh, well, for New York, pop, New York doom, niggas on. That's you know doom what I'm shit. Pop Pop had that shit go. He had the he had the gangster music. See, he had pop, the love music. He was doing that shit. I ain't gonna lie. Pop, pop was, was like doing the new, that shit, bro. Pop, pop was the new version of Fifty, man. He was he was like Fifty and Fab in one, bro. Yeah, Pop 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 had Pop had because. Uh, he had a shot. Real, 58 but see, had no good love but see I don't think questions. the thing is, I don't I think where Juice World would have been a pop star, I think Pop would have just been a huge rap star. Yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's pop, exactly what it would have been. Like Pop would have had crossover, but I don't think he would have just ever been bigger. Like, you know how 50 kind of capped? Like 50 was huge, but I don't know if I'd ever say 50 was a pop star. I don't right, know exactly. if I'd ever say Fab was a pop star. I think Hell I think, no. I think he'd have been like them. Rap was barely been, a rap star. Pop would have been a New York legend. And Pop Pop would have been like a New York rap legend. I'm gonna Facts. tell you why Pop was super important. Cause even though all the New York niggas gonna deny that this is a thing. Everybody from New York want to see the crown go back to New York. Facts. That's a fact, bro. We're not denying that. Biggest, Ain't nobody the denying biggest that. Biggest opportunity for that. He <laughs> no, was the Pop only was. one. Because if a damn show ain't gonna be that a boogie nonsense. Hell no. It ain't gonna be that. Yo, bro, to this day, my bros still be mad at me because I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I'm like, bro, he's trash. Yo, he's like, what you got trash, bro. bro. He's trash, bro. He, he got trash, lucky. He got lucky regular. with that mixtape, bro. He got lucky <laughs> he got, with that first mixtape, bro. I ain't gonna do him that because he, he he got that drug he, money. That was it. Good music, bro. He make good music, but bro, they all not, sound the same. Yeah, he's not, he got a ceiling. He's super regular, bro. He's not bringing anything new to the game. No, hell you know what I mean. And he don't Pop got nothing original. A whole new sound, bro. That little New York drill sound, you nigga, you see every artist trying to bite that little sound out. Right. Everybody. That's true. He was changing the game, but I think as far as like who would have had the biggest impact, I still think X, just because mm. he was so. Like, I think even now, like, even for Juice World, I think that sound that he was leaning to X inspired that. No, for sure. Influence. Yeah. But see, I think inspir. I, okay, see, Doom, I think we could both be right because I think X would have been inspirational. I just don't know if he would have, he'd have been one of them people that. He'd been like Thugger. Yeah, he'd have been super inspirational, but I don't think he'd have been super huge. Yeah. You know, I, like, I, I think. See, I, that's, that's, I think he was one album away. The next project he would have dropped, because I don't even know what the album name is. I don't know if it's just the question, the question mark. mark yeah, it's just the, yeah. Yeah. That shit was genre bending like oh no i look so I've i don't never heard anything i disagree like with that. that i just think the fact of women wasn't gonna support that they was not bro i'm telling you i agree but i think he lost that i think after a certain amount of time people would have forgot about that mm, i don't I think know after, let's but, see what this way but let me say this because when he was alive they was getting into the trial of that. Like they was getting, yeah, like, they was, it like, was just see, getting started. Like, like they was just doing, like that shit was just popping off. Like it yeah, wasn't bro, over with. It only ended because he died. Yeah, but you got like people like 6ix9ine that was fucking with the little underage girl and he dropped a single with Nikki and niggas don't even talk about that no more. Like, well, I see, think- that's different though because we never took him seriously. Well, yeah. In a, in a in a light with six nine being taken seriously, that would have never happened. You feel and me? But see, six nine would have never been the biggest. Like, and see, we talking about being the biggest artist out. Yeah. And like, I, I don't think. think I think see, that affects bro, it. Yeah, it's it crazy does. that y'all got on this. I know that's not the topic. But see, but look at Chris yeah. Brown. Chris, Chris Brown head, got Lynn. Chris Brown got all the talent in the world. But all the biggest music. They don't forget, bro. But he'll never. Chris Brown will never get to where Man, he was. Them hoes forgot about that. Bro, the joke still fly. The joke still fly. But, but they but dude, jam you know, his shit. They bro. jam his shit for sure. But he he is not. You cannot deny this. Chris Brown pre that 
was a different level of fame. Chris Brown posted that. Like, and, and that's why I think X would have just, I think X would have uh, been famous, but I don't think he could have been ever the, the biggest. I attribute that to him fucking around with drugs and just losing his weight. You know what I mean? Mm, I yeah. don't attribute that. I don't think nobody ever said, this nigga hit on Rihanna, I can't listen to that. Because the song with Thug, that song of the summer, even though we don't really have a summer this year, that shit is song of the summer. Well, yeah, but I, I attribute that nobody, to Drake. How you figure? Cause that Drake song with Chris Brown is what is really putting that Rihanna shit. It's closing that door for him. Yeah, like I now can, it's now that. closing that door. Cause, cause that look how long it's been. Look Chris, how long it's been, my nigga. Cause that's what I'm saying. Chris had a cap. Like Chris, Chris he, he never been capped for so yeah, long. He, and now he was saying he's breaking the top five. He, he was, had he hadn't broken the top five since before. But I think he was capped because the music wasn't. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. He had his. His fans, But and no, don't get me wrong. He's never been somebody to drop bad music. But I'm saying as far as like the smashes, he's caught a couple, you know what I mean? But I call it like that little microwave music. Like when you get in the studio and you try to make a hit. But like see, I, that little poppy shit, like that shit in itself just has a cap. Oh no, it does, for sure. But I think that he didn't get a certain level of a certain level of press and a certain level of of people pushing it because of that shit. Because yeah, because because Chris had hits in like that fan of a fan mixtape is a classic. I'm, a, I'm yeah. I, I got something for you right now. My first my first time on the radio or my second time on the radio, I said something about supporting Chris Brown, and this is this is twenty this is 2018 at this point, right? This is way past the shit. And my boss said to me, "We don't we don't support." Chris Brown in that kind of light because at the end of the day, he still hit Rihanna. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is eight years ago, my nigga. Yeah. And we still talking about that. So for me, this dude that told me that had been in the radio, he'd been in the radio for the last 40 fucking years. And if he's still stuck on it, that means all the people that connected to him is still stuck on that shit. So that, I think that is really what capped Chris Brown. Like, at the end of the day, the majority of people did get over it, but the people that mattered that would have made the difference in Chris Brown's career did not. I think that's, yeah. I think that's what fucked him up. It's, and I think that'd have been the same thing with X. It'd have been the same thing with X, bro. And I, I guess we're looking at it from two different angles. Cause I think for sure, like business-wise and opportunities, yeah, it fucked that up. But I'm saying just how people receive the music, I think people forgot about that. Like well, yeah. that, there's, there's nobody that hear the song and at this point in the timeline, still think about him hitting Rihanna. Like, I don't think we, we think about that no more. It's more like how we receive the music. Now, if we talking about will the Grammys have them opening up the show with a performance, like that might fuck that type of shit up. And in turn, I guess it kind of capped his career, but just how people receive the music, I don't think it, it fucked them up at all. Like, I think we, they long forgot about that shit. The jokes still fly, you know what I mean? Niggas will say his biggest hit was Rihanna. But see, but, but see, but that goes say. back. But that goes back <laughs> to the question of biggest, biggest. artists. Yeah, and, and, I think that, and, like, juice, bro. and that's why, and that's why I think, like, music-wise, one hundred percent, you could be influential and huge, and like, you can make some of the you being the biggest art, being the biggest artist doesn't mean you make the best music. Right now, sometimes those things yeah. correlate. Yeah. Some like sometimes those things match. Like for example, with like Drake, that shit matches, but like. 
For example, Kendrick makes some of the best rap. Is Kendrick the biggest artist in, in the game? No, not necessarily, but he makes some of the best music. Uh, let me use someone that's not like Kendrick. Uh, if you go back to the 90s, look at people like fucking inside of the Wu-Tang, like Raekwon. Raekwon made some of the some some of the best storytelling rap, but was he the biggest rapper? Method Man was bigger than him. Jay-Z was bigger. Like they had like that's you can make some of the best music, but don't necessarily have to be the biggest artist. And I do agree that out of those three, who would have probably made the best music? Probably X. Yeah, X. It would have definitely been X, for sure. See, but I I think Impact always trumped that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can have the most record sales and shit like that. Like, And it just so happened that Drake has both. But I think we put Drake in the light that he's in because of his impact. Like, we don't think... Oh, this nigga sold X amount of records. He Kid did Cuddy. this. That show. I, look, like, look at Kid, look at Cuddy. Cuddy has it, Cuddy was one of the most influential people of is. this generation. Is yeah. is influential people of this generation, but Cuddy's not as big as what his his influence and impact is. Facts, because his, his, his impact is huge, but his I, level I of any rapper his level of stardom right is not as high as his impact by far. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. I just think he don't have him as a person. He doesn't have a star quality to reach that level. And you thought Triple X did? He's with his court did. shit going on with he's the fucking he he right now, bro. Yo, Dude's gonna listen to R. Kelly, bro. I'm telling you, bro. He crazy. This nigga crazy. I'm telling you, this nigga crazy, bro. But I'm saying he had the star quality. Like he was one of those niggas where people just went to his Instagram just to look at him. Like I don't think niggas doing that with Kid Cudi. Niggas not, do, well, I'm not even gonna say that with Chris Brown, cause I feel like people still do that to some degree. And see that- But it's like- I just think for the, to be the biggest star, you gotta be able to touch multiple people. And I think the fact is, X wouldn't have been able to touch as many due to the shit that he'd been around. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, he'd have lost, he'd have lost, a, he lost a lot of numbers just because of that. Like, his influence was Cause, cut cause off honestly, because of that. Because honestly, that Question Mark album, he should have sold more records. He should, like, he... That's he, a and, fact. And I think that's his er, only hurdle that he would have had to jump over. That's bro. a big-ass hurdle. You talking about it, nigga? I'm agreeing with that. But I'm saying his, I feel like, I personally, I just think his impact would have overshadowed that. That... Like you, you would have seen like the game would look different if he was still alive. Like it wouldn't be niggas wouldn't care about EA, I, and I hate to go back to shit. Oh, no the, but niggas, shit on niggas wouldn't care about shit like that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm. I, I don't. I know. I know you're serious. Would, we know he dead ass. <laughs> like I don't think niggas like musically, niggas would have to. There would be no choice. You wouldn't be able to overlook what he's doing musically. Cause I think he was on his way to clearing all that shit up. Like the chick that they accused him of hitting on or whatever, she dropped the charges. She said she ain't wanna have nothing to do with that. Like, did she drop I the charge? But did she drop it after he died? I think she did. That I don't know. I'm not sure. Now, I, th- now, I, see, thought I, I thought she did, and I thought she only did that for that for that man, Mama. <laughs> yeah, I th- I th- that's what I was saying. I was like, I heard it was for his moms that she stopped it for that. But let's let's assume let's assume that. Let, Cause see, that's the thing. Like, if 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 that's the case, then yeah, I don't know. But if if that if that shit wasn't the case, if like if he was on his way to clearing that up, then Doom, you might be right. But if it wasn't, if that shit wasn't gonna get cleared up, then I'm going Juice World. 
Yeah, if he would have got convicted yeah. of something, bro, it'd have been slow for him. Would have been huge. Like, because Juice, Juice, Juice was gonna make a rock album at some point. Yeah, like you right. gotta, like yeah. you gotta think Juice could touch like, like Juice had niggas in the streets fucking with him. He had the white boys fucking with him. He had the rock people like Juice. Juice touched so many demographics. Whereas I don't know if niggas in the streets was fucking with X. Niggas in the streets was not fucking with X, bro. I remember I played, I played, I played. Three X songs in the club one time, and Nick came up to me and said, "If I play that white boy shit one more time, he gonna plug my shit out." That's what I don't. Niggas know. in the streets was not fucking with him. Women and niggas in the streets because the thing that Juice had that X didn't, Juice got the G Herbo and Lil Baby yeah. cosign. Yeah, and, and he had that street, shit with Young Boy, and that street certified. I just think both of their careers was kind of cut. Short, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, 1, for sure. For sure. One thousand and pop, all three of them still at the very beginning, beginning, yeah, uh, all, very beginning. All three of them, all of them got pop cut way like, too early. Pop ain't even get going yet. That was the crazy. And thing. we see with this, with this album's doing for pop, it's like all three of them dudes was gonna be huge. And like, those That's are those could have been three good. dudes that would have been re- that could have replaced the Kendrick Cole and Drake. Yep. We, we, we one of them, one of them would have, one of them would oh, have yeah. been part of this new generation's. That's a fact, bro. Top people. And, and bro, those are three, three artists that I would have been confident kind of leaving the reins to. Cause now I don't think, I don't see no new artists that's worthy of not, being not on that. top. No. Like if, if, if we talking about who gonna take over for Drake, Kendrick, and Cole? There's no. There's no. There's no. It, it's I just don't see him. Tra- Travis is the only one. Travis is the only name that you can say. He he is. I, the only thing with him is that he's kind of. He got a certain lane that he's. Oh, for, and that I oh, agree yeah. with. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think sure. Travis has a cap. I think I, I think if Travis do, doesn't. Get out of. I think if Travis doesn't make something that sounds different and new and like and steps more so out of his lane, then he has a cap. Like it, I'm, I'm just basing it on Travis being a producer and tra- the the mind that I think Travis is. I think he can break the because Travis is at a plateau right now. I think right. Travis is at like a at like he's at it's like, like what's this, next? Yeah, he has to break through that ceiling to get to what's next. And if he does it, then he could be in that that echelon. But besides him, I don't see nobody else. I don't have nobody else. No Uzi, because honestly, I can see Uzi being done in, in two, three years. <laughs> Uzi plateaued about bro, two, three years bro, ago. Bro, I am so glad that you said that. I can't wait to chop this part of the interview <laughs> and send it to Chris. I, I knew he wait. was going to say that shit. I cannot wait. Bro. I think Uzi's done, bro. Nigga, me and this nigga had a crazy <laughs> Y'all still arguing about that, bro? bro. It, it happens because he was talking about 6ix9ine, and I said that 6ix9ine... As far not not quality of music, but what as far to, as what he yes, puts he out, he is on another level from what Uzi is. Oh, dude. Dude, what are you as, talking about? As far as, I'm talking about. I'm speaking as far as when he drops, it's a moment. We, niggas can't deny that. Whether you like that. it or not, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a moment. That. It's a moment. I can't deny it. It's always a fucking moment. Okay, well, didn't he drop something just recently? Oh, it was ass. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. That wasn't a moment. Yeah, I don't. I'm even talking. Know. Yeah, I'm talking. When he Man, first came, I, see, I don't know if Six Nine still has that. We got to see when he drops again because I think the first thing he dropped when he got out, people cared about. Or at least, and then after that, book. the Nicki shit then, they cared about. Then, and then, and then after that, then, then, then at, the third one after that, that's when it wasn't a moment. Right. See, well, see, we I, we just got the third one. This was like a couple of days ago. He dropped some bullshit. Yeah, oh. and that's the okay. 
Well, he dropped. Okay, well then that got. Well, it was only a couple one. days ago. Then I got to let him. I got to let him. That, that got to be the fourth one though, because he got the first one, the Nikki song, and then the Yaya one. Or is the Yaya one that just dropped? I don't I fucking know. I don't. I don't, I don't remember the name. I don't, but I don't I follow this. Yeah, I, say, I, don't remember, I don't remember the name of the song. Yeah, you hit me with saying, that. And I'm like blank face, nigga. That's why I'm like, huh? I don't even know this nigga shit. But but anyway, you don't think Uzi got impact when he dropped? He definitely got impact. Like he do numbers and shit, but I think as far as like the way Takashi can force eyeballs on whatever he doing is like God level compared to Uzi. We got to see. If, uh, I think I agree with that, but I got to see if he can still do it because I don't know if people checking for him like that. No, right I think now. you're right. I think you're right, Lynn, because that Yaya shit was. Was, That's the third one, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was got, the third one. Because he got some new shit now. It's called That's Punani. what I'm saying. That's what, okay. And, That's yeah, the one. Right. Punani is ass, bro. See, that okay. Dude, we got to check because I don't, he, I think. He might think, be missing now. I think he missing now. Yeah, I, I think, I think. Pre, After the Nikki shit. I think pre, pre Nikki shit, I agree with you 2,000%. Every time. I, every time that nigga dropped, it was a moment. I just think now people got over that. It's not, I don't think it's funny no more. That's facts. And I think Uzi going to suffer from the same thing. The mm. same way Takashi I don't see how he away. hasn't already, though. Yeah. He ain't, nah, he but, ain't but sold too I, much. He I'm ain't a, sold I'm too tell much. You why, though. I'm going to tell you why. It was the same effect how Takashi went away. He come back because IG break every record in the world. The first two singles go stupid. And then it's everything else fall off. It felt like, right. all right, we, we didn't have it. And now it's here. It's something exclusive. Something we couldn't have. And then once you get it at a normal, and you realize dose, it's like, like right, that shit is bullshit. Get out of here. <laughs> EA, same thing, bro. He went. He had the problems with Don Cannon and Homeboy. Couldn't drop shit for three, four years, however long it was. He dropped EA. Niggas like Uzi is back. That's I true. think once we start hearing Sasuke five million times over a beat in a row for every week. For the next year, <laughs> bro, come on, bro. like, and well, I'm like, gonna, gonna watch this, and his blood gonna be boiling. Oh yeah, he gonna he gonna, he gonna, he gonna hit me up. Bullshit, the fuck. He gonna hit me up and here. say, "Why you letting Doom say all this nonsense?" Get that shit, the but fuck. But look, I'm gonna out say here, the Pluto baby Pluto, the Paddock song. I fuck with that. The future little Uzi shit. I, I, I fuck with one of them. The over your head one, I don't fuck with. That shit is ass to me. But the Paddock, oh, the Paddock one is hard, Doom. I'm not gonna even let it you was, do it that. Was, I, I will say I listened to it and it didn't make me cringe. A lot of shit on EA made me just cringe, bro. I couldn't take it, bro. EA is bad. EA is bad. Yo, he is. He's he's oh, doom so serious, bro. E- no, I know he's serious. He's dead ass. He's dead ass, bro. He's he been arguing this for four months uh, bro, now. He, bro, it, I remember us talking about this like a month ago. This bro. nigga been arguing this for four months since and before know, the quarantine. I know it gets tired, but me as somebody like I look at music different. Kind of how we were talking about the NBA the other day. That was earlier today. And I was yeah, like, that was this, 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 like, this morning. Like a, like a NBA scout. Like I'm looking at, <laughs> oh, good box out favors. Like I listen to music like that, bro. Like I, I'm super technical. Like I'm listening to the beat. I'm listening to how they put the lyrics together, the melodies. Bro, everything on EA sound like this nigga was in a hotel room and freestyled the entire album in one night. Like he had no thought, no type of... I'm going to structure this song nice. Like, none of that, bro. There was no effort <laughs> at that bullshit. 
<laughs> Doom, and I hate that nigga's dick rotted. Doom is shooting 85% from the floor bro, with his I pod. I hate that shit. Bro. Doom percentage from his it. pod is high. I <laughs> he hate got, it, bro. He got a couple files for that Jonathan Isaac comic, but his- You, you got it. some files too, bro. You, as a matter of fact, no, no, no. You got some files from, from the Beyonce shit? He, he got, got files. He got a tech. For the Jonathan Isaac shit, right? He got a tech for that. You shit. you you got a tech for the that. poor people comment, nigga. Hey, TV up, nigga. Them niggas is poor, nigga. Them niggas catch up. <laughs> fuck wrong with them niggas, man? TV oh, up. Man. I give a fuck. <laughs> this nigga got a flagrant file about to get kicked out. Oh the yeah, game. that's a flagrant too. Yeah, that's, that's a flagrant. This nigga got a flagrant. Doom might have got a tech, but you got a flagrant. This nigga talk about poor people. Like, what's wrong with this nigga, Brooklyn, bro? What is this? What's wrong with this nigga, dog? <laughs> Yo, fuck that crazy. That's it. He got niggas applying for a second job now. That's, that is right it. now, nigga. That is it for this first part of the pod. Niggas <laughs> tell the people where they find y'all at on social media. Doom, tell them where they can find you at, bro. Hello, Doom, SJE on Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all holla at me. Oh, Brooklyn, shit. tell the people they can follow you at on social media. You can media. find me on all social medias at where Brooklyn at. It's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. And if you poor, stay away <laughs> from me, my nigga. Stay away from me. <laughs> Chill out. And that's because we're not trying to get sued. This nigga kicked out the game. We will see him next week. Yeah, he followed out. Yeah, he followed <laughs> out for sure. <laughs> with that being said... Let's get into the interview with Josiah Johnson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's special guest, the main guest is the, my, is, I consider him my OG. He was the first non-Lafayette guest that we had on this show. And honestly, with him giving us, uh, honestly, our first cosign, he, I, I don't think he realizes, but he was the reason why I was able to get, in my opinion, all these interviews down the road that I was able to get from Chris Broussard to Joy Taylor. But none of that happens without Mr. Josiah Johnson. And I'm super excited to have him back to talk all NBA bubble. How are you doing, Mr. Josiah Johnson? I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for that uh, that great opening, in, uh, you know, introducing me like that. I appreciate you. Now, I mean, look, I think I'm happy to hear that all the other people hopped on, too, because at the end of the day, we all got to support each other. I had a great time on the show. We obviously kept in touch after that. So I told you, whatever, re- reach out, hit me, let me know. And I'm a man of my word, so I'm here. What's cracking? You all, and, and see, that's something that I... It really affects me because as a as a black man, seeing an, an older black man reach out to a younger one, that's just something that I know that I'm going to have to do because in my soul, it's like I've seen black men who are in a position try to help me, whereas they weren't with this crab in the bucket mentality. And I think that's something that it, it'll be like, I don't want to say like a, a family tree, but like a tree of like helping each other, lift each other up so then you know where each other come from and it's just and it's it's just super dope to see and you constantly do that and I appreciate seeing creators who are older who who lift up the younger ones and and like you said you're a man of your word yeah bro I was I was young at one point I was your age I have people older than me men and women that try to really lift me up build me up give me tons of opportunity so that's the one thing as I've kind of grown in my career and kind of whatever elevated just to make sure like yo help other people I really give them the breadcrumbs in the blueprint for how to really do this thing, man. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, people like yourself, you know, all you need is opportunities, but you, you're being proactive, you're reaching out, you're doing the necessary things. Like I told you, like, you know, you're gonna hit a lot of people. Some people may respond, some people may not, but 
the end of the day, like keep grinding, rock with the people that rock with you and don't rock with people that don't rock with you. Remember, always oh, like LeBron, like I keep mental notes of all, all of that, but I use that, you know, I was looking That's at Joy. Joy posted something the other day just about like why she retweets the haters. And I always wondered, like looking at herself, like why does Joy always retweet the haters? But she was like, yo, I do it to remind everybody that this is what it is. So they don't tell me that I'm pretending that I'm being harassed or whatever. And it's like, I love haters, but I love people like trying to bring me down. Like sometimes I just need that motivation. I need somebody to tell me I'm trash or I suck or whatever. And it just helps me elevate. I think, you know, I really feed off that, but also be able to give back, help people like yourself, help people that the younger generation, because y'all generation gonna change the world, man, just to be real. Like y'all are out here on the streets, y'all proactive. Y'all know how to use this internet. Y'all know how to, you know, do all this stuff. I wish I could have been your age doing a show and doing all this other type of stuff. I really had to take baby steps into it, but y'all just jump in there. So I'm super, I love creators. I love to see people out there hustling. So man, so whenever, whenever I can help out or do whatever, I'm always about it. And then that's something that, that that's why I call you OG. Cause I just respect it. Cause you are the OG and, and you, you, you are, you do, you live what you speak. So I want to ask you before we even get into the bubble, cause that's something that we're going to obviously break down. I want to ask you just, I'd be remiss not to ask you, what, what do you think of what's going on in the world? How do you think the NBA is handling this, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything? And just what's your take just on where we are as a society right now? I, I think this is the situation I've kind of always thought. It's been great to me to see kind of the people rising up, you know, protesting on the streets, doing the things necessary, obviously in the wake of a pandemic and everything going on in the voting year and kind of rallying behind each other. So you hope that that, that shows up in, in uh, you know, the election results in November. in November. Yeah. But for me, I've, I've been personally fed up just kind of with the, I've just, I've seen all this stuff. I've seen the way companies move and operate and the lack of representation and really just how, especially now there's been this whole shift towards the culture and everybody talking and, and, and tweeting. I work a lot of social media and just these spaces and a lot of like, you know, talking a certain way, but not looking that way. And it's like, yep. look, the, those people are just as qualified that you, the, the world that y'all keep going to to take. So for me, man, I just try and, you know, focus on what I got to do, keep my head above water, but really just make sure I'm cognizant of all that stuff. And I just think the way that the world has panned out now is super, it's is, is sad, man. I, I mean, the NBA has kind of given us all hope, but I think people were kind of worried when, when, the, when the league started, the bubble started that, oh, these dudes wouldn't be able to, to be on the streets and on the ground level. And really, I've said this before, it's not on like LeBron. It's not on, on any of these guys to fix the systemic racism going on in, in America, China, wherever. Like that's not, as a black man or black woman in America, it's not your job. They keep, it's like, you know, they, they put your foot on your neck and ask you why you can't get up. Like, yep. like you know, your, your foot's on my neck, dog. Like that, that's how we really get it. So I've seen all this stuff on the streets and I've been really happy to see, but my thing is always that until you start impacting the bread, like billionaires are still making a ton of money, not really tripping on this pandemic. Police officers aren't really tripping on these protests because they're getting a ton of overtime. We all talk about defund the police, but we're doing things that really, you know, don't really practice what we preach. Like yep. we're literally funding the police with these protests. So now I come to the point, you have to get into people's pockets before you can really start making a difference. I think at any level, like once people start feeling the burn in their pockets, then they really start to make a change. That's why you see a Nike or Jordan or whoever start releasing these statements, like, ooh, this might hurt our pockets if we don't really support this movement. That's at the end of the day, it's all dollars and cents. So I think we as black people just gotta understand that, you know, it's 2020, we're still talking about stuff that they were talking about in 1920, yep. you know, so we're still talking about this. We have, we have a lot more freedom and ability to move, so we gotta be able to support each other and just kind of focus on that. But the bubble's been a relief. I think just seeing these guys come together, the way the NBA's handled it with, you know, no positive tests through two weeks, you know, making sure guys are quarantined, we're getting funny stories, getting to see the camaraderie, you know, Lou Will with the chicken wings, but also just, 
guys from different teams all in the same space. It's like an AAU tournament, but they all know each other, right? And you got all these egos and these dynamic personalities all at Disney World. There's, I think, just something hilarious about that. But so far, so good. The play has been better than expected. I think, look, these guys have had a four-month layoff. This is basically like watching preseason still as they, you know, try and get everything together. The NBA Trust me, I know as a Pelicans fan, it's like watching <laughs> preseason. <laughs> hey, but y'all, hey, I, I, I said a couple of days ago that I didn't think they'd be able to, to run it off, but you just never know, man. I, I never, I'll never, look, even, like, I love Lonzo. People know that. I love LeVar. Just, I just always, like, Lonzo to me, like, I'll never, I'll never doubt anything that Lonzo or the ball family could do. Zion, B.I. and that whole crew. Like, I just. They're talented, like man. They were, that, they were last year. I mean, I rode with these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have had no problem if they would have stayed with the Lake Show. I think, you know, it would have been interesting to see. And that's something I'm going to ask you when we get there. But before we get to that, I want to ask you just about some some stuff you've been doing. The last time we talked, that was when you were gearing up your, your social media, I want to say takeover of NBA Twitter. Talk to <laughs> me what, what that's been about. How are you just always up to the moment something drops, whether it's NBA, music, we have a video in a, in a, in a comedic uh I don't want to say sketch, but we have like a comedic video meme coming from you that that breaks the internet always. I think, look, as I've, as I've kind of been in the space and just seeing how people move and shake and operate, I, one of the lanes I really figured I could really thrive in was doing memes, voiceover stuff, obviously, you know, taking advantage of the legend, Chamberlain Heights stuff and the stuff I was doing. And I got a background working in sports entertainment for years. So it's funny, I live like two lives. Like people know me as like the NBA Twitter guy. And then professionally, I'm like a producer, creator, writer. So I'm going into meetings with like, you know, executives and stuff and, you know, same simultaneously putting up memes and funny videos. But for me, I just like to keep people entertained. I like to work. I've got this like fear of becoming obsolete that really just kind of eats at me. So I just have to kind of constantly just stay on the block and I use it to just stay fresh, keep up on, on topical trends, pop culture, and test material, man. It's just fun for me to put out stuff and you know, sometimes report news in a way that's different than people are, are accustomed to. Because I hear people hit me up like, yo, I found out about such and such because you, you put a meme up. You yeah. know what I mean? They made me look into it. So as I just kind of see news and I just like, here's my take or interpretation. I call myself like a Twitter Basquiat, but I think I'm like, basically like a DJ, obviously it's in the crates you know, picking out whatever works. If I see some, and people hit me up all the time, like, oh man, you recycling stuff, you doing whatever. And my thing is like, look, if the meme or video works for multiple things and that's what's going to get the best reaction out of human beings, I got no problem. Like, doing I'm just, it, yeah. You know, that's just how memes work. Like memes are pop culture. Memes become popular because people see it and they keep keep doing it. If you look around at all the different spaces, everybody kind of has their 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 go-tos or their hitters that they're ones that they pull yep. out the crate when they know it's like they're at the club and they got to get the whole <laughs> club turned up. Like I have, so I go with those hitters, but for me, it's also fun too, just to see something and think of something new pop in my head and drop it and just see the response. So we're trying to build it out. It's been successful. I'm happy. Like I'm just going to keep grinding though. Yeah, I think one of my favorite ones was the one where when the Five Bloods came out and we had the dancing video of uh, Delroy. And I think it was something about some, it was some rapper did something and you, and you posted the video of Delroy dancing. That that was peak hilarity. And I just, I love every time you 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 bring hip hop into it. Like when the Pusha T Drake beef, you always have like the, when Kanye's acting wild, it's always hilarious. But you also got a new job since the last time we talked working with Yahoo and having your show Dunk Bait. Talk to me just a little bit about that show, how it's been uh, working with Yahoo. So me and Yahoo, we did a, I worked at, I produced a show with uh, Martellus Bennett back in 2018 called Mostly Football. Yep. Martellus, James Davis, Ben Lyons. But like that experience working with Yahoo Sports and Complex was just like, it was like Sports Center meets SNL. We were doing all types of crazy 
crazy shit, man. But allowed to curse, allowed to really toe the line. We had a bunch of sketches that I wish the people could see. They got pulled back, but just had a really good time. So when this opportunity with Dunk Bay came up, again, the opportunity to work with LeJethro Jenkins, to, to me, is one of you know the most powerful voices in NBA Twitter and on the internet just in general. He just got a great perspective and take on life. And just like hearing him talk about hoops or barbecue or whatever, just like, you know, him and Dragonfly, too, just I think is a pair of two dudes that I've always really respected coming in. And then being able to work with Zach Schwartz, too, who's a real good buddy of mine. Even just, you know, he was he was a manager in the Pac-12 at Arizona State. I played at UCLA. So just sharing those, those, those horrors, you know, those, those stories of different coaches and how, you know, just the way, you know, seeing how the similarities and differences. But just to be able to do, Yahoo's really given us an opportunity to, to go out there and do a lot of cool stuff. It's been cool for me because, look, I don't really – I like to just do the comedy and I've got – you know, a ton of stuff I do on the professional side. So I use Twitter as kind of my release to get jokes off, but got the opportunity to interview, you know, some big name people like Caruso and Matt Barnes and end up breaking news. So to me, it's been like great just to use all these skills that I've learned my whole life and now be able to ask a dude like, or tell Caruso that, you know, he's not invited to the barbecue, but he can get it to go play. Things like that, like <laughs> yeah. I would have never dreamed of in life. So it's just been, it's been cool to see like the rise and ascension because I never really wanted to be a host or anything like that. I spent most of my time producing behind the scenes you know, producing for networks and different shows and stuff. So to now be in front of the camera and kind of see everything that the, that the hosts and people that I've worked with go through, I'm ultimately like really respectful of everything and just trying to, to do the best I can and, you know, keep improving. Look, man, one of the, the best sports comedy shows out, the way that y'all fuse humor in sports is just great. And that's a must watch for me every time y'all drop. I want to ask you the final question before we get into the bubble, because I'd be remiss not to ask you because of, like you say, you work with networks as a producer and, that, and that's been your thing. Being that we, I call it the wild, wild west, being that we're in this streaming war era with HBO Max popping up, we got Hulu, Disney Plus, all of these. How, what's your opinion of this new wild, wild west era of the streaming wars as someone who is a writer, producer, creative? I think for me, it's weird because I've been on both sides, right? I've done a lot of stuff on the professional side, right? I had to have Legends, just did a show with Netflix, but also being on the other side, the digital side, like the streaming side, being really in, in the trap and on the block and really just moving units and moving work off of my, my phone and all that stuff. So I have a, a really like just respect for both sides, like what it takes to make a Marvel movie, but also guys like Ha Ha Davis or Supreme Dreams or dudes like that, who they're, you know, the RDC world crew that yeah. literally every time they put a video up, that thing's getting five, 10 million views. It's always topical, it's always hilarious. And at some point it's like, damn dog, y'all, but you know, people tell me I don't miss, I kind of laugh, y'all miss often, but I look at those dudes and it's like, they legitimately don't miss. So I think I look at those dudes and it kind of, it burns me because like these dudes should be on TV because they're, yep. they're really providing the thing that the people want to see. But there's always been that disconnect in terms of taking, you know, social media people, bringing them to TV and vice versa. So I really think just bridging that gap and you're seeing like just the way this world is, like there's a whole movement on TikTok and all these platforms, like every platform, YouTube, all these spots have stars. Some of them cross over to different things. Some of them are just like native to their particular platform. But either way, like the, the amount of content they're doing and the options that people have. So I think it's never been a greater time for a creator or writer or whatever, because there's so many options. But also I am worried that stuff might start to get watered down, you know, just in terms yeah. of, there's too much stuff. I mean, look, there's only a finite amount of like supreme level talent. So if you're spreading those thin across multiple projects, eventually it's going to dilute the, you know, dilute the what with the art that you're giving out. But I think I'm, 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 it's great to see kind of all the stuff getting revived, shows coming back, you know, we're doing a Black Wonder Years, Boondocks coming back, hoping your Legends of Chamberlain Heights in that mix at some point down the road. Yeah, you know, we can really, you know, if the stars align and all that good stuff. But it's just it's never been a better time to to make content. 
there's a lot of great stuff on there. There's a lot of bad stuff on there, but there's a lot more great stuff that, you know, really you can get around and rally around. So I think, look, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think some of these companies are going to end up falling because everybody ain't paying $6.99 for everything. Thanks. You see places like, like Quibi struggling. Quibi's got a ton of great content. You know, I don't think the content's an issue really become now how do you get it into people's hands and get them to really click by which nobody's trying to put no bread up especially in a pandemic so I'm, it remains to be seen just kind of where where to all play out but i think from a content standpoint it's great to me to see so much amazing stuff so much original stuff and stuff that's getting rebooted come back to life yeah 100 i'm i'm interested to see how they do the boondocks especially with the passing of uh of the actor who played uh granddad i'm forgetting it. i'm playing john Witherspoon. yeah john Witherspoon, rest in peace i i I've told my friend, funny enough, when we were talking about this, I pitched him my idea that they should bring in like the long lost grandmother of like of Huey and Riley and let them live with like their, their either their grandmother or their great aunt and have a uh, gosh, I'm blanking on her name, but she would just be perfect. I'm looking at her right now, but have like a, just a, a great black actress come in and, and, and just really be that great aunt figure. That's something that I'd be interested in. But let's let's jump to the bubble. I want to ask you. Who and I and I see the shirt. If you follow you on Twitter, we already know what time it is. It's Lake Show or Lake Show or Die, Don't Drown. That's how we rocking. Bron tell the end. What's your opinion of the Lakers? And do you think they have a legitimate shot at the finals? Or do Rondo losing Rondo and Avery Bradley really affect them? I think it's funny. You know, you see like, you know, the, the Bucks and Clippers are both one and two to start in the bubble, and the Lakers That's- are getting more heat as two at two and one losing to the Raptors, right? Losing to the defending champion, who's what, number two in the East without Kawhi Leonard, like, But so the, just being a Lakers fan, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a transplant. I grew up a Clippers fan my whole life. My pops played there, but I'm a LeBron guy first and foremost. So rocking with the squad, when this pandemic first happened, I was extremely worried. LeBron's old, man, you're 17. You're asking him to, to wait four months. He don't really got that, that amount of time, right? He's literally playing with house money. He's played, you know, you talk about the minutes, just the amount of time he's played. There's no way that he should be, you know, operating at the level that he operates. It's just, it, it defies any, you know, law of humanity or what I'm saying. Shit is the most crazy shit I've ever seen. But he's, oh, man, AD's great. AD's, I think, obviously been stepping up to the plate. But losing losing Rondo and Bradley, people don't really give the squad enough credit. I know we got Dion and JR, and it kind of remains to be seen how both of them performed. They haven't played a lot. JR, I don't think he's played in a couple of years, you know, in the league. And yeah. Dion, you know, had his whole situation. So it's not just like people see the name sometimes and they think like, oh, that's the media and it's going to work out. This time, look, this, this team got to pan out, shake out. They beat the Clippers in that tough opening game. You know, people act like it wasn't a big deal because Lou Will. No, that, was, that was huge. LeBron had one of – that was some of the best defensive performance I've seen from LeBron in a hot minute. We, especially with his gray beard going. I was, that To me, that was like – that was greatness. Like when he goes and locks up Kawhi and then they pass it off to Paul George and he picks up Paul and then shuts him down to get the W. I was just like, this dude's amazing. He's a freak of nature. But, you know, imagine like, you know, the Bulls playing and Scotty and Mike play and people are talking about like the seventh man did or the sixth man did play. And, you know what I mean? Like that's the, you know, that, that's just wouldn't fly in any, any generation. But for some reason, LeBron and AD win, all of a sudden it's the excuses. So, I think the Lakers clinching the West. Look, people trying to downplay that. The squad hasn't made the playoffs in six years, whatever it's been. But, I mean, look, now that from, from not making the playoffs to number one, I'd say that's very impressive in two-year period with LeBron coming off a hamstring injury last season that everybody tried to forget he didn't have. Thanks. When acting like the Lakers, you know, the, the Lakers finish was like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, dude. So, I think just seeing the squad now, they have what it takes. You know, Giannis, the Bucks, and the Raptors are going to be tough, too. I can see the Raptors upsetting the Bucks, but – 
you know, Giannis in that Buck squad, and no punks. Uh, Budenholzer's got a great team over there. He's a great coach. I don't think he gets enough love. And he was doing this in Atlanta with kind of, you know, that underdog squad. With the Horford, Millsaps, Corvers yeah, crew. You know, you got the, the five all-stars, but really, let's be real, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> taking these L's. Like, LeBron's not playing that. Well, I think this time around, like, with Giannis and Middleton and that that whole squad, the Lopez twins, like, he's got, he's got, he's got a team full of hitters, man. So, I think it's going to be – it's going to pan out great. I'm, I'm an L.A. guy, so Lakers or Clippers make the finals. I'm happy. My pops works for the Bucks. They retired his jersey, so Bucks make the finals. I'm happy. I just want to see good basketball, no injuries. Do you think that because there's some things that I want to uh, go off of what you said? Do you just because you brought up the Bucks? Do you think Middleton is enough to get them to like? Because I they obviously great coach Budenholzer is amazing. They have the star of Giannis, but I feel that I don't know if Middleton's that right to I feel like Middleton maybe is a, th- a third option am I crazy for thinking that or do you think they have enough right now to, to potentially win it all I mean look you gotta say with Giannis and what he's able to do it just the, the the freak of nature that he is that yeah in his prime like he, they should have what it takes now Middleton I, I rock with him I think he's consistent he's steady he gets you buckets he's gonna knock down shots he plays within the system that Budenholz has established so I'm rolling with him man. I think personally I think I think he has what it takes but it's also like you, you got to just remember this squad was up 2-0 last year, right? To to Kawhi and them, yep, tricked it. But they could have very easily uh, be hoisting a banner. I don't know if they would have been able to get over the Warriors, but if the, the injuries would have played out like they would, it would have at least went six, maybe went seven. Who knows? Giannis may have been, you know, hoisting the, the Finals MVP in the championship trophy. So it's not like the Bucks are just you know slouches. And you got to imagine that team has improved with Giannis getting a year better, Middleton getting a year better. But the East has gotten a lot better, too. So I'm curious to see what that bubble is going to do with not having that home court advantage, which I don't think a lot of people really understand. That's like, huge. It's humongous. Like, as a hooper, a former hooper, like, playing at home versus playing on the road. Oh, Even yep. playing on the road will give you a little bit. But playing in, like, neutral, like, just straight pickup game, it's just, it's just like – it's who's, who's talented and who wants it. And, and, that's, and that's something I want to ask you. Do you think the, the not having a crowd – will allow, like, certain guys thrive off of that that crowd noise and it just lifts them up. Do you think we'll see certain guys who maybe shrink under pressure to the crowd go up? Do you, like, how do you think this this neutral court uh, really affects these players? I think this is, you know, people have talked about, oh, is this year going to have an asterisk and whatever? I think this is probably going to be the hardest championship to win. Yep, Because there's agree. just no talent, right? You just, there's some guys that feed off that energy, right? They need that crowd, Good or bad, people talking like a Draymond Green. I think obviously the Warriors aren't in the bubble, but when you think about somebody that needs, he needs something to get him riled up, whether it's a fan telling him F you or the crowd supporting him or whatever. Yeah. So these guys, I think finding that motivation and inspiration, like the NBA's done a great job with, with the digital fans, the music, the piped in sound. I think to give the experience for the viewer at home that everything is lovely. I'd be curious how these dudes really feel. feel yeah. <laughs> playing in that situation. It looks great at home, like, believe me, but that's TV magic. I've been on studios before. I know, you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at a set of a TV show. That's not a real house. Like, that's some fake walls or whatever. And you know when you're on set, where you're on set. Like, you know, yeah. feel So it'd be curious to see how these dudes, but I think they'll all get to a point that preaches a habit and routine where they'll all get, get to whatever level they'll need to get to. But staying in, like, the hotel room, let's just be real, like, the hotel room, I'm looking at JaVale McGee, he did like a Danny Green's pod. I'm looking at his room and I'm like, this dude is a seven footer in this little like classroom. Like, yeah. That's that's like, come on, you know, I'm I'm six eight if I gotta do that. If you tell me I gotta do that for three months, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, this is what I gotta live in. I know yeah. dudes like LeBron got the presidential, but even LeBron, who's used to 
You know, every dude is taking a step down. That presidential suite ain't shit to LeBron. It's not his crib, no, yeah. Like, this is whack, like, <laughs> you know, it's presidential. So at every level, these guys are dealing with it, but I'm, I'm just excited. I just hope nobody gets hurt, man. I think that's the main, main yeah. concern, man. I, whatever happens, I don't give a fuck if the Lakers lose, whatever, as long as everybody stays healthy. Like, yeah, you know, no nobody... injuries and no COVID. If those two things happen, I think the NBA has a success because I agree with you. The, the way it looks on home, Magical. The what Adam Silver, Adam Silver and the uh, NBA pulled off. Gotta applaud those guys because compared to baseball, baseball looks depressing. Like I just gotta keep it a bean. Seeing all the empty stand and the cardboard cutouts and them not having the right sound from old years, so they have to put in MLB the show sound. It's just like super, super depressing over there. But that's why I'm happy we got the NBA. But uh, I, I want to ask you, going back to the Lakers. Do you feel if LeBron does not bring a championship to L.A., does I don't want to say affects his overall legacy, but do you think he's looked at differently by Laker fans, being that y'all have had Magic bring championships, y'all had Shaq and Kobe bring championships, y'all had Kareem bring championships. When you have a star of LeBron's caliber, the only expectation is championships. I think, look, at the end of the day, that's what it is. This is, this is, you know, the Lakers have the most championships for a reason. They're, you know, the most prestigious NBA franchise for a reason. They're the most well-respected franchise for a reason. It's championships, right? It's magic. It's, you know, but it's funny that you say all that and Jerry West is literally the logo for the league. And you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit give and take. <laughs> what does it really, what does what it all really mean? But for a guy like LeBron, I think coming and, and helping restore the Lakers back to prominence, but you want to establish that winning championship you know, feel like this feels a lot like, you know, Shaq and Kobe when Phil came that first year and it's like, like, this is it guys. No yeah. more, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is time. Like we got to really do it. LeBron knows he don't got a lot more time. Like this, he's got one or two good more years. I could see after this really, you know, this might be being not it, but he's, you know, I mean, you're going to start to see that decline at some point. That's just how life works. But I don't know. I think, you know, no matter what LeBron's going to get hated on, he, you know, he got the three, six mafia and all that type, you know, people literally, it's weird to me that if LeBron was three and zero in the finals, that would be more respectable to human beings than you know him going nine times and, and having yeah. you know. It's just a it's a funny way that the world works. As if like you know every year you don't win is when you lose. Like you know, ask any dude who plays in the league. Like y'all want to be in the finals. I don't you know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I just want to get there. And it's not like Mike didn't have his whole like years where he just didn't win. You know, do you want to go nine to seventy three, or do you want to go to the finals? It's like, yeah, I go. You know, like, come on, like, <laughs> you play this game to win. But I think LeBron, LeBron is elevated to that higher stature. He's going to be held to the standard of Jordan and Kobe. That's just what it is. Jordan got six, Kobe got five. He got to, he got to get close. Like, I think if he gets four, at yeah. especially for seventeen. You know, for me, it's like, okay, hey, I know Kobe got five, but he, Kobe was also playing with Shaq. So you give LeBron prime Shaq. I just don't know. You know. That's on. That's damn near undefeatable, man. Like I just don't know how you beat. You know, what I mean, like the how you beat those two like dudes. Triple double with like 12, 13 assists. Like I'm just, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> you ha- you literally have the two most dominant forces the league has ever seen with Shaq and LeBron. So what, yeah, what do you do? that would be nuts. I want to ask you, being again a Lakers fan, how do you feel about? Because I think this is something that at least Lakers fans got to hold the organization's feet to the fire. I think there is a legitimate issue with player development at the Lakers because how can Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram be go from what they were at the Lakers to now just blossoming? Brandon Ingram's an all-star. Lonzo Ball is is improved his jumper dramatically, and I think he'll be an all-star at some point. 
and seeing the decline in Kuzma, how do you feel about the Lakers player development? I think, you know, Kuzma's kind of been, you know, it's been tough. I think he gets a lot of heat, but I, I was never, I wasn't, I, look, I, I appreciate the AD trade. I'm happy that they made the trade now. I wasn't necessarily opposed to having that crew because I thought, you know, B.I. was obviously on the verge of breaking through. He's look, You look at the dude now, he still needs to put on like 15, 20 pounds. So if you think of that B.I. in your mind, like really how unstoppable that's going to be, like 15 pounds from now, if you can actually put that weight on. You're like, this dude, he looks like a young Durant, just kind of how he moved, you know, offensively and flows. But Lonzo, to me, always, I think, just needed that opportunity. You know, he had some issues with, with his health the first couple of years, but – now you see the dude really out here blossoming, man. I think Lonzo is he's that dude. He's kind of like a J Kid type. Where you're not yep. you're not gonna put up 40, but just the way the, the flow and the right passes, and now he's developing into a better sh- shooter. Like just the things he does. I remember seeing this kid in high school, and I think a lot of people don't understand. Like his high school team from Chino Hills, which is you know suburb out out, out in the cut of LA. Like you know went, went undefeated. We're beating like you know. All, all the, Big the best teams in the country, like going head to head with like monsters and giving them work. And that was Lonzo, Jello, and Mello, uh, freshman Mello, mind you, you know, who skipped a grade. To, yeah, I was about to say, with, wasn't he in eighth grade at that point? So, I mean, you know, but when you, I'm just saying, so when you think about what they were able to accomplish, but watching him and the way he distributes, the, the way he finds players and makes everybody around him better, I think Lonzo, I would love to see him come back to the Lakers or something. <laughs> I, I can't get rid of, man, I, the Pellies can't get rid of him and B.I. I, I've already said, if we got to get rid of Drew to give both of them the max, we got to do it. Because to me, I feel that with Lonzo's game and Zion's game pair perfectly, and I also think when you throw B.I. in that mix, it works because I don't see Zion ever being the, give the guy the ball and he's going to get you, he's going to get you 20 or hit that clutch shot when it's time. And I think that's where BI is necessary to where BI can be that closer and be that guy to get the the minutes. Zion's the, the polarizing figure that'll take you over the edge. And Lonzo's the guy that keeps everything together. What do you think about the Pelicans big three or quote unquote big three that's coming up? I think uh, Zion is, is uh unlike anything we've ever seen. So I, 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 I mean, as you're talking, I don't disagree with you, but I also think as he just expands and develops his game, like he's just going to have, it's, it's hard to, because you see his, his way he moves in his body and you, he does things that you don't expect a human being to do, but no, it's just straight beast mode. Every time he gets the rock, it's like a souped up LeBron in terms of him just being able to put his head down, barrel to the hoop. When you have that coming at you, do you really want to take a charge? I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, even as me, look, if I see this dude, that's like a business decision. If this dude's coming full steam at you and he steamrolls you, that's that's going to be an injury. Like, that's going to leave a mark. So dude's going to be afraid of this dude. And I think he's going to show flashes of young Blake Griffin once he gets healthy, but just catching lives and doing that. So him and, him and Lonzo are that perfect. Lonzo loves nothing more than to throw a three-quarter court or a half-court lob yep. to some dude that... A dude like Zion who could just, you know. Just yam it in there. When you have those type of resources available, you see a lot of, even with LeBron now, when he's got just, you could just throw it up and know that, oh, I got six eleven AD who's going to come out of here and just whoop it. Like, you just, I mean, I don't, it gives you a level of confidence. I hope that squad stays together. It's crazy to me to even see that they got Drew and fucking JJ Reddy. I'm just saying, like, they got a squad, man. I, I expected more from this team. And if Zion would have played the whole year, obviously no question that they'd be in the playoffs. But I think what y'all got to win out, right, to, to even get the yeah. ninth seed. So right now we are we are one and two in the bubble. We got to win out for the rest. But the thing is, Portland has the one of the toughest schedules. Memphis just lost Jaron Jackson. And we play pretty much everybody who's kind of 
the I don't want to say the scrubs of the bubble, but we play the teams who aren't at, at peak performance. We got like the Magic, the Suns. We got another Grizzlies. We got the King. So we making it, bro. Adam, like I think we making it. Hey, honestly, they got to, you just don't, I mean, look, if they can rattle off that, was it five more? If they can rattle off that next five, man, I'll be happy for them. But you just don't want them to trick one to just. Yeah. And that's what they have the potential to do, just take one of those nights off. But look, if they could get it, I think, you know, I, I would love to see a LeBron. Uh, Zion. Zion round one, man, that'd be amazing. Like, I said if that happened, that the Pelicans would take him to six. So I stand by that. Who I'm, I'm, I said the same exact thing. So we, okay. we're on the same wavelength, OG. I want to ask you, what do you think about the East, uh, the Celtics? To me, because I think the Celtics are the enigma of the East, where if Kimball Walker is healthy and can actually play, they go four, where everybody has duos, they got four guys that are just talented with Kimba, Tatum, who's a budding superstar, Jalen Brown, who's a star in his own right, and Hayward, who was a former all-star, who's finally getting his, his stuff together. I think if... Kimba's actually healthy. That Celtics team, on paper at least, is too talented. What do you feel about the Celtics? I mean, I, I feel I feel the same way. I, I look. I think looking at that squad, you kind of wonder, like, yo, like you got. I mean, what's what? Why, you know, why aren't they? Why aren't they doing better? Why you know? Plus, you got Brad it. Stevens, the one of the best coaches in the league. Like, what's going on over there? So that is a fascinating situation just to see that whole thing develop. But you know, I think between them, the Raptors and the uh, the Bucks, like. It's going to be interesting, man. You know, the Bucs, you know, I think that they performed great in the uh, regular season, but we've seen teams do that and, and kind of, you know, shit the bucket when it comes to the postseason. But uh, the Celtics, like you said, Brad Stevens, they got a great coaching. Tatum looks like he's getting his stuff together. I know he started off a little slow. It looked like he was, you know, I mean, it looked like dude was like swimming before the games and in the pool. Like he had the tan. You could tell those guys out there whose tans were looking too good. Like, yo, like your tan looked a little too he good. He had player. the beach cut. He had to, he had to get the fresh fade. had to get right. He had to get his mind right. You know, but just seeing like who who's really doing the things necessary because it's a it's a lot to ask, you know, 300, 400 dudes to come converge on a spot in addition to all the other people that are around. You know, it's probably like a good 1,500, 2,000 people. And but you know, these are normal people you want to avoid. A lot of them, media, whoever types. So I'm not really like y'all, y'all knows he's snooping and shit. So I don't know, man. It's just, <laughs> something, <laughs> something we're gonna have to see. I want to ask you sticking in the east before we go back head to the west and then. What do you feel about the 76ers? Because, man, I, I feel at some point they're going to just have to split up and beat in Simmons. And if you feel that way, I want to know which one you choose to rock with. Because I think you got to rock with Simmons just because of Embiid's injury history. But Embiid's one could be, if his head's screwed on right, one of the most dominant forces we've seen since Shaq. I think Ben Simmons, like, when we joke about the jumper and all that good stuff, but this is all stuff he's going to add to his game. So you're looking at... You know, I don't want to compare him to LeBron because I don't think he's quite as beastly as LeBron, but he D's up, he plays smart. You know, anytime you got a guy that can play that many positions, you got to rock with it. I love Embiid, you know, but to your point, the dude has been hurt. And that becomes the point when you're dealing with these dudes. These dudes are, and I hate to say they're commodities, right? So you yeah. got to make an investment. It's a business. Big men, big men, you know, are notorious. Like when they get hurt, like it's just, it's, it's a tougher gamble because it's hard to recover. Like you think about Yao Ming, he had to retire because of a foot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. who would think that, you know, a foot, you know, it's like, yo, this, you know, as a big man, those things are magnified. So any injury you have, but I think Ben Simmons is the truth. He's the future. I would love to see him and LeBron get to pair up at, at some point, even if LeBron is like an OG six man role down the line, just, you know, that would be great for me. But that's another squad when you talk about, you know, the, the, you look at the East and I, I joke and say the East is trash, but the East has 
which should be squads, right? Which should yeah. be teams that, that could compete and do things. But when you just look at them paired up against Western squads, it's like, nah, you didn't need a hand, player. Like, <laughs> yeah. You definitely are. And speaking of the West, the dark horse to me of the West, the 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 third, because obviously Clippers and Lakers, the wh- wh- however you rank them, one or two, to, they're the obvious favorites in the West. But to me, when you ask who's the third best team, I'm not going with the Denver Nuggets because – I don't think they have enough talent. I, Jokic is great, but when after Jokic, it's like, who's that second star? The Jazz have their beef with Gobert and, and, and Donovan Mitchell and, and losing Bogdanovich and Conley being a, a, a older version of himself. They're not there. As much as I love what Chris Paul's done for the Thunder, I just, I don't know if they can do it. I think they can win round one. I just don't know if they can win in the second round and going forward. And I think Doncic and Chris Stapps need another creator, a third guy to help Doncic in that fourth quarter to create. So to me, the team that people should be looking at is the Rockets, but seeing their games, I feel like their size will catch up to them at some point. Am I, am I wrong for thinking that? I think it's tough watching the Rockets. I know, I know they beat the Bucks the other day, but it's just the whole game. You know, like what negative thirty on the rebound, whatever it was. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, I just you 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 don't want to live or die by the three. You've seen them come so close, but I think that game when they missed like 27, 28, three in a row, like you you see what happens in that position. But they look, I, I, but at the same time, like maybe maybe at some point that type of style breaks through. But I remember Kobe obviously before he passed was talking about Harden and just kind of that style of play and how he needed to start deferring and doing more. And I think him and Westbrook, honestly, one, one of my biggest regrets in life is not being able to see that Thunder squad with, with uh, Westbrook, James, and KD mature and come back into the finals, you know, really give the Western Conference fucking the hand, you know. Yeah, it, give them that dominant thing. force. And it's crazy how much talent Sam Presti had because if you look at it, Westbrook, Harden, Abaka, KD. Then you get rid of Harden. You bring in, you still got Westbrook, KD, uh, Abaka. They bring Oladipo at some point. They have Reggie Jackson at some point. The amount of talent to say they never got a ship is just, it's crazy. So you think, I mean, look, I think the Rockets are, are they, you know, they're the underdogs. James doesn't get anywhere near the credit that he deserves as a scorer, bucket getter. People think for some, like if you watch the way he plays, it's so brilliant how he draws fat. I mean, he yep. just understands how to use his body. And that type of shit is not easy as a basketball player on the court to be throwing yourself in and still, but he's so, you got to so be so focused and cognizant of what you're doing at every particular moment. Because if you play basketball, you realize how fast everything's going and and it's, it becomes muscle memory. And it, the fact that James can do that, like you said, is incredible. I want to ask you, do you think he is being that you've seen a lot of generations of basketball? Do you think he's the best scorer the NBA has ever seen? Uh, that, look, that's, you know I mean? I, that, that's tough. You think about guys like Jordan and people just down the line, like guys like Elgin Baylor or Wilt or whoever, like, you know, there's dudes nice, that, are, that man. Are bucket getters, you know what I'm saying? That fine, you know, putting the basket in the hole, however that's accomplished, it's accomplished, however good or bad the, the, the player, the move looks is irrelevant. So I think, you know, when you look at it, I just think James deserves a lot more respect. Obviously this game is a lot faster paced than the previous generations, but it's also that way because these guys can score and get buckets like that. You know I mean? That's, that's a part of it. So you look at a guy like James and what he's able to do. And I think now just kind of like, you know, you know, almost average of 40 and kind of getting looked at like, it's not a big deal because the pace is fast. People kill me when they talk about that pace shit as if, like, that that makes the ball go in the basket. It's like, you know what I mean? You know, it's like pace and all that stuff is great. Like, whenever you're arguing, they start throwing the analytics. But, it's like, at the end of the day, he has to put the ball in the basket to score those 39 points. Like, I never seen somebody drop 39 that didn't score 39. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, yep. you know, however, he had more possessions or whatever. It's, like, awesome. But he's literally still got to put the ball in the basket. That's why I love talking basketball with you because – 
analytics are cool, but it's like you said, you got to, you know, as a hooper, what you see, who's a good ball player and who's not. And like you said, James has to put that in the hole. It's like pacing all these numbers. That's cool. And that stuff that'll help. But like, at the end of the day, it's down to these players making plays. They got to score. Like, that's the thing I think people don't understand. Like stats are great, but stats are only come from actually having the, you know, all the fucking shit happen to, to get the stat. Like he's got to yep. score and do all that. James going to only average 38, 39 with, you know, by doing that, he has to literally put the ball on the base. It's not like he was playing the video game. You know, people play video games and they're and in their mind they start to think it's like, oh, well, just because he was penciled in to do that, he starts to go out every night with a hangover from the strip club, from whatever, whatever, whatever's going on in his personal life, and still do that. You know, to be able to do that consistently, I think is is an amazing thing. But that's just me. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about the new? And I like to call him this because I think it, I think it's funny. The new great white hope, aka Luka Doncic, coming into the league, putting up MVP like numbers. Do you feel that him and the Mavericks have a shot to maybe not necessarily make a run in the playoffs, but maybe get around on on a team? Do you and what do you think his uh, ceiling is? I think Luke is the real deal, man. I think you know you look at his body and his build, just the way he moves and, and the flow of his game. The sky's the limit for this kid. He's he's that dude. I don't have. I mean, you know, I, I talk about often like he grew up in Slovenia, played in like Italian leagues growing up, and as, as a youngster, like. If, and I played in Italy as a little kid. My dad lived, lived there while he was hooping out there. But the way they structure their academies and how much attention to detail they play in developing the game and developing their players, and that's not to say he wouldn't have done that anyway, but you just see that he's so polished and refined and just knows how to play the game of basketball with that European and American style. So I think the sky's living for the I can even see him, you know, stealing the first-round victory. I don't think they go any further than that. Yeah. But over the next couple of years, you know, there's one thing you know about Mark Cuban. He's not afraid to spin the bread to put the squad, especially if he's going to put butts in the seat and, you know, make his team a winner. So, you know, I'll be curious to see how it pans out. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I said, I think they're one player away from making serious moves in the in the West. Uh, Josiah, I got to get, before we get you up out of here, give me your win, give me your finals picks and give me who you think is going to win it all. Uh, Lakers, Bucks, Lakers and six. Ooh, all right, all right. Uh, well, at, when we get to the playoffs, we will definitely bring you back to just discuss what we've been seeing. Really enjoyed this conversation. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Uh, King Josiah 54 on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate everybody. 100%. Y'all make sure y'all go follow uh, uh, OG. Make sure y'all go follow him on Twitter because during NBA bubble, some of the best uh, NBA content out there, he is grade a nba twitter material thank you again og for coming on the show and i'm gonna pass it to you Lyndon and schubert to finish bros who ball want to thank josiah johnson for coming on the pod that was a super super dope interview this time for bros who ball and this week for bros who ball we're going to be talking to the guys justin and schubert justin is to my left schubert's at the bottom let me introduce these guys real quick before we get into uh the the main uh, another interview we have justin how you doing this week brother I'm doing good. It's been a busy week, but uh, basketball is back on TV. A lot of good, good games been on. Uh, I've been tuned in all week, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying oh, it. I'm loving it. It's like March Madness almost damn near. Game started 12, and they run all day. I'm digging it. I'm digging bubble play. Schubert, how you doing, my brother? Doing all right. I was about to say the same thing. It feels a lot like uh, the March Madness we didn't get this year. Yeah, man, and I'm loving all of that. So this week for Bros Who Ball, I brought on my uh, former basketball coach. He's the uh, coach at, I believe, Sacred Heart and Ville Platte. I, I forget what school he said, but he says it in the uh, interview. And But let me bring in Coach 
John Paul Bouillon, a.k.a. Coach JP, bring him in. He breaks down every team in the bubble, says what he thinks good about him, what he thinks bad, and he, we get a real coach's perspective of what's going on and how he sees the, these games and, and what he thinks of the product of the NBA bubble. So without further ado, let's bring on Coach JP. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this this week, I'm so, so excited because one of our guests, I think now that we're getting into the bubble, I wanted to bring in people who I know are great at basketball and who are knowledgeable. And this this is one of the gentlemen who taught me about the game, who showed me a lot about how to play the game and how to understand the game and, and helped me get my love of the game. I'm bringing it in, which is an honor for me. One of my basketball coaches growing up. So now all the fans out there can know I, I, I was really playing. It's not no BS. I'm, I wasn't clowning y'all. This is uh, Coach J.P. Bouillon. Super, super excited to have him. How you doing today, Coach? Doing great, man. Been busy. Um, trying to get back to normalcy and, and getting, uh, you know, our, our, our students ready for school, ready for the restart of school and, and trying to do it the safest way. Yeah, that's something that I didn't even think about with having you on there. How how is that? Hey, Lyndon, it was uh, it was quite eye opening. The things that we're gonna have to do, um, you know, I, the elementary. It's I mean, could you imagine? Okay, so a second grader at the cafeteria table with their mask, right? They they went to school with the Spider Man mask and come home with like Superman or something. Yep, mm. that, it's just gonna be it. We have to stay uh, focused on them and monitor them a little more. Constantly. Than yep, because I, I know how I was in school. That's flicking masks, stuff, oh, hitting people with masks. Throwing, like, you know how I was. Class yeah, clown, bro. man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I totally get it. Just for the, the listeners out there, let them know a little bit of your basketball background and just fill them in on how which you where how you came in contact with the game and how long you've been loving and coaching the game. Um well, I mean, I've been loving the game ever since I can remember. Um, you know, I kind of started playing as as a uh, 5-year-old, I guess, and played organized ball, started then and have been around organized basketball since. Um I played at St. Thomas More High School for one of the uh, greatest high school basketball coaches, not just in the state, but really in the country. In the country. Um, Danny Broussard taught me a, a whole heck of a lot. Um, got an opportunity um, right out Well, I was still in school. Uh, got an opportunity to coach it. Uh, I coached girls basketball at Cathedral Carmel in uh, Lafayette. And, man, um, you know, a couple of, couple of folks that I had uh, known – you know, previous had seen me coaching and, uh, and I ended up at ESA for a while with, uh, Mike Bourgeois. He saw, he was one of those people that, that brought me in. I had played for Mike, uh, at St. Thomas Moore too. He was an assistant with, uh, coach Danny at that time. And, uh, that's where I met you. And, and, uh, you know, we had some pretty solid teams with your class and, I, I I tell you this, that was one of the most fun classes that that I've ever been around for sure, man. Y'all, coach, it eats me up, man. It eats me. Y'all taught me a lot too. Don't ever forget that. Y'all taught me a lot as well. And uh, I wish now, I had the mind state I had now about the game because if I did, man, that I, look, my junior year, and, and this is not to reminisce, but. The year my junior year when we had Walker Gates when we played against Zawali. If we had had a better roll of the dice, we should have made the state. 
I agree, man. I agree. Uh, but, you know, anyway, um, things didn't work out at ESA. Uh, so ended up uh, getting out of coaching for a couple of years. But maybe to backtrack a little bit, too, I was in on the AAU scene as well. Had a couple of uh, final four appearances with some girls teams um, that were really talented. Had a, had some, uh, at least four or five girls from that AAU team that we finished in the final four. They went play major division one basketball. Um, they're all doing great these days too. still keep in touch with some of them as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I was able to coach on the EYBL scene too, uh, and on a national stage, uh, with they're called, uh, Louisiana select team Millsap. Now as Paul Millsap's team, uh, we used to be team Louisiana back in the day. Uh, and, and Nike was the sponsor. Super man, good. We, Oh, yeah. We travel all over the country. Uh, our 17s weren't as good as the team I got to coach. I was blessed to coach the 16s who had all the talent. And we lost the contract because the 17s just didn't have enough size to compete on the national level that year. Um, so took a year off AAU. Uh, had an opportunity to coach in the Adidas Gauntlet, too, with uh, Southern Elite Basketball and Kyle Kerrigy. And... Uh, Man, Mark Vidal at Baylor was on that team. And, um, wow. yeah, he <laughs> – you watching him as a 6'5 post just dominate a game against guys that are, you know, five inches taller than him, it, it was impressive to see. Um, and then from there, you know, I took a couple of years off after uh, leaving ESA and uh, found my way to Ville Platte, man. Sacred heart of Ville Platte. Uh, we we were uh, my first year. We made the playoffs. They hadn't made a or hosted a home playoff game in 25 years. So the whole town was really excited. The school was excited. Um, I was excited for them. You know they don't have much basketball tradition. So we've been you know slowly building the culture, slowly building that culture. Exactly right. We're, we're set up for a good season. Just uh, knock on wood that we're able to have it. That y'all able to play. Yeah, 100. percent Coach, uh, uh, just real quick before we dive into the NBA, I want to ask you because I always like to teach on this pod and something you you and Coach Mike taught me was just to use my superpower for good. Talk for about... Good. Right. Good. I'm glad you haven't forgot that, man. I yes. never forget that those discussions with you, bro. Stays It stays with me, and it's one of the things, the foundations of this podcast. Without you guys, I wouldn't be the man I am today. So I want to ask, what what was it like transitioning from ESA, taking a step back, and then before you went into the new new job at coaching? What was that like? And just talk about how you had to pick yourself up and just like, what's it? It was hard. Yeah. (laughs) It was hard. Um, You know, it was kind of... uh, Still really don't understand what went down or how it went down, but that's that that's life, man. It yeah. really is. And, uh, you know, for a good couple of weeks, maybe even a month, I was really down and out. And I woke up one morning and I was like, look, man, I, you've got the, you've got talent. You, you've coached on some, some big stages. Let's go. Let, let's find somewhere to, to get back. And look, man, I was working while I was waiting, you know, rest in peace, Coach Tony Robichaux. But I learned that from that that man, work while you wait, you know. So I was get I dug in. I, I started watching a lot of games, um, taking notes, 
um, reading leadership books just to give my best to the next team that I would be able to coach. And I, I was saying that all the while, man. I was praying on it. And, uh, and then I got a call. I was on vacation with my, my whole family in Gulf Shores. Got a phone call out of the blue saying, uh, we'd like to interview you and Bill Platt. And I was like, man, I, I didn't even know Sacred Heart or Bill Platt had a basketball team. <laughs> I mean, serious. So, you know, I looked at it as an opportunity to grow, you know, grow yeah. something. And uh, we've been doing that. You know, I've had a lot of help along the way with that. Uh, great administration, a supporting AD, um, because you can't do it by yourself, man. One hundred percent. Have great people around you in order in order to grow things and and see them through. So it's been I think, good. I think that's a great message, just because it's not about how you fall; it's about how you get up, and it just shows that if you believe in yourself and you know you have the ability, it's just about keep going no matter if you have downs. And, that, and that's something that, that I'm, I'm learning as we grow. It's like, you can't ever give up on yourself. You may have down days, but it's about how you pick yourself up. And that's a message that I, I think anybody listening can, can gain from. That is what it's all about, man. You're exactly right, man. 100%. Well, let's, let's dive into some basketball. Let's dive into some NBA. I want to, I, I basically, I, I asked you to watch a couple games, take some notes. And, and the way I want to do this is just go through teams in the bubble, who you think have a shot and we'll just, and I'll just get your take on each team that we go down, go through the list. So let's start off with the Lakers. What are you seeing from the Lakers? LeBron is up in age, but is this team talented enough? You think to make a push at getting him a ship? Oh, no doubt. He's the best player in the world. You have the best player in the world, you got a chance. You know, um, they miss Rondo. Yeah. They, they miss Rondo bad, and they're going to miss Avery Bradley really bad. Um, that's what I saw from the Lakers. I think, you know, everybody was saying while Anthony Davis was a Pelican that, man, he's just going to keep getting better and he's going to keep growing his game. You know what? I think we saw him peak in New Orleans. Mm. And I got to be honest, man, we may have ended up with the better deal in the long run. I agree so, with that. You know, I, I'm watching Anthony Davis. He's got one point at halftime the other night, you know, and he's got to be more assertive, man. And they've got to they go to him in the blow block more. They've got to get him the ball in the middle and the high post and let him just go to work because he's really good. But I don't think he – I don't know, man. There's something missing with his game, Lyndon. There's something either in his in his heart, uh, mentally. He just he doesn't have. I I don't know what the it kill, is. It, uh, and see, that's something I no, I noticed with with the Pelicans. It's that killer instinct, and he yeah. he's a natural Robin, and it's the thing that LeBron needs at this moment is someone that he can really lean on. And I don't yeah. know if Anthony Davis is that guy. And I, and we talked about this through our messages. I, I really believe if LeBron had this version of Brandon Ingram and Lonzo ball, I'm not saying that they'd be better, but they might be in a better situation than with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is obviously the more talented player. It's just the way those two guys have progressed. It just, yep. it would help LeBron more in my opinion. I agree, man. Um, you know, it just – I don't think they have enough uh, around them. But, again, LeBron is so good. And he showed that the other night against the Clippers. Yes, he did. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him defend like he did that night. 
I had to um, give him his props. It was amazing. That that final play where you see him switch from Kawhi to Paul George and just lock them both. He made Kawhi look pedestrian. That was playoff basketball, man. It really was. That To me, you know, those two teams were getting after it a lot harder than, than uh, a lot of the other ones I've seen. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, though, man, I, you know, I, I think the Lakers have an opportunity to get it done. I personally don't think they will because of the loss with Bradley, because of the loss with Rondo. It limits their depth. Uh, their offense looks a little clunky when, you know, uh, with those guys not there. Now, look, you got to give uh, props to Caruso. Yeah. Caruso, he is um, – he's done pretty well, uh, you know, just kind of he got lost in the shuffle being a G, uh, G League player, but he's found a niche in uh, in LA. Yes, he has. He uh, he is the guy, and 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 it's the little things he does, like the deflections, the hustles, the diving on the floor, the the picking, like helping out somebody, touching the ball away. He's really impactful on that defensive end for guards. Now, will he be able to limit guys like Russell Westbrook and Dame Lillard? That I don't know, but that's where they miss the Bradleys and the Rondo. 100%. What do you think, just real quick, about Kyle Kuzma? Because they need him to be that third option, and I'm not seeing it from him. Landon, uh, I I didn't really pay attention to him much on the, the first game. But I watched the game. Was it yesterday? I've watched so much basketball the yeah. last couple of days. They've run together. Yeah, it was either Saturday or yesterday. You know, there's something, there's something up with the Lakers player development group. Is the Raptors. It was two days ago. Kuzma, man, I don't know. I, I think he's getting worse. The Lakers should trade him. They should <laughs> yeah. trade this guy. Seriously. And, and I think he would he would do great somewhere else. But he just – he seems like an odd duck out there, man, with the Lakers, with this group. And you it's know, crazy. The first year, how good he looked. Player, and I, I don't see it. I don't yeah. see it. And then, and then I think I think you make a great point because his first year we see him off of what his trainers and his guys worked with him, and that's and he looked real good. And then it's just yeah. like the Lake Lakers player development didn't elevate him at all. I don't know if it's LA or if it's the development, but we see how Ingram, Hart, and Lonzo have progressed. And you got to give super credit to Fred Vincent and everybody with the Pelican staff. No doubt. All right, let's jump to the next team. What do you see, speaking of the Clippers, what do you think of the other L.A. team? With me, they're just so deep. When you can, when you have, yeah, when you have another five that can make the playoffs in the East as your back backup five, it's crazy to me. So you, you asked about who I think is the favorite. After seeing a couple of games, they have come in, their offense looks sharp, their defense looks sharp. All the, all the while, you got Sweet Lou and Montrez Harrell that aren't there. Yep. I'm, I'm watching them just destroy the Pelicans the other day, and I'm thinking, man, it could be a 100-point game if those two <laughs> are there with them in the bubble. But when they get them back, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes to get their rhythm, get their flow, because – they look like they're a team that's not playing preseason basketball right now, whereas a lot of the other, other teams, yeah. 
100. Do you, and, and, and I didn't ask you this. How do you think, just before we talk some more Clippers, how do you think uh, the bubble looks from like a, a viewer perspective? Because I think the NBA did a terrific job. But as a player, do you think not having a crowd really affects uh, these players? Do you think it can make them have less pressure or do you think it, it's more pressure? Man, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I asked, I asked Coach Danny about that the other day because it's interesting. They played a state championship without fans. Yeah. He said it was noticeably different. He said their bench was more energetic than the other team's bench, and that's really what kind of got them through. And I thought that was a great point. And if you watch the games and watch the bubble, um, look, at this, look at the teams that are doing extracurricular things together. Look at the teams that have the energy on the bench. Look out for those teams. Mm. Those, those ex, well, the, the, uh, the things you don't see on the court, the things away from the court, those little things, that's the key, I think, man. And, and uh, you could see it last night with the Rockets. Their bench was energized, man. Yep. And, and I, that helped them get the win over a really good Bucks team. But watch the benches. on, And, and I think that the teams with the, mo- the best energy on the bench are the ones that are going to have the most success. 100%. All right, let's get back to the Clippers. I think that in terms of duos, you don't get any better than Paul George and Kawhi because of the way the NBA is. It's positionless, and those two guys are interchangeable. And I think the only team to me that can match that kind of firepower is the Celtics on the East, but they're really young. I'd, I'd be remiss right now not to give any props to uh, the JYD, number numero uno, Pat Beverly. Yep. You had that, that guy. <laughs> with Kawhi and Paul George, my goodness. I mean, you have a team that, that is versatile, you know, fearless. Um, they're, they're really good, really talented. Uh, you know, their offense is clicking. You're right. They run, a, they run some five-out stuff. Um, you know, when Zubac is out of the game, uh, you'll see them run a lot more five-out stuff. Uh, kind of what we ran uh, with you in high school, man. It, uh, so, you know, when Zubac is in, uh, it limits them a little bit with floor spacing, but he's talented enough. If, if you do throw it to him in the high post or even in the low block, he can he's make good a enough right decision and, and, a, and a good pass. So they're tough, man. They got scores everywhere. Um, they have they have the the guys that one of the my pet peeve uh, buzzwords is a two way play. Well, shoot, you're a basketball player. Yeah, you got to be two way. What? All right, yeah. so play defense, okay? And and look, if you're not a, g- a great offensive guy, get in the gym and shoot. Become a basketball player. I'm tired <laughs> of this two way player stuff. Of course, you're a two way player. You play both ends of basketball. That's what it makes it great. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't know. Look at Beverly. Beverly can score. Shoot. I, Instant flashbacks right there. This man, ladies and gents, is very big on defense. And I know he loves the Clippers just for the fact that they are an amazing defensive team. Because not only do they have the junkyard dog, Pat, Patrick Beverly, they have the two best star defenders that the league has had for the past five years with Kawhi and Paul George. And then you add a hustler like uh, Montrez to do the dirty work. Tough. Super man. tough. And Doc Rivers leading the way. 
great coach, 1,000%. All right, let's stay in. We're going to go through all the West, then we'll get to the East. I want to ask you about the Rockets because as as explosive as Harden and Westbrook are, I think they need each other because we've seen in the past that they both fade out and come fourth quarter in deep playoff runs, so I think they'll both help each other. But a glaring issue to the Rockets off put is just the fact that they're going to get out-rebounded by the Lakers and the Clippers. That's what happened last night. Uh, they're an enigma, man. They shot 61 three-pointers last night. I just – how do you win like that? I mean, and if you – Do you live and die you, by the three? Like that. Um, you know, the, the Bucks had a great game plan for them last night. They kept them out of the paint. Um, they forced them to shoot threes. And the Rockets will oblige. <laughs> you know, they have no, no issue shooting the threes. So, if you can take – and Van Gundy brought it up last night, too. If you keep them off the free throw line and protect the paint, that's a pretty good recipe to beat the Rockets. Now, they might be unconscious one night and get you, but over a long period of a series, over a seven-game series, uh, you know, that three ball, you fall in love with it in the playoffs. You're going to find yourself in a bomb. Yep, uh, and one of the teams that just br- bring me back to that, the phrase of live and die by the three. I just remember the Orlando Magic when they went on their run with Dwight Howard and they were super three-point heavy. And to me, that's why they lost. Four round one, yep. And, uh, you know, well, Kobe Bryant is... Yes, yeah, 1,000%. But RIP Mamba. What yes. a big Mamba, but man, in his after he retired, bro, I just I, I respect that man so much. And uh, one thousand percent Mamba there, but yeah, and, uh, that, and that's what the Rockets remind me of: just when losing and dying by that three point, because it's just like at some point you're gonna need to go inside the paint, and they refuse they to play mid range. Bleed either, so you know they they're gonna allow you to score. Um, at will too. So, you know, they, they have to have that three ball hitting, but they've also got to be at the free throw line. So, you know, um, do you think James fourth quarter guy? Yeah. I, I love, I love Russell Westbrook's game first to third quarter, but I, I don't want him as a fourth quarter player. Just don't. Yeah. He just, it's, it's so too much. It, yeah. And he loses the ball, and it just it, he 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 needs someone to settle it down. Do you think James Harden, because as talented as he is, I feel like he's gonna be this generation's guy where people know the stats, but it's just he never won, so he's never gonna get the acclaim that maybe his talent uh, requires. I hope not. I think people are understanding how how talented he is. You know, you hear a lot. He's probably the best scorer the NBA seen. Um, I, I'm glad for him that uh, he's getting that recognition now. I'm not a huge fan of him because he doesn't he he can't guard either. Yeah, no defense. <laughs> Just not his game. I mean, you know, and he and he's he's showing a little more attention to the the defensive side. I think he recognizes that he needs to to get his other, the rest of his teammates involved that way. Um, but you know he made made a couple of good plays the other night. You know, getting getting deflections, getting some steals, getting them out in transition. But um, you know, as far as his legacy goes, he he's one of the best scorers that I've ever seen. You know, he's 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 somebody that you don't want to play, but he, you'd love to have him on your team. You know, yeah. 
want to, you don't like that guy during the season because he's getting every call and, you know, he's, he's doing all these weird things to get the call and it's just aggravating if you're not a Houston fan, but, uh, you know, he's, you got to admire how, how he's, uh, able to get where he wants on the floor. Yeah. Back. Uh, it's nuts how good he is on the offensive end. He's really good. And it's crazy that the Thunder had three of the best players of this generation and couldn't win. And then if you throw a Baca in there, it's even more nuts. And then if you add the fact that they brought Oladipo in, it's even more nuts. Like the the amount of talent that Sam Presti acquired and couldn't win is just, it's flabbergasting. That's mind-boggling. Yeah, no, it is. All right, let's jump to another team. This, because I thought the Rockets were my dark horse of the bubble, but then just seeing how they can't rebound is just tough to rock with them. Let's go with a team that a lot of people have interest in, and they're the third-ranked team, but it's just something about the Nuggets to me that they either don't have a a true star on their team, or, uh, because I love Jokic, but it's just like they need somebody else to step up or they won't win. You can count the Nuggets out. <laughs> I didn't like what I saw from them the other night. Uh, now, I don't know if it was because the Pelicans were playing well, and they weren't. So, But uh, they look clunky on offense. They usually run really good sets. Quinn Snyder is a really good coach. Um, no, that's uh, – we're talking about the Nuggets. That's uh, – that's, um, the gosh, Yeah, you, you think of the Jazz. Hey man, I don't know if I saw the Nuggets play then. <laughs> that they haven't been doing. It's the bowl. They've been people have been excited about bowl bowl and stuff. Saturday, I missed that game. I saw. I think they played the Heat. Yep. Now, yeah, that was a bad matchup for the Nuggets. They're not athletic enough uh, up in the front line, man. Millsap is is seeing his better days. Uh, Jokic, yes, very talented, very skilled. I don't I don't see the Nuggets making it out of the West, man. I just I don't. They need Michael Porter Jr. to develop bad because Jamal Murray is not the second option that the people thought they were in until they get someone to actually help Jokic score because he's not a primary scorer. He's more of like a playmaker, get everybody involved. They're not gonna win. A buddy of mine sent me a play of the from the Nuggets. Uh he's asking me, which, what do you think? You think we could run this on the high school level? And I was like, man, Michael, first thought was Michael Porter looked like a baby giraffe uh, learning how to walk. He was falling and tripping all over the place. Like, dude, you're an NBA player, man. You got to do better than that. So, um, no, I'm not impressed by the Nuggets. Um, you know, I, I just – I think there's some pieces away. Yeah. Especially – no, 100%. I agree with you. All right, and let's go to that team where you're talking about the Jazz. Man, Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, phenomenal. And ever since people have gotten the scouting report on them, they've been needing a secondary facilitator and creator. Losing Bogdanovich is, is terrible for them, and Mike Conley has seen his better days. Oh, amen on Conley. That, that's one of the first things I wrote down from watching that game. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> So man, it is what it is. Not everybody's um, LeBron. No, uh, they have no size. Um, they they they're gonna struggle, man. They they were disjointed offensively. Um, I, I was disappointed. I, I usually watch Jazz games to get good sets, 
and they didn't run anything good, man. They, it looked like a true preseason game between the Pelicans and the Jazz. That's um, why I'm so upset at the Pelicans, because they should have won that game. Well, yeah, I, there's no doubt. And it was like they were, they were holding stuff so close to the vest for whatever reason. You're trying to get in the playoffs. Jazz, you're trying to elevate your, your – <laughs> your, Yeah, your record and standing. In a rhythm for the playoffs. Do better. Uh, I will say this. Uh, Clarkson, good, he's a good pickup for him. He's, he's doing some good things. Rudy Gobert and his illegal screens. I could go, son. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy, he is uh, – he should get called for an illegal screen. Every, every time. time. Gets in ball screen. Moving elbows up constantly. And it, it was, it was driving me insane. Like, being a former post player, seeing his screens drive me insane. The, the amount of just moving screens. To me, he's going to be the reason why Donovan Mitchell leaves the Jazz. Like, if I'm the Jazz, I try to get rid of Rudy Gobert as soon as possible to keep Donovan Mitchell happy. Yeah, when he was acting the fool, touching all those microphones, and then got Kobe, yes. Yeah. Uh, see Gobert, um, Having his house, he's gonna have his house up for sale here soon. One thousand percent. Let's jump to the thunder because I gotta applaud Chris Paul the level that he has just elevated this team because everybody thought they were tanking and it, it was just time to rebuild. The 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 leadership that he brought to that team, the amount of knowledge that he passed on to Shea Gilgis Alexander, because that guy is gonna be a stud. I really like the Thunder because they, with Chris Paul, Shea, and Danilo Gallinari, they have a solid team. They're solid. That's about it. Yeah. They're solid. I think they can give, you know, they can push a team to a, a, a game six. I just don't see them making a, a deep run. Um, you know, you don't forget about Steven Adams, too. I, I really like his game as well. Uh, rebounder, shot blocker, and his offense has progressively gotten better as he's gotten stayed in the league. Um, Chris Paul is one of those guys that, you know, you, you it, it's a shame that he's never made a deep run in the playoffs, man. Yeah. It, like he, his talent is so, so much there. He's got so much invested in his team and his teammates, and he's just never had that deep run. Um, and I don't think they'll have it again this year. But going back to what I was talking about earlier with energy and, and stuff, he's got it. I mean, you can watch the game on normal, and you can hear Chris Paul on both Constantly. ends. Of, he's just always talking. Um, so I, I had an opportunity to see the Pelicans. Uh, well, they were the Hornets then. I got an opportunity to see them practice here at uh, UL in the uh, Earl K. Long gym years ago. And – that was the thing that stuck out to me. You know, a lot of people thought um, you could hear in the stands, they were like, man, Chris Paul's an ass. Chris Paul's a bad teammate. And I'm sitting there like loving Love. this guy. Yeah, he's amazing. And I'm like, that rookie right there does not, have, does not know the intensity level that he's about to get into in the NBA. And Chris Paul is getting into him, telling him, look, man, you're on our team. You got to get ready to go. I, yeah. I'm, He's just one of those guys, you know, I don't think he sits well with a lot of people, but he wants to win and yep. he wants to see you do well. 
Always he's a, have. He's a coach's favorite. Like, they, everything that you used to <laughs> preach about just talking on defense and being a leader, that is Chris Paul to a T. I think if things stay as they are now, where they're the uh, sixth seed and they're the third, then they play the third, I think they could beat the Nuggets and at, get, at least get to the second round. If they if that if it stays like that, yes, I, I would agree. They can they could get by the Nuggets. Obviously, no. I'm not too impressed with the Nuggets. I think I saw one quarter. One hundred percent. All right, let's get to the seventh ranked seed, the Mavericks. With arguably for the future, they have one of the potentially best dynamic duos with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. The year that uh, Luka got drafted, I I was preaching that he should have been the first round pick because there, you don't play in Real Madrid and be the best player in Europe and, and people don't expect him to come over and do great things. Now, I know we saw Ricky Rubio in the past. They, he had a similar type of hype, but Doncic was different. It was a guy that could not only pass but score at an elite level. What do you see from the Mavericks? I, I, I assume that you love Doncic as much much as I do because that guy is just great and I just feel that they're a piece away from making a serious playoff move no no doubt they they need a uh they need a wing that can score yep they need uh an athletic wing in, in fact I mean any three of those guys there in Boston that if they could find a way to get one of those guys out of Boston uh that would be a that huge would be a move but as far as Doncic goes, man, he's just game ready. He's he's NBA ready. You know, I don't think he's ever gonna. Um, I think what we see with Doncic right now is what we're gonna see from him for years to come. I don't think he's gonna get any better. You know, I don't think he'll improve a whole lot. I think his ceiling's a little lower. Um, but I mean, you look at him now and what he's doing is pretty good. MVP <laughs> level, man. It, and if Kristaps Porzingis could could ever right. go back to being the Chris Stapps that we saw with the Knicks, they'll be tough. But Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't the, the wing they need. They need they need someone uh, that can create. He's a complimentary player. He has gotten better, though, man. Yes, he I, has. I've seen from him, he's really asserted himself um, on the offensive end. Uh, and, and it looks like, you know, he's put in the work. And and he the other night, he, he started out the game, and he was on fire, man. Uh, you know, he's just more assertive, it seems like, and understands the, the NBA game better. And I think that's helped his offensive game, too. Um, no, 100%. He, he'll he be a good that. role player for them, but they need they need one more player. Yes. 100%. All right, let's talk about – let's get into this, the race for the eighth. We'll talk Grizzlies, Trailblazers, and Pelicans. Let's start off with the Grizzlies. To me, I feel that if Portland – or the Pelicans get matched up with the Grizzlies, they can win that play-in game because I just feel that Ja Morant is all that team has. They don't have enough shooting around him. Jaron Jackson is good, but he needs to develop more. And I just feel that they are a year to two years away from making serious moves. The the Trailblazers are light years ahead of both of those teams. Yep. I mean, it just is what it is. Ja Morant, special. Gosh, he, he's just... He's so good, man. And he's one of those cases where, you know, he got he ran into a little bit of trouble, so he ended up at Murray State. But he got some good guidance. He got some good coaching. He stuck with it. He believed in himself. And Changed his whole life around. And look how it turned out for him. Um, I love those stories, man. I love to see, you know, kids that, you know, maybe come from a tough background or whatever. Um they, they fall on hard times, but somebody's there to, you know, to pick them up, show them the way, but they go out and do it. 
I mean, he, nobody gave it that, that you know, gave him to do that. He, he, he went it. out and he earned it. He took it. And he's continuing to do that. They're riding on his back. He's just too young, man. I, I, it just – it's not their year. I, it's yeah. not um, – you know, Pelican. he reminds me of a more controlled Russell Westbrook. Like he has the the speed and explosion of a Russell and a John Wall, but he's yeah. but he's more composed and he he's not as uh, I I don't want to say Russ and John are I uh, players, but he's more team and I'm gonna get everybody involved before I get mine. I, that's an interesting comparison, man. I hadn't really thought of it like that, but um, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. The only thing with me with the Trailblazers is, and the why the reason why I still have hope for the Pelicans is the fact that Trail, the Trailblazers have one of the hardest schedules left. If we look at it, they have to play the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavericks, and the Nets. The Pelicans have left, and this is why I think the Pelicans can do it. They just have to go six and two. They have the... Hold on, let me pull it up. I'm, okay, here we go. They have the Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Magic. <laughs> All of those teams want to go home. Yeah, that, Nobody wants to be in the bubble anymore, man. Yep. Uh, so what do you see from the Pelicans? Oh, where do I begin with the Pelicans? As we, you know, I want to try and stay as positive as I can. Because as I was watching the Clippers game, it was just really difficult to watch those guys and their body language, and they just gave up. That was the biggest defeat I've seen from them this season, just mentally and and just not only on the court, but just morale of the team just felt like they just did not want to be there. And look, man, I I think, you know, you got Gentry. He's a great uh, first through third quarter coach, but – something's missing in the fourth quarter with him. 1,000%. It's him. And, and the, you know, he's got to have his feet held to the fire here in this this instance. Um, we've been patient with him. You know, I'd love to see Monty Williams come back. Yes. Got a raw deal, and but whatever. That That's another story for another day. Uh, look, man, against the Clippers, this lineup right here, Lynn, Melly, Zion, Reddick, Jackson, and heart, it was out of control. They came in and they calmed things down. That is an interesting uh, second unit that you could have out there to start a either come in, you know, halfway through the quarter or to start a quarter. You got enough scoring in there, and you got enough defense in there, and enough rebounding. You're a little undersized, but with Zion and Melly and and the way Hart plays, you know, you could get by with that as a as a good bench rotation. Um, now I will say this about Frank Jackson. I don't know whether to call him a unicorn or Sasquatch, but I don't think I've ever seen him score a basket or a three point. I'm serious. It's, all, it's everything to the rim. I yeah, and that's fine. But if you're gonna be a guard on this team, you're gonna have to be able to shoot the three, man. And yeah. I don't think I've seen him make a three. Yeah, and I, he doesn't take them a lot. And it's crazy to see how Lonzo has progressed his shot with Fred Vincent, and, and Frank has that same coach but just won't take shots. Yeah. So I like Frank more than Etwan. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially moving forward, I, I don't think Etwan comes back. But, man, you have a roster that it can compete in the West. They, you, you know, you can retool some things. The, the rim, the rim protection's got to get better. 
Favors is, is just, I don't know. He got old real quick. I think his mom died maybe last year, and he may not have recovered from that. You this know? season, she, she passed away. Yeah. People are human beings, too. Yep. You, know, you can't ever forget that, that he might be going through something. And I think he is. His play is just falling off a cliff, but he's been awful. He can't get two feet off the ground. No, no. And, and Jackson Hayes is an interesting prospect. I think the game is a little too fast for him. So my what I would do is play. Yeah. And just play through his mistakes. I mean, you're probably not going to make the playoffs anyway. Let that kid experience the NBA because he has got – to me, he's got a high ceiling in the yes. NBA. I agree. And I think he's the perfect center to go, go alongside Zion. He can be that shot blocker, rim protector. He, he is at times, but his, his footwork is still needs some work. His understanding of defensive rotation still needs a lot of work. But he's well on his way, man. And I, I say they, they throw him out there to the wolves and let him go work through his mistakes and understand the pace of the game. And he's only going to shine in the future, man. Yeah, it, it, the, the amount of talent on the Pelicans between Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, Drew, JJ, so the, that team is talented, and there's no reason that, and, and there's no reason why that team shouldn't be doing better. And that's why I agree with you. We got to hold Gentry's feet to the fire. David Griffin, you, you got to do that because if you want this team to succeed any further, I don't know if Gentry's the coach to do it. So we're going to have to see with them. But the, the growth in Brandon Ingram has been phenomenal. They have an, a true all star, a guy who can close. And, and coach, I, I really believe that Lonzo Ball will, maybe not an all star, but he'll be right at the cusp once he develops. I think the, the next thing he needs to do in his game is to develop finishing at the rim because once he can finish at the rim, it's going to be. That's his hole in his game. That's the gl most glaring hole in his game is, is finishing around the rim. Uh, you know, um, I think in, in, as he was growing up, he was on, he didn't play on the national AU circuit. He was playing against people that uh, really, you know, that good. Yes. So it was easy to finish. So, and now he's being exposed because the talent is really good. So I think he's a good player. I, I didn't, I didn't like him coming out of college mainly because of his, his shot shot, knowing shot selection too is a problem for him. I think he's going to improve on that, but um, you know, he's got to get to the rim uh, he can't be shooting threes in transition. That's not his role. Uh, you know, so he's got to learn shot selection. He's an underrated defender, Linda. I think I don't think he gets enough credit on the defensive end. He's got to be focused now. There, he loses focus from time to time, but when he's locked in, it's time to guard. He he is not a bad defender. He's really he's he's opened my eyes in that way. Uh, he's like probably said, the second best defender on this team. Behind, behind Drew. It's either, it's either him or Josh Hart. I was going to say, where's Hart? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, either, it's either him or Josh Hart. But, and that's what I think always when I look at Lonzo's ceiling, I always think good defender, good playmaker. His shot has increased. If he could get attacking down pat, he will be a very good point guard for this team. And I think, I, I think Zion's the perfect teammate for him. Mm -hmm. Yes. They they work well together. It's it's obvious they they have a chemistry, man, with that lob. 
and you throw uh, B.I. in there to be the closer, the like the finisher of them, because I don't know if Zion will ever be that guy that you give him the ball and it's like, all right, big fella, you getting us these points constantly. And I think that's where Brandon Ingram fits in perfectly, because if you need a bucket, you give it to B.I. in that mid post, high post, mid range area. His Kobe Bryant S moves start to show. And I, I know a lot of people like the KD comparison. I'm more of I like the Kobe Bryant footwork fadeaway mid-range jumper comparison well he played with Kobe. yeah right i, th- I or, think he uh, played with him but kobe was always was the there field. yeah i think it was d'angelo that got to play with him and then and then after that that's when bi came in so well staying corrected there but kobe kobe definitely had an influence on this kid's game man it's obvious yeah um, you know and and his his ability to shoot the three now he, in the next five years, if he can develop that body a little bit more, he's going to be one of the better ones in the league now. Yep, and and I'm happy with and that. And that goes back to what we said earlier, where I think the Pelicans won that trade for real. And I, I was in the offseason clamoring for Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is great. Don't get this, don't get what I'm about to say different. Jason Tatum is is amazing. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't check, acknowledge how good B.I. was. And I think, those two guys are going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how those two guys move forward because they're going to be some of the best in the league in a couple of years no doubt all right let's switch to the east let's start off we don't have as much teams to talk about with the east because the after after six it's just a dumpster fire six (laughs) (laughs) but no 1000 i'm not arguing with that let's start off with the bucks I, to me, Coach, I feel that until Giannis Antetokounmpo can really develop a jump shot or get a secondary player that's better than Middleton, I don't mm-hmm. see them winning a championship. I just don't. Uh, yes, they're a regular season type team. They're a team that can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but not having somebody else to help him out is gonna it's gonna show up. Um, Middleton, it'll. I mean, it's gonna be. It's he's going to have to prove himself here when they get in the playoffs this year. Um, can he do it? Time will tell. Yep. Does he have a game? Yes. I've, Middleton is a really good play, really underrated player right now in the NBA. Need to pay attention to his ability to shoot. The way he uses his shot fake and, and then gets where he wants uh, on the floor uh, that's what I've taken away with his offensive game. That's that's been impressive to me, at least. Um, and he's he's solid from three, man. Um, you know, he's really improved this three point shot. But can he be explosive? Probably not. Uh, and you need that guy in the playoffs because the game slows down. Yep. Um, four sets. Free can't shoot the three. Not consistently. Uh, you know, they're relying on their bigs in the corners to make threes, and that's not a good recipe. Yeah, so I'm not trusting in Brooke Lopez in, in deep in the playoffs to, to be consistent. Yeah, it's Robin. They got Robin shooting threes from the corner right now. Now, I will say this about the Bucks, man. Bucks are the best defensive team. They showed that last night with the way they defended the Rockets. Um, they showed it against the Celtics the other day. Uh, they they can scheme up a defense, man. They 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 can. They're athletic enough Great to coaching. play any team. Um, 
you know, Budenholzer's a really good coach. He's a good offensive mind, too. I, I love the NBA right now and where it's at. I think the NBA is really – this is some of the best it's been, in my opinion. I was about and to say. More curmudgeons, man, and it, it really pisses me off. Well, they don't play defense. You know why? Just watch the game. You know how good the offense is right now? You know, and, and this is interesting to hear from you because I remember when we were in high school, you weren't big on the NBA. You were more big on college ball. Sure. College is awful to watch now. Yes, it is. It, it's bad defense. It's bad um, offense, too. The players aren't there long enough. Uh, so, you know, the NBA is getting all the players. Yep. So college basketball is getting left behind. Uh, but the NBA has and, – and the Warriors – kind of began that the Spurs really in a way with the the amount of passing that they would do and uh, lack of ball screens, but in the five out type of play. um, But you see a lot of the teams going with the five out play and, or a four round one and there's space, space in the floor. And um, it's how we used to coach y'all to play. and, And it's, it's fun to watch, man. And y'all used to always uh, kill us. We, well, coach, we need more ball screens. We need this. And, and like, we were ignorant. That, that's why I loved watching the Warriors because that when they were on their run, it just reminded me so much of the offense that I was familiar with. And you see that offense all around the league now. All around the league. And, and the Buck, that's the Bucks' fighting chance is that they play great team defense. Their offense, offensive system is good. But they got bogged down the other day when they and they needed somebody to step up and make a shot. And ooh, I don't they didn't know. have it. Yeah, I think they're fraudulent. And and after we go through this, I want to get who you have making. Uh, we know with the Clippers, we you have them on the West, and we want to know who who do you have on sure. the East. Well, I had the Clippers for the West. For, sure. for the West? Yeah, okay, yeah. We'll get to the East after we run through all these teams. Let's go to the next the next seed, the Raptors. To me, the Raptors are this team that plays great defense. They are, they're good enough offensively to where they can – their defense will allow them to, to score points, and, and they have enough people to where they play team offense and they run their sets. They have, to me, the best coach in the league with Nick Nurse, and I just feel that they remind me of the 4 Pistons in the sense that they don't have a star, but they play very much together. Interesting comp. Interesting comp for sure. I'm not sure they, they – who? I don't know. They're pretty, they're pretty tough or on the perimeter, and then you got Gasol in there. I'm gonna have to think about that one a little bit, Lan, with the with the uh, with the Pistons. But they're they're not as much with Rashid and the other Wallace. But on the perimeter, that's where they're tough at. Yeah, the one thing that has stuck out to me with the Raptors is OG Ananobi and the growth of that guy. Man, amazing! Has he, has he been in the gym working? Now he's making threes. He's become a good offensive player. You know he can guard. So. He gives them a, uh, an interesting um, matchup dynamic in that he can guard just about any position on the floor. Uh, he's willing to guard, and they play good team defense. I think the rap, what's going to hurt the Raptors is not having a guy like Kawhi, though. Yep. You know, it, yes, it's, it's about the team until it's not. And in the playoffs, you know, you really need that guy that can go get one when you need it, man. 
And uh, when and it's when the game slows down to possessions, and you gotta pass that ball into that guy and say go score. And I don't know if Pascal or OG or Kyle Lowry is that guy. We'll see. Kyle Lowry used to not be the guy. When Kawhi got there, he 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 missed. Boy, he was he was in a bad way missing DeRoz- uh, DeRozan. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was in his feelings, bro. Yes, he but, was. Uh, wait, I got the claw. <laughs> Let's go ball, man. Yeah. And then Siakam, you know, Sergi Baca really, I think, helps Siakam um, become comfortable. They're both from Africa, you know, and, and it, I think it helps Siakam's growth having that – well, Serge, Serge from Spain, but by way of Africa, right? Yeah, and then having yeah. the GM uh, be, be from Africa as well. Yes. I mean, that you can't not see – look at that and say, man, Siakam – he just seems comfortable in that system. His game is is on the way up. Uh, fun to watch him play, man. Um, Raptors, I don't think they get it done. They just don't have enough for playoff basketball. They look great right now, though. They really do. They, I, I would disagree that they have the best coach in the league. We might be talking about the uh, team that does next. Next, yeah. But uh, I, I, Nurse is awesome, man. Great mind for basketball. What he does with less, he does more with less. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and let's get to the – because, honestly, they're interchangeable for me because the next guy is just as good, if not better. Let's talk about the Celtics. Let's, Brad Stevens, amazing, amazing coach. Coach, y'all, y'all having – to me, on paper, y'all have an amazing, amazing squad. I think for the Celtics – it's really going to come down to how healthy Kimball Walker is. And if he's not, can Jason Tatum be the star that everybody wants? Because y'all aren't like, if you can really go Kimba, Tatum, Brown, Hayward, and then Thyser or uh, Cantor, that's yep. the most talented team, in my opinion, uh, overall. The question with the Celtics is when it comes down to their depth in the bench. Kimba's the key. Yeah. Kimba's the key. When Kimba's on the floor, they're different. They they uh, they run their their offense. It, it, they're great in transition. The guys, he's just tough as nails. He's a winner. Um, they need Kimba to be healthy and, and get the minutes they need, uh, or that he needs to play for them to win. And I think it's going to happen. You know, they're they're three, four, two. I don't think it matters to them. You know, they just need him to be healthy for the playoffs. Yep. And, that's how they're approaching it. Um, you know, it's getting smart, some good reps too at the point guard. And he's actually looked pretty good doing that. Uh, he seems comfortable in that role. Um, you know, he, he's one of those, those JYD guys. Yep, junkyard dog. But, uh, Celtics are running great stuff. They're running great sets. Their defense is connected. Uh, you know, that, uh, Gordon Hayward, he seems like he's finally comfortable on the floor, you know, com- coming back from that gruesome injury that he had. He didn't look the same last year. Nope. Tatum goes two for 18 in a game. He comes back the next day or the- drops 35. Yes. And that that's the, that's the heart of a champion right there. You know, there's a cliche for you, but, and then Jalen Brown, um, 
the development of him has been like he he's underrated because he's this Paul George type guy that can truly become the second option on that team behind Jalen. I mean, Jalen taste behind Tatum. Yeah, I saw Jalen Brown you, uh, with the the Southern Elite team in AAU. He was the best mm-hmm. AAU. A, he was number one in the Adidas League in the gauntlet. And watching his game, he had nothing from outside of ten feet. Everything was by the rim. Great athleticism. Great athleticism, but you could tell that there were the tools were there, and boy, we you know they were right on him, the Celtics. Uh, you know, again with the the Celtics, um, Semi Ojale. I watch watch out for him. He's a versatile player. All right, I'm and, at the peep game. And and Semi did a pretty good job on on Freak on Giannis. And uh, he's, you know, he's about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, but he's a wide body. Uh, and he can shoot the three. Doesn't have much uh, offense besides a uh, set wide open three. But uh, he's an energy guy, and he plays great defense. He gives bigger players a, a difficult time, and you can relate to this, is having that wide body. Yep. You use that leverage on a guy that's taller than you. It makes him a little uncomfortable, you know, so – He's one of those guys, you know, that that uses his body well, uses his leverage, strength, and he can knock the the taller players around a little bit. So watch for him moving forward in the bubble. How do you feel, before we leave the Celtics, how do you feel about their depth? Because that truly is concerning to me. I don't know if they can go seven deep. I mean, besides Smart and Ojale, I think that's it. Like, when you start getting in the Wanamakers, Carson Edwards, and all the young guys, that's where it gets sketchy for me. Sure, and, and that's, a, that's a great point you bring up. But when you look at the versatility that they have out of those three guys with Hayward, uh, Jalen Brown, and Tatum, conceivably those guys could play the four as well. Yeah. So, and, and, again, this is why Ojale is so important too is because he can play the two and the uh, – I'm sorry, he can play the three and the four as well. So I think you can – you can mix and match the, the rotations to get get them enough rest. And shoot, man, I mean, in the playoffs, the commercials seem like they're five minutes long anyway. So if you can't get your break in a, in a commercial, you know, uh, timeout or an, in a review, all these reviews, I'll yeah. stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't get me started. But anyway, <laughs> you know. I think they'll be fine. I do. I think they're the most connected team right now that I've seen, uh, at least when Kimba's on the floor. Other than that, um, you know, they can score it. They can they can defend you. They can score in transition. Yep. They check boxes. They rebound. And they have great coaching. And they have great coaching. Amen. 100%. Kind of leaning towards them is my favorite coming out of the East, not just because I'm a fan, but when you look at what they have on paper, they just have more explosive guys, you know. So I would go with the Celtics. 100%. 100%. Let's get to – we're only going to talk about these next three teams just because – and one of them we can speed by because I think the loss of one of their players really hurts them. But to me, I really like the Heat, and I don't, I don't know why, Coach. I think with Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Nunn, 
just being great shooters and having a guy like Jimmy Butler just be their guy that can defend and get the buckets and then have Bam out of bio. To me, they're the, the dark horse of the East. I really like the Heat for me, but it just, can their young guys uh, with Hero and Robinson and Nunn step up and can Goran Dragic actually play? Because if Goran Dragic can play with these guys, then the Heat will be exponentially better. Not this year. Not this year. Too young. Very impressed by the, by the Heat and what they've done to reinvent their team. You know, Spol- Spolstra, is a guy, he's a dude, bro. He's a great coach. Yes, too. he is. Never forget. That guy, what he, uh, you know, embarked on with, uh, you know, the big three and, and, you know, getting to the finals and just all that pressure, and he was able to manage all that. And then, you know, it, when they left, they were built on the fly. Yep. They were still a competitive team. Yes, they were. If you looked at that roster, it was, I mean, it, it was, was not. A bunch of, I, I like to say that the Heat for the longest before this year were a team full of six men. Yeah. <laughs> like they had a bunch of six men and they could, and they, and they weren't bad enough to where they could get draft picks. They should have changed, taken the Heat off their jerseys and been six man, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that goes to Spolster's greatness because of the fact that they never they never tanked, so they were always just rebuilding on the fly. So you got to give Pat Riley and Spolster a lot of credit. Love their roster moving forward. They're too inexperienced right now to do it. Um, Bam Adebayo, impressive his growth. Uh, he's going to continue to get better. His ceiling to me is high. Uh, I didn't think so much at, at Kentucky. Uh, yeah, in fact, he was going to be a bust, but he's obviously not. Um, you, you throw in Kelly Olenek in there too, and and you know he's he's a good role player and stretch and the floor, Heat and stretch the floor offensively. So moving forward, yes, look out for the Heat next year. Jimmy Butler coming back, you know, and um, Justice Winslow will be healthy unless they move him on, but. I, didn't didn't they move him? No, they moved him already for Iguodala. Oh, did okay. That's yeah, he's right. on the Grizzly. Yeah. Hey, yep. Corona days, bro. I, yeah. I, that, that close. No, I get it. it look, to me, the Heat. I, I like like you said. I love Adebayo. I love how Jimmy plays. To me, the the Heat's guy though for the future's Hero. I I I thought Hero coming out of Kentucky was just gonna be catch and shoot. But the way that he showed he can create his own shot, get to the rim, he's a tough, he's a tough competitor. No doubt. I knew he was going to be good on draft night. When you show up with that kind of swag, you better be able to back it up. And he had, and that, (laughs) and it's crazy because Jimmy's been with two sets of young guys with the T-Wolves. He thought that their attitude was lackluster to say the least. He didn't like them. Philly, he liked them a little more, but he thought they didn't compete enough. And for him to really praise Hero and Adebayo just shows the level of competitors that they are. Yeah. Look out for the heat moving forward, man. No doubt. All right. Let's get to the Pacers. I feel like losing uh, Sabonis is huge, and that knocks them out. I think if Sabonis was healthy with Oladipo coming back and the moves they made, I think they were were, uh, competitors. But now, I just don't see it for the Pacers. Who's T.J. Warren? (laughs) <laughs> popped up out of nowhere dropped a 50 burger i mean i gotta i gotta do some research on him i've never heard of this cat from the he, suns that's why well i know but where was he where was he drafted at I, 
Where did he play college ball? Did he play college ball? Did they I have no idea. The, the basketball tournament, the TBT? Did, did they, I mean, did they find him at Rucker or somewhere in Philly? Where, where's this dude from? I have no idea. He's out there balling, man. He wants to win. Yes, he does. He's upset that they traded him for some cash considerations. He tweeted the other day. He was like, cash considerations, all right, for sure. Absolutely. He's playing with his hair on fire. And I love Oladipo, always have. Loved him at Indiana. Um, and they, But you're right. I mean, they just don't have enough for those top three teams. Not in the East, no. Yeah, they don't. And let's get to the final team. The most, uh, the the team that's a straight up enigma because they are talented. And if if Joel Embiid could ever get his head on straight, he should be the most dominant player in the NBA. And what do you think about them? What do you think about the move to putting Ben Simmons at power forward and bringing Shake Melton? Is that enough? They they seem like they've been better. I just don't. I I, I just don't trust the Sixers. <laughs> Really, no, not much to comment on the Sixers. Like, I, I won't even watch them. I, I just – their pieces don't fit. Yep. They're, I think their coach is solid. I, you know, he's got – You like Brett Brown. But, I, you know, I, they just don't fit. Um, you either lose Simmons or you lose Embiid and kind of just build build around everything else. But Which one do you choose if you're, if you're in charge? Because I, I, I think this is an interesting conversation for us to finish out on. Who would okay. you choose, Embiid or Simmons? I think Simmons is going to have the long-term better, um, better career. But he's got to move back to point guard, though. Yeah. I, I mean, he can play power forward. But that's not he, where you lose where he gets his best out of him. That's right. And Embiid, I, I like him. I do. But he's either hurt or he's on Twitter. Yep. Or some. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not fully in it. That guy. No, um, I agree. He he like he should be dominating the NBA. He's got every skill that you would want in a big man. Yep. He can, he can block shots. He can defend. He he can run the floor. He can shoot the three. He can score in the post. I mean, he can rebound. It goes on and on. But, again, if there's like something. like Anthony Davis. There's something just not. Just like Anthony Davis, there's something missing with that guy. And a lot of people will bang on Ben Simmons about not having that either, just from what they saw at LSU. I think he's just in a bad situation with this team. I don't yep. think they too well. The pieces don't fit too well. When they lost Reddick, they lost Covington. Uh, Big know. losses. And even Sarich to an extent because he stretched the floor with them too. Sarich too. Amen. Yeah. I, they just – they're not a – they're not a – they're a team in disarray. They're a team yep. that's uh, – they got close. And then uh, – they, they kind of – They fell apart. They just fell apart. Yep. Losing yep. Reddick, Sarich, Covington, and Butler killed them because that was the shooters that they put around those two dudes, which actually could make it work. And I agree with you. I would keep Simmons because Simmons gets a lot of flack for not having a jumper. But the thing Simmons does is creates uh, and he defends one through five, just one of the best defenders in the league. Sure. So tell me, why does, why does uh, Greek Freak – get a pass for not being able to shoot Simmons can't shoot either it's the wins it has to be the wins 
I mean, look, you, well, that's that's fine, but let's get let's get Simmons in the right system. Yep, and, and see what happens. I, I mean, kid gets a lot of undue uh, criticism. He really does, mm-hmm. uh, and it began at LSU. I think it 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 just it swelled at LSU because he he made that documentary. Everybody knew he was leaving anyway. Yeah, I mean. He wasn't going to stay at LSU for four years. We live Why? in a – Well, no. I, so you bang on this guy, and then for not – you know, they didn't make the tournament. Then they didn't want to play in the NIT. Then he had a documentary that was – man, just leave leave the guy alone. Let him breathe. Let him go play his game. And, and man. Watch how great he does. Get him some help. Yeah. No, he needs it 100%. He's going to shine at the point guard position. So, Coach, before we get up out of here, give us your finals. Give us who you think are going to make to the finals. We'll bring you back for the playoffs for some analysis, but let's get your early pick just from what you've seen from the bubble, who you got making the finals, and give us your finals winner. I I think it's relatively uh, clear cut that the Clippers will make it out of the West. Um, now if Anthony Davis decides to show up at some point, that things might change, but you know, they're just, they're just doing too much with, with, without Sweet Lou and without Montrez. I just think when you bring those two guys back in, they make it. And then in the East, you know, you've got some guys that, that have done it before. Yes. I know the Raptors are the defending champs, but they, you know, we've, there's just too many question marks with the Raptors. Is Siakam going to do this? Is Kyle Lowry going to do that? Yeah. Too many question marks. And then the Bucks, you know, as we talked about, they're, they're just missing a glaring piece on the wing. Um, and they can be defended because the Rockets showed that last night. Got to be the Celtics. It's just got to be the Celtics. Too much talent. Kimba's not playing right now, so they may they may take a couple of losses, but don't let that fool you because if as long as Kimba's on a minute restriction, they're a different team. When he comes back, you know, they'll figure out the rotation to keep those guys rested. Uh, Tice is active. Cancer gives you enough offense off the bench. I just think they make their way through the East, and I think the Clippers are going to get it done in six. Get it done. 100%. We'll see Kawhi Leonard win again. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on. We will definitely have you back throughout the playoffs because I really enjoyed this conversation and seeing your viewpoint on basketball. Humbled to be on with you, bro. You're doing great things, man. I'm watching you from afar. I I know we we don't talk too much, but I I guarantee this, know this, that I'm watching your career. I'm watching the good things you're doing out there. I'm loving every minute of it, man, and and I'm rooting for you. Thank you, Coach. That means a lot. Let's get into our next guest with Josiah Johnson right now. Want to shout out to Coach JP for coming on the pod. Really, really appreciate it. This week, man, we're giving y'all some true basketball inside knowledge. We're we're breaking down the bubble. And look, if you not only is this podcast for comedy and entertainment, this podcast is also enlightening. If you like sports, we hope we fulfilled that knowledge. But let's get the guys' take on what's going on with the bubble. I want to start off because let's start off with the race for the eighth because I think the injury to Jaron Jackson Jr. really changes things for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies also lost today to the uh hold on, who'd they lose today? I thought they lost to the Jazz. Did they lose to the Jazz? Yeah, they lost they lost to the Jazz today. 
So the Grizzlies' record is now 32-37. and 37. The, Their remaining schedule is – let me pull this up. I got it right here. Their remaining schedule is none other than the Bucks, the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Thunder. The Grizzlies not making the playoffs or the play-in game. Am I crazy for saying that, Schubert? I'll start off with you. Being that it's just John Morant, we saw that with the when they played the Pelicans – I feel so bad for the kid because he's so good, but he has so much to shoulder. The load on his back is huge. He has to carry that whole team. And Dylan Brooks needs to stop shooting jump shots. Like, he misses so many jumpers, and he keeps taking them. Like, he's the guy who needs to be shooting all these shots. But granted, they don't have a lot of shooting elsewhere, but that dude constantly misses, and I just feel bad for the Grizzlies. Actually, I feel bad for John Morant. I don't feel bad for the Grizzlies. I feel bad for John Morant, but I don't think they're making the race for the A's. I mean, for for a while in the Pelicans game, I was thinking, you know, this team looks pretty good, um, but you know, with Jaron Jackson going out, it kind That's of their second star. I would even argue that in a lot of ways, he's a, you know, co-star. Yeah, with, I agree. You know, he has a lot to do with how that offense works and a big force on on defense. defense. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's there's just no way with the schedule that they have left that they're going to be able to win out of those games. And there's just too many hot teams right now um, that are more inclined or, you know, more positioned to win to be playing game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like it's it, it the race for eighth is real intense right now. Justin, I want to ask you, now that because you agree with us that port that Grizzlies aren't making the AC, they're not making the playing game. They're not going to be the ninth seed either. What do you think? I'm gonna take it this direction with you. What do you think the Grizzlies need to add to get to that next level? Because, like Schubert said, they got Jaron Jackson Jr., they got John Morant, they have a dynamic duo in the, the archetype of the great point guard with the great big. What do they need to add to this team that you think? Is it a is it a wing? Do they need to add multiple shooters? Where, where, where would you, if you're the GM of this team, where do you take this next to put it over to the next level? That's a great question, but definitely I'm adding shooting. That's the first step because you got John Moran who can get into the paint. He, he's a great playmaker. And you got Jaron Jackson who's like, you know, he's a five man. He has size and he can spread the floor. He can go inside and out. So I think like today in, in today's game, you uh, you basically need, need shooters. Uh, you need guys who can shoot the ball. Yeah. And if they add guys who can shoot shoot the ball. I mean, guys who are athletic too, you know, who who can go off the dribble. A three, a three and D guys, what you're saying? Yeah, but guys who can just, you know, knock down shots. You know, some good uh, bench players also to come off the bench to help them out, to help uh, Jaron Jackson and uh, John Murphy win that out the game. But I think definitely add shooting. That'd See, and the crazy thing is, when Jaron Jackson's your best three point shooter, that's a that's a problem. Yeah, but he's a five man exactly. I feel like you're saying add multiple shooters. I'm thinking. Because they definitely need shooters. I'm thinking if they could get maybe not a – I don't want to say a second option because obviously Jaron Jackson is probably going to be that second option. But I could. I would much rather prefer if – I'm, if I'm the GM, I would prefer Jaron Jackson in the third option role, stretch the floor, get buckets when we need, and just be an anchor. I think if they get a quality second option who can help create, because I think that's – if they get shooting, I think they're a playoff team. But I think if they – they're going to still need someone to create that jumper – when John Morant's not, and I think they need a quality wing, like a two or a three, whichever one that can shoot yeah. jump shots and create on the perimeter. Like a Devin Booker, someone like that. Or another even, like that. you know who would be great for them? 
Middleton. Middleton's not great in his role in like Middleton's good, but I, Middleton I think is a third option. And with Jaron Jackson and John Morant, I think Middleton would fit in perfectly there. They need something, but like you said, Devin Booker, someone who can score the ball. Okay, I'm gonna start with you, Justin, and then we'll come to you, Schubert. Who is catching your eye for the race for the eighth, Justin? Being that now we don't think the Grizzlies are gonna make it. It's between the Trailblazers, the Spurs, the Pelicans, and funny enough, the Suns and the Kings. Even though I don't think the Kings are gonna make it, I'll say the Sun. The Suns beat the Clippers in a shocking game. Who do you think is gonna make it? I'll run off the Trailblazer schedule, and then uh, Schubert pull up the Suns schedule while I'm doing while I'm uh, running off the Trailblazer schedule, and you can give the Suns uh, remaining games. The Trailblazers have the Nuggets left, the Clippers left, the Sixers left, the Mavericks left, and the Nets left. While the Pelicans have the Kings, the uh, Wizards, the Kings again, and then uh, the Spurs and the Magic. Schubert, what do the uh, what do the Suns have? Pacers, Heat, Thunder, Sixers, Mavericks. Okay, another tough schedule. And then the Kings have the Pelicans, Nets, Rockets, Pelicans, Lakers. Between the Kings, the Suns, the the and the uh, the Trailblazers, they all have hard schedules. The Spurs, who is the team that I really don't want to see make it because they're they're so not fun to watch. The Spurs have the Jazz the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Jazz left. The only team that has an easy schedule and they have to win out, just like I think everybody to make the play and you have to win out. There's no point looking at losing games here or there. But to me, the Pelicans have the easiest road and they should be, I don't think the Pelicans should be the ninth seed. I think the Pelicans should be the eighth seed, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I I, I definitely think uh, think so too. The way that they've been playing also, I mean, they flopped against the, they flopped against the, the Clippers, that that was terrible. Uh, other than that, you know, they've been playing good ba- basketball. But the Blazers, you know, they've been playing great basketball too. They just beat the yeah. Rockets. Bane, McCall, and those guys are something serious. But, but I, see, I think that loss to the Rockets <clears throat> is attributed because the Rockets don't have size. I, I That's going to come and bite them in the ass. The fact that they're just running P.J. Tucker and uh, what's and Covington. At the five and the four. Bro, that is – that's Nurkic was feasting. Yeah, I mean, I think if they had a center, they would win. Like the the, the Rockets are are ignorant for like that Clint Capella trade looks like a loss now to me at least. Yeah, I think like like they'll win games, but you know to win a championship that's gonna be tough. You know, because at the end of the day, you know that that size is gonna hurt. That size is going to hurt. Like they're gonna win games, but to win a championship, I don't think that's small. No, that like, won't work. Rebound the ball. Like at yeah. least with at least with the Warriors, they had. A Bogut, they had a Festus Azili, they had a, a Kevon Looney, they had Draymond, they had always had size to go with their small ball to rebound. No, no, if they now if they're on fire, if the Rockets are hitting threes, they can win. But they're living and dying by the three. Yeah. I don't think I, I think for a seven game series, there's no way they can they can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, there's no way that they can be on fire the entire series. Like, yeah. So you so you got the Trailblazers making in this race for the w- w- race for the eighth? No, I said no. I said the. Uh, I, I, I oh, well, you got to get two teams because one has to be the ninth for the playing game. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So yeah, definitely Blazers. I think Schu- so. Schubert, who are you feeling for this race for the eighth? You, when I said the Pelicans should be the eighth seed, you shook your head. I, I mean, the Blazers do have a, a record of thirty-one and thirty-eight right now, but I feel like the Blazers will lose at least. 
one more game, one to two more games, whereas the Pelicans, I don't, they can't lose. Well, what if they do? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, true. I just don't know if I feel so confident in the Pelicans right now after the way that they came out that, like, you know, playing the Kings twice, you know, who says the Kings don't get, get one. You know, one on them? Yeah. Because um, that's, like, one of the only times you've seen a team go up against each other twice. Uh, you know, the Spurs are, are playing really good basketball. And, you know, who says that Popovich can't outcoach Gentry in one game? I mean, so I – I don't know if the Pelicans are like someone that I could bank on being eighth. But you think um, they make the play in though? Yeah, I mean, I think that they can make the play in with ninth because I think they'll drop one more. Okay, you see them dropping one. Well, if you, it, who are you leaning to? Because my thing is the Spurs have a a ridiculously tough schedule. The Suns yeah. have a tough schedule, and the like. That's the thing well, to me. To the, me, the make the makeup, and if Melo keeps playing like he did in the Rockets game, then I, I don't see how you can't put the Blazers in eight. Oh yeah, I mean, if, if if Melo becomes like a bona fide fourth Mello. player, like on that team with Nurkic and uh, CJ McCollum and Lillard, then it comes to like when you're looking at teams matching up, they're you know, tough. They they're a tough team to match up with because they have player they have four consistently Dodge, good yeah. players that are going to be able to. to to give you good minutes. And I mean, like, you know, even thinking about them going up against the Nuggets in the next game, like, you know, I would take Dame and CJ over the Nuggets guards, uh, you know, true. and Nurkic and is not too much worse than Jokic. I mean, he's not, he's not at the same level, but I mean, like, he's not, he's not scrub. Yeah. He's, not, he's serviceable for sure. No, I look, I think, I think the Blazers are going to definitely make the play in game for sure. And I'm not mad at you. Either one of y'all saying the Blazers make eighth. To me, it's just like, will they win out? Because for them to be eighth, for, if for you to be eighth, you got to win out. Because I mean, like, they got a cushion. Yeah, they do. They do. That's the thing. They have thirty-one wins, and but the thing. Okay, so if they have thirty-one wins, and let's say they get forty losses, and the Pelicans have, or let's say they have more wins, but but uh, more wins the Pelicans, but more losses, but the Pelicans have less losses, just not as many wins. Do, do the Pelicans get the eight? How does that work? Normally, I don't know. Fans out there, let us know how that works. Because, like, to me, I think that's the only thing that I that that I give it. But I, their game don't should, give me a math problem. The game should equal out though in the end, though that they should. So we shall. I I think they are going to equal out. We shall see. The Blazers just might have played more games by now. But I'm with. I just see like 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 the way that that the Pelicans like the the Pelicans schedule. I really feel like you know they could maybe lose like one game. One, yeah. that's it. They should not. They should not lose more than one. If they lose one, if they lose more than one, they shouldn't be in the playoffs to begin with. Like, if I'm, I'm being straight up honest, because you're playing the Kings, the Spurs, the Wizards, and the Magic. Exactly. Y'all are playing people that don't want to be in the bubble right now. Like, what? Are, what are we talking about? Like, the only besides team the, besides the Spurs. Besides the Spurs, and that's because Pop always trying to win. Everybody else is not trying to be, like if they lose to the Wizards, I'll be embarrassed. I'll be I'll oh. be embarrassed. They, they should not lose to the Wizards at all. So like I, I I think the Pelicans and the in the in the Blazers definitely are the, the is going to be the playing game. And let's let's be let's pull it this way: if the Blazers win, look, the Lakers don't want to see the Blazers in a seven game series. I'm being oh. straight up they don't Nurkic will play decent on AD and they do not have guards to guard Dame and CJ they do not and also also hey also Gary Trent Jr. 
he's been playing lights out. Mm. So he's the, he's also an X factor, I think. And look, I, I get LeBron's the best player in the league. We've heard it from both Coach JP and Josiah. But if the Blazers make it to the playoffs and play the Lakers, that's a seven-game series. I, I, and I understand LeBron's great. I understand Anthony Davis is great. But like, like Schubert said in my argument for the Celtics, if Melo's really being Melo, they have four, whereas the Lakers have two. Like, and I'm sorry. Those four guys are playing in good basketball right now. You throw Gary Trent Jr. off the bench, Kyle Kuzma better step up or the Lakers are going to be in serious trouble. And I know people are like, well, the Lakers won two games and lost to the Jazz, but that Jazz game really showed the problems of the Lakers. Like, really very much showed, showed how the Lakers, the depth at guard is 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 concerning. The The problem with not having a third score is concerning. Uh, when you when you rely on either Deion Waiters, J.R. or Kuzma to get hot, that's concerning. I mean, Schubert... Am I am I crazy for saying these things about the Lakers? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the Lakers got that big win against the Clippers, but you know how how ready were the Clippers for that uh, to begin with? And I mean, you know what the what what are the? I mean, I'm actually more concerned about what the Clippers are showing in the bubble than I mm. am what the Lakers are showing in the bubble because like we expected the Lakers to maybe have their little stumbles because of like what they were going through with people not being able to play and having to do. But like, what's going on with the Clippers right now? Dropping two games in the bubble, I'll get you know, for two games you didn't have Lou Williams, but even when you did, you lost to a team you definitely shouldn't have. So I, I don't know. I mean, both LA teams are kind of really questionable right now, but I don't really see anyone that's like bursting at the seams to try and and take it over. I mean, it just seems like everyone in the West is like kind of just all right, lollygagging. We're, complacent, we're complacently getting into you know where we're going to be uh you know it's just these east teams that have really like shown up for me and i'm just like whoa where did these guys come from the east um, is looking like the dominant conference right now they really are so i don't know with with the lakers though i mean lebron is going to do what he does when it when it comes down to it yeah but, you know they are they are going to struggle with a matchup if they have to do the, the trailblazers but yeah Let's switch to the East, man, and let's talk about some of these teams that are exciting. You, you, you can start us off, Shubert. What are some of these teams in the East that, like, are really showing you promise? Oh, I would say um, I would say the Raptors, man, and I think Justin would agree with that. I do. What, do, what, do y'all, what are y'all seeing from the Raptors? Man, they're just so tough. They play hard. They make shots. They play hard. Yeah, they do. They play super. They play as a team. They play yeah, very exactly. tough defense. The question with the Raptors is when it comes to playoff basketball, because I think they'll do well in these remaining regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, and let's say they play a Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, when it comes to when because you both of you know when when it gets to those final games. The, in the final moments in those games, it becomes a possession-by-possession possession thing. It feels, the game feels very slowed down. The camera pans in, and it's like, all right, if you don't score in this possession, shit's in trouble. Like, it, it really feels, the pressure's intense. And the question is, who, do the, who can the Raptors call on in those moments to get them out and score those buckets? Like, do they have a guy that they can lean on heavily? I don't, I don't think you're giving them enough credit for what they did last year. I mean, That's I think that, that, that there are enough people out there that understand the big moment. And I mean, you know, it, it, just because Kawhi was the one that they could lean on last year doesn't mean that they don't understand like what a big moment is. And like, you know, even Fred, Fred Van Fleet, I feel like could hit a big shot when it when it comes down to it. All right, all right, Justin, how do you feel about that as well? He said he said the right player. He said Fred, 
Fred Van Fleet. And you said, you know, I know they don't have a superstar, but they know how to play. Like, they know how, the, like, the thing about the Raptors is they know how to get a good shot. And they have one of the best, in my opinion, I said this earlier, the best coach in the NBA and with Dick Nurse. You know, strategy-wise, like, it's just, like, they're just a good team, man. Like, you know, normally, like, when, like, when it comes down to those type of moments, guys are going one-on-one, them, they're driving, passing, and they, they'll, they'll get a good shot. Like, I don't know how they'll do it, but they'll get a good shot somehow, some way, and they'll hit the shot. And Kyle Lowry, I was I was never a big fan, but I'm I'm starting to become a, a big a big fan of Kyle Lowry now. Just because of how tough he plays, he makes plays, you know, he'll he'll draw that foul. Yeah. Shot, so I'm he'll take the charges, he'll be flopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they'll, they'll go to to the limit to win win a game. So I, I really have I'm really like putting some faith in the uh, in, in, in the Raptors. Look, man, I, I, I told y'all before we even started this, I said the Raptors is that team that you just got to watch out for because like Schubert said, and Schubert's right, I, I, earlier I was I, I, I looked at their championship pedigree and was like, really, that was my whole explanation. And Schubert is right. I'm not giving them enough credit right now, but it's just like, man, the NBA has shown us for the past three years, you need that guy when it slows up to get you them buckets. But... I like the name he did say with Fred Van Vliet because Fred Van Vliet did do that in the finals last year when Kawhi wasn't hitting shots. So can Fred Van Vliet do it again? Can Pascal Siakam do it? That's what the major questions are for the Raptors, but the Raptors are putting themselves up nicely. I want to ask you about the Celtics because the Celtics have uh, been a, a hit or miss. They've, they've won two games. They've lost two games, but the games that they won uh, – I believe when they won against the Trailblazers, Kimball Walker played 22 minutes, and that shows that when Kimball Walker's playing, Kimball Walker had 14 points, two assists, but he brought something to the floor that where they had to focus on them, which allowed Tatum to get 34, Hayward got 22, and Jalen Brown got 30. When you got when four of your top people got over 15 points, my goodness, the Celtics are tough. The Celtics are my favorite team. The thing is with them, can Kimball hold up? Justin, what have you been seeing from the Celtics that that you like or you dislike? Well, the thing about me is, like, you know, they have some good players. They're a good team. But the thing about them is the consistency. They haven't been consistent. Yeah, they have not. Tatum, he had the first game coming out. Tatum had a bad game. They played horrible against the Heat. I don't know if you (laughs) watched that game. But they even had Jimmy Butler, and they dropped that game. So... They, they, they're kind of – it's just the consistency. You know, if, if they could bring it every night, you know, you can get 20 from Jalen Brown and cool. You can get 20 from Jason Tatum. But, you know, I I, I don't think that Jalen Brown is a consistent 20-point scorer. Yeah. Score 20, but, you know, can he do it consistently? And they just haven't been consistent. To me, the thing with the, – the problem with the Celtics is not only consistency, because I agree with you. You're, you're 100% right. The problem with the Celtics is who is on their bench? Who who is Brad Wanamaker? Who is uh, Romeo Langford? Garrett Williams? Like these rookies aren't doing nothing. I, that, yeah, that's all. That's all. And also, like, I, I think it's been shown too. Like honestly, honestly, like right now, I have the Miami Heat over them. I really do. Andrew, let's talk about that in a second. But like, like Coach JP said, he said we got to watch for Simi Ojale. But like. Schubert, is the depth uh, issue for the Celtics? I think we've seen that. Like, what? What is? Because you were high on the Celtics, like me. What are you thinking right now? Yeah, I think it is a depth, a little bit of a depth issue. There's not a lot of people that they can depend on. Um, but it really is all re- revolving around whether 
Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum are on, or if they're off, it doesn't seem like it's like one night someone's carrying the load while the other ones, it and just seems like they they're all on or they're, or they're all, all off. off. Yeah, man. It's like, so, y'all got to have at least one guy that is, cons- and like Justin said, consistency. Y'all got to have one guy that's consistent. And then if, if Tatum's the consistent force, then Hayward can give one night, which if those two are leading, they win. Or Jalen Brown's leading one night and him and Tatum do what good they win. Or Kimba and T- like, one of them has to be consistent constantly. It can't be like you said, where all are on or all are off. And what's got to be really concerning for them at this point is that they've kind of lost their way into being to, to getting that free ride in the first round. The Bucks and the Raptors, they got a free ride. I mean, they're going to yeah. play the Nets and whoever is eight. So, I mean, like, th- those are wins. But, you know, if the Celtics, like, you know, Justin's saying, the Heat and the Pacers are both have, having really s- strong starts. The Pacers haven't lost, so. See, and the Pacers are the most weird team to me because I thought with Sabonis not being there, they would struggle, and they've been winning. So that's interesting. Let's talk about this Heat team because that's the team that I – y'all know how I feel about the Heat team. I love this Heat team with with Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, my boy Hero, and Bam Adebayo. Justin, you you said you like them more than the Celtics. Talk to me why you do. They got the shooters, man. They, uh, they, they make shots, you know, and I think that's the biggest – like, they, I think basketball is a bit um, – well, everyone knows, well, you know, guys who watch basketball, play basketball, you know, it's a make or miss game. Make or miss league, man. They make shots, you know. And Duncan Robinson, he's a shooter. Tyler Hero, he's a shooter. And they just have shooters all all, all around. I mean, it's crazy. Court. Like, know, they, some, when they beat the Celtics, they had Olenek shooting threes. Olenek had 15. Bam had 21. Duncan Robinson had 21. Drogic, which I think people don't realize how huge it is because Drogic has been – injured constantly and now Drogic's healthy and Drogic is has always been a great uh not a, not a great player he's been a good player he's been I'd say a, about a B player but he, that's great for them Drogic had 20 and then Tyler Hero had 11 and y'all beat the Celtics without Jimmy Butler and you throw Jimmy Butler in there and if Ken and, and if none was off like that is a that's a tough team, man. I I would not be surprised if the Heat make the fine make the finals. I wouldn't be surprised. You and they have a great they have great coaching too. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. About to say. They can coach. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they have a good coach. You gotta give Spolster credit, man. Like the Heat are impressing me a lot. Schubert, why why are the Pacers impressing you? Talk to me about that. I haven't really gotten a chance to watch them. I'm just like looking through the scores at this moment right now, and I just didn't realize how hot of a start that they've gotten off to. And it's just like if you think about it, you know, let's say they continue their hot start going into the playoffs, and if Justin's right and the Celtics end up dropping the fourth, then they have to play the Pacers in the first round. You know that's going to be a tough series for them. I mean, if the Pacers are, are continue to play on, yeah, I really think that in this week that I'm going to have to check out their games just to see what's going on. I mean, all the depots, he's there. Yeah, and I mean, see, whether they got Brogdon too. Like, I mean, the, I, I want to look at a box score for that. Him. I'm look look at the Magic box score, and it'll tell you who's doing it. It's T.J. Warren, man. T.J. Warren oh, yeah. has stepped up as their scorer, and and like. Oladipo has been kind of the secondary, and T.J. Warren has been balling. T.J. Warren had 32, Aaron Holiday had 12, Turner had 21, Brogdon had 12, Oladipo had 13, and T.J. McConnell off the bench had 12. Uh, 12. The thing is, man, they to me don't have they don't have a lot of depth either. But they're playing like a team. When they when you see multiple people across the board have over 10, it just shows. And assist wise, you see. Uh, Everybody's getting over five, like four, four assists plus. Brogdon with eight. Uh, Aaron Holiday with four. 
McConnell with five. TJ Warren drops four. Oladipo had four. Like, they're passing the ball and they're sharing the ball. I got to watch a Pacers game to see if they're the real deal because I thought without Sabonis, they would be in trouble. But TJ Warren, TJ Warren stepping up. Justin, have you watched the Pacers? I haven't yet. Uh, it's, it's weird because I just haven't had a chance to catch them. Like, they haven't been on. Yeah, they've been I mean, playing at weird times. Yeah, yeah. Like, they play at a weird time. And I just haven't had a chance to really watch him play. But, you know, TJ Warren had a 50-point game. But I think, like, right now, like, I think everyone is just so even now in the East. You know, it's no, like, no one's just – it's no just dominant team. Everyone is just even. And I just think it's going to make for some great games in the playoffs. Yeah. The Bucks. Lakers, Lakers, Pacers on Saturday is the one to watch. That's the one to watch. All right, we'll be, we will definitely check that out. Let's get some picks in real quick for this week before uh, next next week's game. Let's talk about some of these games that are coming up. Let me pull up the schedule. I'm glad you said that, Schubert. Uh, that that is the uh, major game on Saturday. NBA games. I can't get on my computer because it messes up the Zoom stuff. So I got to do everything on my phone. That's why. Well, I'm that that and Bucks Mavericks too. All right, so so tomorrow, let's start with tomorrow. We'll pick some games for tomorrow when the people hear this. Pelicans-Kings play at 1230. The Pels better win that game. That's a winnable game, and they, they have to. I think tomorrow at 3 o'clock, huge game. Heat, Bucks. Who y'all got winning that game? I got Heat. <laughs> Justin, on the Heat bandwagon, baby. Schubert, who you got? Uh, I'll stay safe with Milwaukee right now, but I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I, my heart says Heat, but my brain is telling me like, do like you, Schubert, and stay safe. I'm gonna stay safe and say the Bucks, but I'm not gonna be surprised if the Heat win. And I love that Justin picked them. All right, I don't care about Pacers Suns, even though the Suns have the Suns beat the Clippers. Man, Devin Booker's been balling. Nothing <laughs> new. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, you'll be watching along with Heat Bucks and then you'll get little notifications like, oh, wait, the Suns are about to win again. Win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We got Clippers Mavericks at 530. Is this a must win game for the Clippers? For sure. Just to show that they that, that they care? I think so. I, I, mean, I think so, too. I think so. I, just because, like, they can't keep losing, man. Like, that, they, that's ridiculous. Uh, who, do, who you got winning Clippers Mavericks? I got Clippers. Yeah, I got the Clippers too. Schubert, who you got? I'm going to stay with the Clippers. I'm going to wait and get wild later. All right, we got Trailblazers Nuggets at seven. Schubert, I'll start with you. Uh, Trailblazers, I think they're going to win that. I got the Nuggets, man. I'm pulling. Every time the Trailblazers play, I'm pulling for the other team. I got the Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Nuggets. (laughs) I'm I'm not pulling for the Trailblazers right now, man. Especially since Brooklyn is on that, on the Dame Dame time. And every time they're they're winning, (laughs) Brooklyn sends me a meme of Dame doing this. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, chill out, Brooklyn. I'm uh, any old fake Suns fan. Then when the Suns won, he sent me a text message again. I was like, bro, you can't just be pulling for all these other teams. He's like, I got two teams. That's my two teams. I was like, shut up. And then uh, at 8 o'clock, we got Lakers, Rockets. I got the Lakers, man, the size. Anthony Davis is going to feast on uh, P.J. Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Justin, Lakers. Justin, you got Lakers, Rockets. I got the Rockets. Oh, Justin's just going different, man. I see him out there. All right, Friday's games. Oh, man, I'm telling you. like, If they're hitting shots, it could be a game. All right, so those are all the games tomorrow. We're not going to pick all these games until next week, but we'll just run through some of the more important ones. Jazz, Spurs, that'll be an interesting game. Grizzlies, Thunder, that would have been an interesting game, but now that the Grizzlies are done. Uh, Kings, Nets, not, not interesting. I think the game Friday that is interesting is at night. That's the one we'll pick. Celtics Raptors at eight o'clock. I'll start with you, Schubert. Who you got? 
I'll take I'll take the Celtics in a game that they're probably going to feel like they got to win. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I feel like they're going to come out Friday night, primetime, ESPN. It's a game they have to TNT. win. Oh, TNT, my bad. Primetime, TMT, 8 o'clock, Friday night. Celtics got to win. Raptors are going to come out hot, but I think the Celtics are going to match that intensity. Justin, who you got? Raps. Ooh, Justin going with the Raptors. All right. Saturday, we got Clippers Trailblazers starting off at 12. Huge game. Clippers better win that one. I don't want the Trailblazers to win. We got Jazz Nuggets. And then let's pick the game that Schubert mentioned, Lakers-Pacers. Who y'all got? I think the Lakers. I I don't think LeBron's going to fool around with some team out of Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I got Lakers as well. Justin, who you got? Lakers. All right, and then we got Bucks-Mavericks that night. Who y'all got? I got Bucks. Oh, no. I'm thinking Mavericks, man. I'm going Mavericks because I just – I don't know about the Bucks right now. Just don't. I think I think uh, I think the Mavericks got enough players to be able to handle Giannis. Like I just don't know if they're gonna have an answer for Luca because they can't have what are they gonna have Giannis guard him? Yeah, I don't yes. know. I, I, Middleton. Honestly, Middleton. Like, <laughs> Give me a break. Like the teams, I think the Raptors and the Heat are the two teams that can guard the Bucks. Giannis, yeah, I, I can guard like they have the best. Bam Adebayo will lock up. Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler will lock up Giannis. I agree with that tenfold. I wouldn't say lock up, but they just know how to contain, contain, like, contain. Like they're a good team, good team. Yeah, they will contain him and put bodies in front of him to not yeah. let his his him go to the rim easy. Same thing with the with the Raptors with Gasol and Siakam. They will send bodies at him. All right, Sunday night. Uh, let's see nothing. some of the no, nothing Sundays. Just San Antonio and uh, Pelicans. Pelicans better win that damn game. Oh well, Philadelphia, Portland. Uh, I think I think the Portland will win that game. I don't think I'm not a big 76ers fan. So that that's that. Philadelphia's got to win that one. I mean, they got to start winning. Philadelphia definitely has to start winning. Monday, not too Monday. We got oh, ESPN 6:30, Toronto, Milwaukee. I'm going with the Raptors with that one, baby. I I, I think the Raptors are going to win that one. Justin, you got the Raptors. Raps. Schubert, yeah, Raptors. Raptors. All right. That's I think cool. the Bucks are going to start mailing it in next week. Ooh, okay. Yeah, true. Just to get ready for the playoffs. Uh, then at 8 p.m., we got uh, Indiana, Miami. I will be watching that to see how uh, Indiana is. And then Denver Nuggets, Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to win. That's TNT, 8, 8 o'clock at night. Tuesday, Lakers. Tuesday, uh, nothing nothing crazy Tuesday besides Portland-Dallas. That's a big game. I think, I think Dallas will win that one. Who y'all got in that one? Portland-Dallas, Monday night. Yeah, I think it depends on the circumstance. I think it depends on the circumstance. Like, if if it's a game that Portland, because they have to have dropped some games in the weekend. Like, if they've dropped some games in the weekend, like, they got to win that game. I think Portland will win. But, you know, if Portland is riding high off a good weekend, like, I think the Mavericks could catch them. Could catch them for sure. Justin, who you got? Dallas. Dallas, I feel, okay, I'm right there with you. And then Wednesday, the last game, the last uh, games we have to cover because we'll be we'll talk about the Thursday games next week. Wednesday, they have the Indiana Pacers and the Rockets at four. We will all watch that game so we can talk about these Pacers next week. But uh, Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers, Schubert, they have to win that. Philly has to start winning games. So I, I'm going to pick Philly just because it's must win at this time. Who do you have winning that one, Philly or the Raps? Because I think the Raptors can sit some people at that point. I agree with that. I think the Raptors probably start sitting, depending yeah. on their schedule. Yeah. I mean, depending on how they go the next few days. Justin, who you got? Yeah, if they're, they're sitting sit players, and I have Philly, but if they're playing, then I got the Raptors. 
Uh, all right, at 8 o'clock, Miami, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City is one of those teams that I just think are secretly good. That's just secretly. Have just, you watched them? Yeah, they look good. They look good. They look real good. Y'all know Shea Gilgis and Chris Paul are, are being like, a, to me, they're a better version of Damon CJ, except just not shooting as deep. They don't shoot. They don't shoot the three as good as them. But getting to the rim and creating, they they get the people involved in having Danilo Gallinari knock down threes for them, and then having uh oh boy Dennis Schroeder, my grand and this is not racist because my grandmother said this. She's a she's an African American woman, so I'm just getting that out there. She calls him the Spider Monkey. <laughs> she said that little Spider Monkey Dennis Schroeder comes out just pestering people, and then they have Aquaman Stephen Adams kicking ass. Stephen Adams has looked great. Like, Stephen Adams has looked really good during this bubble. I, and so versus Miami, who y'all got winning that one? I'll start with you, Justin. That's a tough matchup for them, for Miami, because, because uh, CP. CP will lock up none, will lock up none in, uh, in Hero and in, uh, Duncan Robinson. Hmm. And Shea Gilgis. The thing is, can Jimmy take over? Because I don't know if they have anybody. I don't know if Danilo can guard Jimmy. Game, man. I, I really is gonna be a good game, but like I said, the Heat has shooting. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Heat. I'm going with the Heat too, but I love that Thunder team. I really do. I think I think if the Thunder win the East, they would push. They would push heavy for for a, a finals appearance, man. I like yeah. that Thunder team. Uh, who you got, Schubert? I don't know if I could take the Thunder against Miami. Yeah, Miami's good. Yeah. I have to stay stay with Miami, but I mean, I, I have really enjoyed watching Thunder games. Like it's one of those things where like I didn't it's think fun. I'd be watching tuning into the Thunder, but like that that game they played against Denver the other night was really fun to watch. Thunder man, like gotta give Chris Paul his props because this year he has really like I thought the Thunder we all thought the Thunder were a lottery team after the Paul George and Russell Westbrook got out of town. Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis has turned this this tide around. Got to give Stephen Adams his credit. Got to give. I think Billy Donovan as a coach is redeeming himself this year because all before it was Billy Donovan can't coach KD and Russ. Billy Donovan can't coach KD and Paul George. Maybe it was those guys weren't running his sets, and now Chris Paul's actually running his sets, and his sets are working. Yeah, I think Chris Paul and uh, and Melo and. And LeBron all got on some banana boat in Disney World, and they were like, "Let's just go back to the good old days and start balling again." <laughs> and ball out. Melo's been looking good, man. Melo's been looking real good. He is. He, he has some. He's been hitting some big shots. But Melo could always score, though. That that's the thing. And so, but that's all the games leading up to uh, next week. Clippers Nuggets. Clippers, yeah. You know, Clippers. Nice I don't think the Clippers, Yeah, I don't. It, I don't know if the Clippers are going to win that because at that point they're definitely going to be getting ready for the playoffs. If they not, well, it depends ready. because like would, depending on what both of their schedules are, they'll be fighting for the second spot because I mean the Nuggets are a game back. If you are, if you're the Clippers, do you want the second seed and have to maybe play like like because I think Utah's going to fall. If I'm being quite frankly, I think Utah's going to fall. Let me pull up the the the, the uh, schedule, the standings because okay, oh in the NBA, man. Because really look, the Jazz are 43 and 25. The Thunder's 42 and 25. The Rockets are 42 and 25. And the Mavericks are four. Uh, I don't think the Mavericks can catch up because they're 41 and 29. I, if, the Maver- if, if the Jazz really lose all these games that I think they're going to lose and end up sixth or seventh, if I'm the Clippers, I'd rather play the Jazz than the Mavericks. I'm being quite frank. And I would, I would, I, if I'm the Clippers, I'm looking to see what rank the Jazz are. And if, they are, if they're seventh, I'm, I'm going to try to get second, but if they're sixth, I'm cool with falling to three. Because if you're the Nuggets, 
I'd rather play, like right now, the Nuggets need to try to win because the Rockets are six, but I think the Rockets are going to win, which is therefore why I think the Jazz are going to fall. If I'm the Nuggets, I don't, I, I don't want to play the Mavericks. I'm trying to stay at three and play, and, and play the uh, Jazz. Because, like, I think the Mavericks are going to be a tough round one where I think the Jazz is an easy round one for a team. I just don't think the Jazz are clear. I don't think the Jazz, look, Justin, I think the Jazz, the jazz look bad. I think Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert have chemistry issues right now. I don't think Mike Conley's there helping create. And I and I just think they're missing Bogdanovich terribly. I mean, yeah, you, you have a point. But I still think, like, you know, as far as, like, player-wise, they have some good players. I just think Ingles, you know, he can shoot it. That's true. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he he can score. So I still think that they're a threat to any team that plays I think we'll know a lot after we watch them play the, this the Spurs on Friday. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, if, if the Spurs beat them, then, like, you know, that tells us a lot about the Spurs and the Jazz. Exactly. Like, the Pels should not have lost to the Jazz, bro. They should have lost yeah. that first game. The Jazz well, is just... That, that goes to another question, and it's a, lot, a big question that's going on in, in New Orleans right now. It's one I get asked all the time is, you know, Zion, the minutes... You know, is Gentry doing the team wrong? And I'm, you know, I, I, you know, where do you guys stand on all that? Because I mean, I'm out here feeling like the only person that's th- saying like my big thing with NBA coaching is people are telling me, oh, fire Gentry, fire Gentry, and like for who? Who are you gonna go get? That that's the que- that's the big question for me. Jackson, baby. No, I think they should go get Monty Williams and do do another run with him. Right. But someone told me they needed to get Atkinson. I was like, what? Oh, I, I look, Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson's a good coach, man. I think, and I, and I think the thing is, Kenny Atkinson just couldn't run his sets with Kevin Durant and and, and Irving because obviously they want to they they want to play how they want to play. But I think Kenny Atkinson's system with with these guys wouldn't be too bad. But I uh, but look, the Zion thing, I I, I feel like he wasn't in shape. And they didn't want a chance hurting him. And I think now he's more in shape because he played 25. Like, I think we're going to see him get to the right minutes. I just think he wasn't in full shape when he came back. And that was them making sure he was. I don't, I, I don't think that's a Gentry issue. I think the issue with Gentry is him doing substitutions. At his, his lineups are weird. His substitution pattern is weird. And I think through the first and third quarter, he's a good coach. But if he come that fourth quarter... Something about him in closing out games. He's he's not good at, cl- at coaching closeout games, and he's and he's not the best motivator of his players. Because to me, the Pelicans look morally defeated against the Clippers, and that's a and that was in the first quarter. And Gentry didn't say anything to light a fire under them. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. If Drew Holiday and the players don't light a fire under themselves, then they don't have someone lighting a fire. So that's my whole thing with Gentry. Justin, how do you see it? Man, I see it as, you know, I heard David Griffin, um, you know, he was, they asked him, of, of course, they asked him about, you know, right, the minutes of Zion, you know, why is he not not playing? You know, I really feel like, you know, Gentry, he just, he, he follows, you know, David Griffin. I think they're all on the same. Oh, yeah, I'm not blaming him. That's what I agree with you. You can't blame Gentry for the Zion stuff. You can't. Yeah. You blame Gentry for other stuff, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking. Talk, we're talking about like as 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 a coach. What do I think of him as 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 a coach? I mean, like you know, they've been winning games. So I don't think of him as a bad coach. You know, they've been been winning as far as motivating. You know, that game that they were losing to the Clippers, they did look done. You know, they didn't look like they were coming back. It just looked. They looked look like they didn't want to be in the bubble. That was embarrassing. 
I was like, man. Like, Dude, but really? that reminded me of the when we first were doing when we first started doing this pod and the Pels were horrible. That's what this reminded me. That's that's what that team reminded me of. Season one, year one of Bros who uh, of prime time when all of us were on prime time together talking about the Pelicans and the Pelicans w- weren't good. I don't yeah. know. I thought the first time we were on with the Pelicans was when they made the push. The, the Marcus the Cousins Trailblazers. No, I think that's year two. Well, either either way, either way, this is pre Demarcus Cousins. That they look like pre Demarcus Cousins Pelicans, like they, they right. look bad. Like yeah, it was that game was that game was bad. But you know, as far as you know, they've been winning games. They have. So I, I feel like you know the uh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I just think, like Schubert said, my biggest thing is who do you get? And there's nobody to get right now. If there was somebody to get, I'd I be like, I said, I said Jackson. I'm I, going. With- if the, see, I want someone that's like, I, I want someone that's like a a, a, Brad, a Brad Stevens. I want someone that's like a Nick. I want a younger coach who can connect with these players and who who has a good defensive system because these guys can he run and gun. Warriors, he built the Warriors to where they are right now. Bro, Mark Jackson has players. He started that. He started that. Justin, bro. He started that. I, <laughs> he started that, man. That Mark was, Jackson has to change his ways before he get a before he get a coaching job. If he don't change. He didn't win. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Yes, see, he did win. He built. He's a good team builder. He's not. He didn't win when he had that. Those boys. Because he because they kicked him out. I don't know, man. Steve Kerr changed a lot about that team. Steve, that was Steve Kerr's system. That wasn't Mark well, so, Jackson's well, system. So it kind of goes to the whole gentry thing again. Is like, do you bring in someone with a young team to kind of rejuvenate the, the youth? Yes, that's my thing. And like, be someone that you that they grow with like, into a like championship. A Steve so like, is like that's where people are questioning gentry at the moment. Is like, is sure gentry is doing all right, but is he going to bring? Is he you the guy that can get us to the, the finals? Step? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's and I, and I agree with that, Schubert. One thousand percent. But like you said, who do you bring in? And that's that's what if if you if you can sell me on the who, I'm I'm buying it. But right now, I don't know who the who is. So one hundred percent. But that's all we got this week. Uh, Justin, start us off. Tell the people they can find you at on social media. Yeah, everybody can find me. Uh, my handle name is Justin Batiste twenty two. Uh, you guys can find me on all social media platforms. Uh, I'm also uh, also check me out on LinkedIn. Um, also on my blog TraysandLays Definitely check out TraysandLays. Start right more around playoff time. I'm still, you know, watching the games, you know, seeing uh, who's who. But I'll because of the draft situation, y'all got to check out trades and ladies. Definitely around draft time, I'll, I'll I'll definitely start putting out some more stuff. But you know, right now I'm checking out these, these games to see, you know, who's who playoff. Uh, see who's gonna make some noise in the playoffs, and I'll start put, posting posting some stuff around that time. One hundred percent, y'all make sure. Like, like Justin had a great uh, series of just telling you who these college players were leading up to before the bubble. Because we don't know. We do. We do not know. Yeah. So y'all be sure to check out Trades and Lays to get uh, understanding of who the players are coming up to the draft. Uh, Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a Schubert fourteen. You can also look me up on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> but uh, my my bros uh, with the bros who binge is uh, coming out every week. This week we had a big pitch it match big pitch with it uh, match. Nola Pels Reddit, aka Luis and uh, Charles. It was a fun one, um, and we're gonna have more pitch it matches to come pretty soon. Um, not, not this, this next episode, but probably the next one. Yeah, no, uh, not, not no, probably it's happening. It's it's locked in. 
Yeah, and um, we've been we talked about the first half of Umbrella Academy. I'm about to tune in and try and watch, watch the second it. half before we gets to Sunday. Same, um, you know, fingers crossed. I got to go to a wedding this weekend, so it's gonna be a busy, busy weekend for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we've been doing right now. We still have talk, we're still talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender, and eventually we'll talk about Legend of Korra. And, so. and DC fandom that's coming up. I'm hype. I am. Hi- yes. They've been they've been hyping that up all this week. So. I am ready to see what, what goes down for that. But y'all be sure to check out the Bros Who Binge episode this upcoming Monday. And like she said, check out the one that came out most recent because super great pitching match. Just getting you ready for the championship, man. We see who, who made it to the conference finals. And then the next match between our guy Adam Schubert versus Jake Madison to see who goes into the finals. To see who goes from the loser's bracket into the finals. Schubert, real quick. What are, what? And I'm going to ask you this on Bros Who Binge again, but I got. I like promoting this as like the uh, as uh, Mike. Who's Mike Tyson's promoter? That black guy. Uh, what, what was his name? Uh, with the with the with the uh, Don, lo- King. Don King. I'm Don King in this. Sure. What's your thoughts going into this match against Jake Madison? What if you have to tell Jake something? What are you gonna tell Jake? What should he expect? What are you looking for? Because I'm gonna post this on Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna clip this and say this is a promo f- for you. Well, I you know Jake pretty much does things with, uh, you know, entertainment industry. So he's definitely <laughs> someone to fear, but this is a, a game out of my own mind. So, you know, I think that um, when it comes down to it, he may get a question, you know, what would Jake have done with the Pokemon question in our last one? You know, I think I would have had a, something, you know, something to say about it. So it depends on how it all rolls out. Um, and if I can get a question that, you know, really leans towards my knowledge and less towards Jake's because, you know, um, and it's all going to be about thinking on your feet. So whoever comes out that day, most alert, he's got a lot of going on with the potting and basketball. You know, he may not be, uh, <laughs> he might not on, be all, uh, Ooh, okay. the, the pitcher. Schubert, are you making the finals? Oh man, I'm, I'm in the loser's bracket. So I have a long way to go. Yeah, you got to win. Look, when you make if you win out of the loser's bracket, you have to win twice to win the championship. I'm not asking if you're going to win if you're going to win twice. I'm asking, are you going to make it out of the loser's bracket? Are you going to beat Jake Madison? Not next week, but the week after. Uh, What do, am I going to upset the world? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. All right, Jake, I want to hear your response. Y'all be sure to check out that picture match coming up soon. We will give you more information, but that's Adam Schubert, the creator. That's the guy's going to be your nickname, the creator coming, coming to coming to create some magic on pitching. This is Lynn Don King. Only when I'm in my promoter bag, I'm gonna give you all my competition bag. When Schubert asked me the same question, when my, cause my match is coming up, Schmidt, you better be ready, brother. I'm coming for the dub sack. Charles, you better be ready. I'm coming for the dub sack. I'm coming to win it all. I want the, the belt discount double check, boy. I want it all. <laughs> Schubert knows. I've been telling him about this for weeks, months. I want the dub. Justin, we're going to see you next year. You're ask, you going to join the league? Man, I don't, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's our game show, bro. It's the Bros Who Think game show. Yes, I know, but I, I don't like it. Y'all watch, y'all do so, so many shows, man. There's, like, a, there's a bunch of sports questions. I feel like, like, I'm, I feel like y'all are busy twenty four seven. I really do. It, like, look, busy, busy with some bullshit. That's yeah, cool. busy with some clown shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. The thing is, pitch it. All pitch it is a game where 
you can get where you have to pitch maybe movie questions where you maybe pitch TV questions, but there's also sports questions that you can pitch. Like one of the questions we had in the last match was pitch the Washington Redskins new name. So you could get an all sports questions match, Justin, if you control the board. I'm about to like listen to, to one show and understand how it actually goes. It's just watch this is the last week's match with Charles and Luis. That's a match you could have probably won. That was a sport that was a mostly sports uh sports match. Yeah, yeah, lots of sports. Lots of sports. Check that out. But yeah, pitching man, it's coming up. Oh, I want to ask y'all before we get up on every single week. Like something new is coming every single week. You have a new idea of something every week. Well, we got we got yeah. this. We got this new idea that I wanted to bring to y'all and bring it to the listeners to see if y'all are interested. Because it's COVID time and people aren't able to go out, party, do a lot of stuff. I had this idea where what if we did a bros who think trivia night where you pit where you cash app an account, five bucks for an entry fee, and it's gonna be a either a t- early two thousand, not an early two thousand, but a two thousands pop culture trivia night or a movie trivia night and there's going to be cash prizes given out throughout the night. We'll do it on Zoom, and we can live stream it on Twitch, and I think it'll be a fun experience for couples to do, for people, people gonna to have do. People going to have their hands up. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't uh, Google on your phone, but what do y'all think about that idea? And fans, let us know. Y'all can let us know on Twitter at LimBWT, at Bros Who Think, but I'm trying to set this up to see if the fans are interested. It'll be something to build our community, something y'all can all participate in as well. Win some money, too. I'm actually uh, going to do something like this with another organization, so I'm into it. Uh, Are you participating? Yeah. Well, is is, is, is that is it on Facebook or have you been? I, I've been seeing a lot of ads. It's on, I mean, it's on it's on Zoom. I got Facebook invited to it. It's a it's a is it 90? radio station in Birmingham. Oh, okay, okay. It's a general trivia, like a trivia night. Real. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like a bros who think Zoom trivia night, where it'll be like an early two thousand, like. A 2000s pop culture or a movie trivia. One we could do a sports trivia one night. Like I just think it'd just be something for the our community of listeners from whether it's anime talk, bros who binge, bros who think prom time can all come together. And it could be like a date night for couples. It could be like a if you're a, a single bro at home alone or a single lady at home alone, you can partake in this and maybe win some money. Justin, what do you think about that? I like it because you know, especially like like right now. These, these times where it's not much to actually do. And, you know, I feel like that's what that's what makes people, you know, most happy is when you, you know, bring up old stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it's nostalgic. Like from, from the early two, uh, two, 2000s, I think people, you know, that, that brings excitement back to someone's life. Yeah. So I think that's idea. And plus, you know, you, uh, you have a chance to win money. Exactly. You got a chance to win money, bro. And and a five dollar entry fee, that's not bad. That's that that's light work. You know times are pretty hard right now, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Times are hard, but it's not it's not like I'm asking for 10 bucks, 15, 20. Five. And I'm putting up a lot of money anyway, because like all everybody who enters is just putting up five. Like I'm gonna have some good cash prizes for first place, second place, and third place. So I think it'll be a fun night. Y'all let us know on Twitter at bros who think if that's something you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk out now on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Twitch, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple. We really appreciate all the support. If you're a first-time listener, if you've been listening since day one, wherever you came along on this journey, welcome and thank you for being a part of this community. 
community. We really love everyone who listens and we are really trying to build this community to where we can have fan discussions on Twitter and it's growing. I love when y'all comment or say, hit me and Schubert up like, yo, we all think about this boys trailer. We all think about this move. We all think about this and this. I love when y'all talk sports with us. I love when y'all talk anime. It's, it's amazing and it makes what we do so much worth it. And it makes it better because it's our community. Everyone who listens to this is a bro. Like y'all are all, y'all are all our bros. We're a family and we appreciate you guys. But for Justin, for Schubert, for Doom, for Brooklyn, for Josiah, and for Coach JP, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Until then, peace. Come with me, could show you lots of things, eh? Hopefully, you focusing on me, yeah. Feel like my without, cause I'm game brave. Got the legs around my neck, ooh, it get the chain wet, yeah. Now you just need someone to say you special Cause it's too many times that you been let go Can't let no one no more, can't let them get close Get close How the fuck I'm supposed to love you from a distance? You was making problems, I was trying to make a difference Yeah, mm. For 2020, let's hit fast forward Can you do that thing, move your hips like water? Said that you was looking for commitment Could tell by how you all up in my business I could slide through with the quickness. Put your body in on me.